Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and David Pindry. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas on a Monday night, April 7th, 2014. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, couldn't do it without these great, great sponsors. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Cherbies, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, the Moto Company, Optrix, and Guts Racing all on board with us tonight. Looking forward to uh, a fantastic show. Don't forget you can get this on iTunes. You can get it on the Pulpamex app. Get it on Stitcher on your smartphone. Don't forget to Thursdays, noon, the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. We'll be look ahead to the, the that weekend's race. Uh, so this week we'll be looking ahead to Seattle. Houston Supercross is in our rearview mirror. We have a fantastic show tonight. Dean Wilson will be on, Adam Cincerillo, Denny Stevenson, Nick Way, Adam Entenap, and of course, RJ, Rick Johnson, Two Hip will be on. But no one is as excited as me to announce our co-host for the show. The man, the myth, the legend, he's been gone for 16 shows, but he's back, just like, a, just like Damon Bradshaw in 95, the David Pingree. Hey, just like a bad case of eczema. Fantastic to have you back in the studio. A skin rash. I'm back. It's exciting, yeah. I'm excited. Oh, you're back. Maybe it's a half a cup of coffee I've already put down. <laughs> I'm, I'm really j- ramped up. I'm jacked up to have you. Davy um, beating up your kid. I think uh, I'm looking forward to making magic with you. I'm looking forward to making magic. That sounds gay, but all right. Yeah. yeah I'm in. Uh, how's everything going with you? Everything's all yeah. right? Yeah. Fantastic. Been riding much a little bit? Did, went in the hills? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to start riding more here, but uh, yep. Ah. Had a couple good trips. Went out to Beaumont. It was a lot of fun, and did a school last Saturday for a bunch of guys from Honda. So, oh, wow. you know, uh. we've been having Chris Kiefer in uh, here and there. Yeah, I know you're a bit of a whore. You just got anybody on here who'll sit in here. Pretty much, but um, I just want to let you know the Kiefer takes no money. Oh yeah, Kiefer takes no money. Yeah, well, Kiefer we takes all have no our money. price. Okay, he's cheap. I'm just saying, you might want to, you know. God damn, you're so good, though. I got to pay for it. I got to pay for it. <laughs> you get what you pay for, Steven. Race Tech uh, email segment coming up. BTOsports.com, Gabbett Gibbs, NFAB question of the day, and X-Brand tear-offs all coming on along with our fantastic guests. Taking your calls, producing the show, holding everything down. The man, the myth, not the legend yet. Devin Gibbs. Gibbs, what's up? Apparently tits is here, tits according is here. to our intro. Not happy. No, no, Not it's happy. a mix-up in the production department. Uh, you guys got to get you, you got to. Uh, you and Switzerland got to get that down. You know what? It, yeah, whose who, whose fault was that? Is that his fault for not catching that, or no, is that all you? No, no, that's no, you. No, that's none. Not that's, his fault. Mm. You're an ass, Steve. That was really insensitive. I blame Swisscore. I still don't have no drops. I blame Moser. Ugh. I blame Moser, and I blame Swisscore. I blame him too. I, uh, whatever. Devin Gibbs though, is very happy you're in studio. He's been looking forward oh, since, since the day he got the job. He's like, I can't haven't wait. met Ping. Haven't met Ping. Can't wait to beat Ping. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Sometimes I, I may, get gassy. I may get to meet you, <laughs> and it gets weird in here. A little uh, weird. No, I'm fine. Uh, weird also, too. in studio uh, from Canada, uh, 
Sean. Uh, Sean, what's up, man? I'm doing good. I'm just super fan. Excited to be here. Sean and Tori. Girlfriend, wife? Wife. Uh, wife. Uh, they donated a large amount of money to the Bassett Rescue in Vegas here. Your audio sounds weird to me right now. Does it? Yep. Okay. Because it's echoey. I'm just telling you. It's better now, right? It is. See? It's echoing off, off of uh, Sean. Mm. And that's why we have Kenny in studio. Uh, Sean donated a large amount of money to save Bassett Hounds. So thanks, Sean. You're welcome. You're, I'm... you're sitting in here. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. He's very excited. It's radio show. Canadian excited. No one can see the thumbs up. No, he threw a big thumbs up. Uh, (laughs) All right. Can't can't wait. Thanks for doing that. I appreciate it. I hope you have a good time, Tori. I hope you enjoy sitting in here uh, and watching the magic happen. And uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Um, Can't wait to get our guest. uh, I know. Look, Dean Wilson's awesome. Good guy. Uh, Cincerello, you know him well. Good guy. Denny Stevenson, Nick Way, but RJ. RJ's a legend. Right? Yeah. I don't know if people get it either, which I think is sad. Younger guys, like maybe even Adam, he might not understand how big of a deal it is having Rick Johnson on here. You know what I mean? No, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think they do. Yeah, they don't understand. He's, he's getting, RJ's getting to that point where it's uh, almost like people, get, he's, people forget, like the 90s or whatever. No, it's happened, dude. You know? it, like, that was a long time ago. It was. No, I know. When people t- forgot. I'm just saying like – you're you're old and forgotten about so quick in this sport yeah. because, you know, you're racing when you're early 20s. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, by the time you're 35 years old, 40, you're, people don't even remember you. The kids that were are racing now were under 10 years old. They don't remember no, who they are. We had, a, you know, the Great Western Bank team reunited in here for show number 100. And we started talking and, like, then we started thinking, like, oh, it was only, you know, that it was like 14 years ago or 18 years ago or whatever, like. It's like, yeah. dude, that's a long time ago. <laughs> we all were talking like it was only five years ago that we were all hanging out. Yeah. Me, not so much with those guys, but anyways. I still don't think there's ever been anybody as savvy with the media and as good for the sport as Rick Johnson was. Best interview, most personality, I most think charisma. MC, I, think MC, I think MC is up there or can come close or, or beats him in some areas. I really do. I, what I, areas? I, I do. What uh, areas? Uh, I think just um, – well, it's a different time because it was more exposure on Supercross for an MC race. But I think he was pretty good. Um, so was RJ, though, with the fans. Dude, RJ was – RJ was. I don't know. I just don't think there's anybody. And you know who Jeremy's idol was growing up? Yeah, yeah. Rick Johnson. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't know. Uh, looking forward to uh, having uh, these guests on the show tonight and uh, looking forward to uh, giving away some tickets. Vortex Racing, the official bar and sprocket of Tyler Bowers. Sprocket of James Stewart, uh, many other riders. Kyle Chisholm uses Vortex. They're giving away two tickets to Seattle Supercross, and F it. Let's just do it right now. First caller right now gets two tickets to, to Seattle Supercross, courtesy of our folks at Vortex. You want to go to Seattle this weekend and hopefully not fight the rain? Vortex Racing giving away a set of tickets, a pair of tickets, vortexracing.com. Uh, let's go right to the phone lines before we talk too much about uh, – Houston and what happened there. Michael, what's up, man? What's up, Steve? How are you doing? Good. How are you? Right? Yeah, we're, we're good, man. What's happening? Yeah, uh, this is the thing. I'm going to get some stuff for Antingnet. I was going to buy him some stuff from him from BDO, BTO Sports. You're going to buy some stuff for Internet from BTO? Yeah. And when I emailed I I did email them, but they didn't answer me. So I had a problem. 
What do you want? What do you want to buy them? What are you thinking? Some Subway? Um, what? What's that? A break snake? Uh, want to get him a break snake? And, okay. All right. Yeah, and a water impeller, I think, from Boyson. Does Entenab need this stuff? Did you talk to him? Yeah. Yeah, I talked to him. Oh, okay. All he right. knows that. Oh, okay. So, you can where, you not just where, where are you calling? By the way, I'm I'm the, I'm I'm the guy you know, uh, the friend of Hanny. The guy is, I, I always boxy with with you talking to Hanny all the time. Oh, if you remember? I guess who almost came on the show? Yeah, I'll I'll ask you to come to Sweden to and check. Oh, he's calling from Sweden. The racing oh, here. He's doing well. guess who almost came on the show yeah. tonight, Michael? Guess who almost came on the show tonight? Yeah, who? Josh fucking Hansen. Hanny. Yep. I made he that. would never come on issue, buddy. Oh no, buddy. Oh no, buddy. <laughs> we, uh, I made I made Hanny a cup of coffee this weekend in the Cali truck. We talked about no way. We talked about the tetters. We shook hands. No, Hanny and I really are what you call bros. Well, okay, I don't want to go that far. No, but no, 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 bros. Yes, buddy. Hanny, buddy. Hanny is going to come no on. Sh- Hanny, almost don't bro. Don't, hey, dude, don't bro on him. You know, he's almost he's, <laughs> Michael. Michael. I don't know Sweden. I don't know what Sweden yeah. radio shows are like, but we, there's there's yeah. come and go, and I talk, you listen, you talk, I listen. Uh, Hanny will be on so- shortly, I think, at one time. I'm telling you, we're bros now. Um, but really, can you? Well, se- that's really cool. Cause, yeah. Okay. Send send uh, send me an email using the uh, pulpum using the the contact us on pulpumx.com, and I will forward it mm-hmm. to the BTO guys, and we'll make this happen. That's cool. You want to help out the seven deuce dudes? Oh. Awesome, because so. it's been four or five days now. They they haven't asked me, so I I got confused and didn't want to anything have to wait for his stuff. You know, this internet. I'm doing this for free because I like him. This internet guy cool is dude. blowing up, by the way. In case anybody doesn't know, like it's no. He's on. Deuce, deuce. Don't you like it? He's a cool guy, dude. No, no, he's funny. Hey, no. Seven deuce deuce. He's good. I can't believe we got listeners from. Spain. By the way, I, if you look at Pingry right now. He, he looks like Samwise, Samwise Gamgee in The Hobbit. No. Yeah. The Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. I'm not familiar. I don't know The Lord of the Rings. Anyone? Anyone? You sound like a Canadian from South yeah. Park. Hey, buddy. No, he's no, from no, Slappy Heads. No, that's Sean. I'm just telling you what it sounds like when he says buddy. I want him to keep saying buddy. Hey, buddy. So, Mathis. Mathis, you coming over here? Sometimes uh, watch no. Watch some Grand Prix. Jim Hawley is yeah, having. Come on, dude. Why not? Jim Hawley is having a, a supercross there, and he's Antonap is supposed yeah, to be Hull, going. Dude, Hawley's he's he's crazy, dude. <laughs> the, uh, I don't know. I can't even. Has he shown you Polaroids? Have you seen Polaroid photos? Yeah. Uh, hey, he's uh, trying. Uh, yeah. Ka- uh, Michael, um, uh, Hawley uh, is supposed to bring Antonap over to Sweden to race. Really? Yes. Yes. The God. Then I'll catch God- up with him. I got I got Holly's number. I, I'm a good friend with Holly too. So you will we know see, each other. You will see he's, the seven deuce. deuce. You will see the seven deuce deuce there. Thanks for calling, bud. Hey, send me that email. We'll make it happen. Yeah, no problem. Video. Okay. See ya. And dude. Yeah. Stop talk shit on Hanny, man. <laughs> I won't, bro. Bye. Bye. Bros with Hanny now. Yeah, I saw Hanny at San Diego. We actually like, yeah, we talked at San Diego too. Caught up. Yeah, no, I think I think he's gone through some sort of therapy. Some sort of um, yoga or um, uh, Deepak Chopra, Chupra. <laughs> Some, is that a rapper? No. <laughs> he's done something because oh, he's, he's shook my hand. He's asked me how I'm doing. 
We texted yeah. today. I made him coffee. He seemed like he had balanced his chi. I think he's worked out what the what, hell happened? whatever issues he's had, and he's somehow working them out. And we're my, good. My wife saw him from, like, across the pit, and she's got the soft spot for him. She, she feels like he just needs a good mother. You know, like he <laughs> – Someone's just not paid enough attention to him. He, you know, she'll, she just wants to like sit him down and brush his hair or something and have a good conversation with him. <laughs> run, his, run her hands. Yeah, his hair so we, we ended up going over there in 15 minutes. And... Uh, Vortex Racing gave away some tickets to Seattle. Kyle Shabig is the ticket winner. Kyle Shabig, Shabig. won the tickets to uh, Seattle Supercross courtesy of Vortex. So you got his email, and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. Thanks to the folks at Vortex for that. Um, Let's go – let's talk Houston here. Coming up, Adam Cincerillo at uh, 6.30 our time. But let's talk Houston here. So, James Stewart has five wins. RV has four wins. There's three races left, Ping. I'm doing some math for you. If a train was going 10 miles no. – yeah. who is going to have more wins at the end of the Supercross season? Like, what do you see happening in the next three races? RV has an almost 50-point lead. This thing is, is it over. Get, is it going to rain this weekend or not? 40% what? chance the last time I looked. I say as long as Stu gets healthy, he wins more races. I think he'll sneak one or two more. RV gets one. Maybe RV gets this weekend and Stu wins out or something. Do you see anybody else sort of uh, getting into the mix at all? Yeah, maybe. Maybe Dungey. He could always right. sneak one. I don't think I don't know, think anybody else. Unless all three of those guys piled up on top of each other in the first turn. We're really running into the dog days of Supercross here. And, Ping, you never did a full 450 series, but you did plenty of Supercross racing. Tickle uh, out. Will Hahn out for a long time. Chad Reed's come, not coming back to the outdoors. Josh Grant, God knows what could be wrong with him at this point, uh, crawling off the track this weekend. Matt Gerke's out for a while. Jake Weimer is coming back, but he's missed most of the series. Um, it's tough at this point. 17 races, 18 weeks. This is We're yeah. starting to see why it's so tough. It's always like this, though, for yeah. the most part. You know, It's just a grind. Yeah, when it's not is when it stands out. Yeah. Right. Um, do, yeah. You, do you think, I mean, is, it just, is there anything that we could do as a series at all to, besides making you know, a flat track <laughs> to go around some barrels? No, you know what? It's weird that a lot of the accidents or injuries have happened at the races this year. I feel like yeah. more so than usual. Or a lot of times yeah. you hear Canard, about it. Canard was practicing, and that's about the only guy I can think of. Yeah, but typically it's yeah that's where they get hurt more often. And right. this year it's kind of been the other way around, where a lot of it's happened at the races. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think in a lot of ways that's good. It's good for the guys because you've got medical attention right there. Where you get hurt at the test track, you're laying there, you know, the the curled up in the fetal position for 20 minutes before someone gets there. The people on Vital have an issue with the way the Astrid guys handled Will Hahn. Do you have a problem with the way the Astrid guys handled Will Hahn? Well, I'm, I'm sure amongst those geniuses there are many doctorates, <laughs> uh, many well-learned people who've studied medicine. Uh, no, I, I talked about it a little bit in my Ask Pain column last week. And just, you know, if, if you go back and even – I wasn't there, but you can watch on TV – you see Doc Bodner, you see the orthopedic surgeons, the nurses, Eddie Casillas, who's yeah. a certified athletic trainer, a military medic. They've seen a lot of crap. I mean, you know, yeah. well, I an deal- ER trauma I- doc sees gnarlier things than a guy with a concussion and a broken arm. I bring this up because you've worked for those guys before. You've gone through the paramedics yeah. schools and stuff. and Yeah, so, yeah, so, so they, they're, 
it's a little bit more fluid with the Asterisk crew. There isn't a solid, right. um, just hard line of protocols they have to follow uh-huh. because they go from state to state. So they're not working under a county or a state's protocols. Um, they're kind of uh, working under Dr. Bodner, basically. So um, he talks to everybody at the beginning of the, if it's your first time, you know, kind of explains to them how they do things. But just like any kind of trauma, they do an assessment. You know, right when they get to the rider, they're checking their level of consciousness, um, you know, doing whatever's appropriate there. Sometimes they'll try to put a, a, a collar on. Like he told us, you know, he goes, you're going to watch nine times out of ten if a guy gets knocked out. Yeah. Before we can even use the hats off device, the rider will come to kind of like yeah. sit up, try to figure out where he's at and throw his helmet off. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you tell, couldn't you just say, hey, no, 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 hold still. You yeah. know, we're going to use the yeah. hats off device, which yeah. is a safer way to remove the helmet. Right. He goes, no, you, you'll see. He goes, you, there's just no reasoning with them at that, at that mo- moment, you know, when mm-hmm. they're coming out of concussion. So sure enough, first race I did with him, this dude knocks himself out. He's snoring. And we stopped the practice. And I, I get over there, and I'm getting out the little CO2 thing, getting ready yeah. to put And he, he wakes up. And I'm like, hey, hold still, bud. Hold still. We're just going to, you know, just yeah. let us check you out. And he sits up, pushes me out of the way, throws his helmet <laughs> off. I'm like, eh. <laughs> there we go. So, I mean, he says, you know, yeah. you, you try to hold him down. You try to, to adhere to what a lot of the um, EMS protocols are, which is don't let anybody move without putting them in full spinal precautions when they've had a, an accident like that. You're liable to do more damage. By trying to hold that guy down, if he does have a spinal injury, you're going to mm-hmm. make it worse, you yeah. know. So okay. they assess, his, you know, where's his head at? Is he okay? Okay, hey, do you have any pain? They'll feel down his back and neck. If he says, no, my freaking arm is broken, my arm hurts, my shoulder hurts, you right, know, right. he's going to tell you where it hurts. And you go from there. And if, if, it's, if his spine and if his neck and back aren't hurting, they can go ahead and go, okay, we'll just pick you up and put you on the cart and get you out of here. Okay. Um, Jane. Jane? Is this Jane? Jan. Jan. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. I just wanted to uh, hold on, hold on. thank Hold Pingu- on, hold, hold on. Right. Yep, yep. Devin. Why you you said Jane. This is obviously a male's voice on the line. What is it, Jan? Yeah, he says it's Jan. Yep. All right. Well, but like, wh- close how- enough. No, 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 it's a dude. Wh- whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you see? He, know who, he knows that we're talking <laughs> to him. I'm, He's listening. See what I'm dealing with here? Are you sure you like Devin or Tits better? Hey, tits I- just rolls over. Takes it. All right. Hey, Jan, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Uh, I just want to say thanks to Ping for signing that jersey before the show. Oh, that's hey, yeah, it's your jersey. No worries. Yeah. Where'd you Where'd you get that thing? Uh, I've been I've actually been having. He got it from a. a he, got it from a pro, he got it from a. Get pro. me a jersey, and I uh, he I couldn't get one off of him, so I actually got a dude who got into a little bit of a. I don't know. I bought it off of him, and I got a hold of JT. I did a VIP in Indy, and I gave it to him, and he gave it to Steve. J- Jan's uh, Jan's story's a little sketchy. I bet you he traded. <laughs> I bet you I bet you he got it from a prostitute. <laughs> That you gave you gave it to in lieu I've been of, known, in lieu of yeah, I've been known Pings. to uh, hang out with the prostitutes. Yeah. Ping, right. ping. Some what? guy needed some blow, and he had this jersey. And <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Right. And well, ping we traded. We all got our price. Yeah, ping traded it in '95 <laughs> for some blow. We all do. Steve will have you know second-rate co-hosts on here for free sometimes, <laughs> and you know that's that's his decision. No, that's cool. That's from 1995. Um, I don't know. I, Steve was asking if I had one of those. I don't. I don't know that I kept one. So. Cool yeah. to see those again. Those were neat looking. Some jerseys. might say that Ping, you've never been better than where you were in 1995. Uh, that's probably not accurate, but okay. I All appreciate right. the sentiment. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jan, I'll get this to uh, JT and he'll get it out to you. 
All right, sounds good, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for listening. Appreciate yeah. it. Have a good. Uh, yeah, it should be. Uh, you know, that's what we do here. We uh, we make miracles happen. Uh, hot rumor of the day, and I think you should. This is more than a rumor, Ping. I think we should prepare ourselves for a press release real soon. Even if it is rumor, let's just spread it. Pike is going to go to RCH for the outdoors, replacing Brock Tickle. And Josh Hill will not be going outdoors with the team. They are going to hire Ivan Tedesco, who I thought was locked into a fill-in ride with the Rockstar team because of, well, I don't know if Millsaps is hurt. Someone may be hurt. I don't know. Uh, I thought Tedesco was going to do some rides for that, but it looks like Tedesco is going to go to RCH until Tickle comes back. And I look for Tickle, I mean, at least halfway through the outdoors, if not longer. Yeah, well, so, when I talked to Ivan, he said he had multiple options on the table. One, if he stayed with where, with KTM where he was at, he had to ride a 250. And I don't – he didn't really sound excited about that, you know. Oh, he didn't? No, okay. the kids are a little nuts, I think, for him. He'd rather yeah. ride with the older guys who are yeah. less willing to die. Right. <laughs> um, so this is cool to hear, you know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little bummed for Josh Hill, but at the same time, they had, I guess they had, a, you know, some type of agreement based on results, and if he's not getting it done, then that's what happens. Yeah, um, Pike has been killing it. Pike deserves it. I'm stoked that he's going to get a chance um, to get on a good bike and, and have the support of a good team like that. And uh, I, I think he'll do well this summer. I think he's yeah, going to – Yeah, no, it's a full factory bike. Uh, you know, he's, yeah. he won't have to worry about expenses or anything. The only, I think the only bummer, and we'll maybe ask JT about this when he, we get him on, is uh, he can't wear fly racing anymore. You know, he's going to have to wear Fox. That's the team deal. But uh, – so the folks at Fly Racing who support our, our fantastic shows, they're probably a little bummed. But, uh, you know, it's it's better for Pike. Yeah, it's, it It's is. a good deal for Pike. I'm sure they up. let him out of whatever yeah, yeah. agreement. Yeah, right no, I, I think so for sure. So that's the uh, that's the rumor slash uh, I think it's going to happen. Um, now what about uh, Tickle? I, with the extent of inju- his injuries, I can't see him coming back even mid-season. I don't know. I, I don't know. I tried to ask a few people about his injuries. I haven't heard too many like definitive like this is what's wrong with him. I know they put a rod in his back or something to help the disc slash vertebrae or whatever. Um, whatever they got back there. Whatever they got back in the back. Um, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's six uh, – six, halfway through the Nationals, that's uh, uh, nine weeks from now, halfway through. You get two off weeks after Supercross, one off week uh, after the first World War. So, so nine rounds from – nine weeks from now. I mean, now. you do a knee, that's four months. This guy yeah. – Blew his back up, yeah. has a rod put in it. A knee equals four? Yeah, yeah. so I, I don't know. What's a back equal? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I've never – I don't know. Right. If someone's ever had that injury, call and let us know. Well, I don't think we even know what the injury is. <sighs> Tech One Designs, techonedesigns.com. Uh, go to there. Uh, use the code PULPMX to save yourself money. Uh, they make uh, custom graphics, anything you need. Uh, put your logos on it. Put your name on it. Some of the best stuff out there. They've made some graphics for some buddies of mine that are super bitching and awesome. TechOneDesigns.com. And Acherbys, established in 1973. Acherbys has become the world leader in aftermarket replica plastics and accessories. Uh, Roxon, Reed, Dungey, they all use Acherbys. www.acherbys.com. A-C-E-R-B-I-S. Find them on Twitter and Instagram at USA. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. We're going to come up with uh, Adam Cincerillo uh, from the Monster Pro Circuit team. Ping, you, we haven't had you in for 15 long shows. It's been too long. So long. Kiefer was free, though. But um, what do you think of Adam's performance? I mean, were you surprised? 
three wins, a seventeen point lead in the series, and when he went um, down, like I, I really wasn't that surprised. Really? I mean, Come no. on. Okay. I saw him ride. Like I said, I and I even wrote a column about this in uh, Racer X. I, I, I expected him to be up at the front. Ping Radamus. Ping no, Radamus. it's just you. You could watch him last year. Uh, last a year, year ago, he was. I'm like. He was running the speed of any top. Okay, so when he was finishing guy. out of the top ten of the nationals, you saw the you saw the domination. No, of he looked like crap that summer, and he'll well, tell you that he wasn't himself. Yeah, okay, he wasn't riding so good. Well, how did you see that in him? I'm talking about from Supercross the year before. Give me before, your phone. Give me before your phone. the Monster Cup. No, give I'm trying, looking something up for you, you dumbass. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Hello. Yeah, T7 yeah. vertebrae. I'm looking up what what oh, Rock Tickle did. Okay. Here, so right. we can talk about that later. But anyway. Yeah. Um, no, I'm talking about before the Monster Cup, his first big bike race, way back then. When you were helping him, quit. Yes, I was just so. like, well, no, I mean, before I even, I, I literally went out and watched him, like, yeah, you're going to win races like your first season. I mean, he's just, he was that comfortable, and he okay. was a skinny little kid then. You know what I mean? So he put in a whole off season with Alden. He grew. You know, he had a whole summer of nationals under his belt to kind of right. get comfortable. Like, to me, it was like, yeah, okay, he's so, going to be. So you saw it happening. Yeah. A championship, I mean, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have put money on him winning right. a title right away but um i knew he'd win races he, he was just that good um so yeah awesome it's just a bummer he got hurt but you know he's had some issues with his shoulders so all right well uh he sorts all that out let's welcome him to the show uh adamson cerillo appearance brought to you by atlasbrace.com at, at atlasbrace on instagram uh or on twitter they're giving away a brace a month and uh, Ryan Villapoto, Jake Weimer, we're Atlas, and you should too, supporting the privateers with their 40% off uh, program. Atlas Brace, everywhere and every, everywhere and anywhere to be found. AtlasBrace.com. Welcome to the show, AC. What's going on, guys? The great David Pingree said he saw your Supercross greatness two years ago. Oh, oh so before Monster Cup then, Ping. Yeah, dude, I, I told you that. I mean, you remember like our first few times up at Wardy's track, you were running the same speed as like Weimer and Baggett and those guys. I'm all, dude, you're you're fast enough right now to go racing, you know. Um, yeah, no, I I would like to credit that to you at that time because I believe my lap times went down quite a bit when you got there. Maybe yeah. I was just trying to impress you. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So if you need me to come well, out and stand around and judge you again, he I is one exactly. <laughs> he is one career supercross behind you right now, Pink. Does he break your? Does he pass you? Yeah, I'm gonna have to say probably gonna. He probably probably does. <laughs> probably the next race he does in time. Yeah, <laughs> he'll tell you. Uh, breaking breaking tweet here to the show. Uh, what's up with Ping bagging on Kiefer? At least Kiefer still rides. <laughs> I don't think you were bagging. I wasn't bagging on Kiefer. No, I don't think you were at all. Ping, I'm bagging on ride. being cheap, if anything. Right? Huh? Yeah, I ride plenty. I don't know. Yeah, Adam, something you're gonna find out here. I'm just gonna go ahead and burst your bubble. People are assholes. So, I mean, yeah, you know. no kidding. Just All read right. my Instagram comments. <laughs> I mean, hey, so we put out a we put out a video today. Scott Motorsports, a day in the life of Adam Cincerello, like a funny little outtake video, and I thought it was really amusing, and it made Adam look pretty good and everything else. The first comment underneath the video, Just hating it. The first comment, what a spoiled brat. <laughs> It's like really, God. Uh, what, what, what you is, can't win. No, yeah, you really can't. Like, no, how can't. would you draw that you're spoiled from that video? Like, what you're out riding a pit bike. Oh, you're spoiled. You got a pit bike. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. Right? What a spoiled little brat. <laughs> People are awesome. Yeah. It, 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 what I figured out is it's in the same way in every sport, though. I mean, it's in, yeah. in everything. If you look around, it there's always somebody that has something to say that it's so far off in left field you do not even know. No. 
no. what rock they were born under. 702-586-7857. You have a question for uh, Adam Cincerillo. Uh Call in and uh, ask, uh, ask him anything, really. It's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. What, what's going on with the shoulder, bud? So basically, um, obviously separated it in, um, in, in practice first, but what they kept saying on TV was that I had crashed and, and separated it. But I did go out there and I did crash in the whoops. But it, the only thing it did was knock the wind out of me. Other than that, was completely fine. Then I rolled around the lap and then went went back into the pits because the bike was all bent up. And then um, just went out to obviously finish the practice and just got a tad bit sideways in the whoops and really just kind of had to pull the front end up. And as soon as I pulled the front end up, I have it. You know, I have it on the uh, the team videotape, and it, it just it popped like it, it popped forward and you know down and i honestly couldn't believe it because it wasn't like one of those moments where i was like oh you know my shoulder like i haven't even thought about my shoulder you know since last year so for it to come out so easy like that was um was pretty weird and then obviously tried to tape it up and uh you know get through it but that only lasted about oh well the heat race and about three laps and then it did the same exact thing is this the same shoulder you had issues with before it is. It is. Yeah, it's the same shoulder. But you got it fixed, though, right? Yeah, I did. I did get surgery on it, but um, yeah, went to uh, a new doctor actually, and uh, was definitely. I'm very happy with with how surgery went for sure. It, they really, you know, as opposed to my my first surgery, they really came in and they, you know, tightened everything up, like you know, really aggressive. And what I believe was the problem, uh, you know, I believe it's fixed now. So. Um, yeah, it was just it's just one of those things to where the first time I had it done, it was done more for you know I got it fixed like I was a you know not not to be like cocky or anything, but a normal you know seventeen year old obviously doesn't have the the jarring and everything that we have to go through on the motorcycle. So um, just yeah, so, you know so now you, I believe it's fixed. But you never had any crashes on it between that first surgery and that weekend, right? I mean, is that what you're no, saying? No, I mean nothing, nothing to nothing to report. No, I mean obviously. I had plenty of crashes, but never to where I was like, ow, my shoulder yeah. or anything. But well, that's the weird part because the doctor, doctor that I did, Dr. Greenbaum, um, the guy that I used for surgery this time, uh, told me that I something had to have happened between the last surgery and, you know, Toronto for it to come out that easy. So there was somewhere along the way to where I, uh, you know, must have tore something a little bit or um, – you know, maybe stretch it out some, somewhere because it was weird for it to come out that easy. You know, I couldn't even believe it. Well, yeah. I I don't know if I'm if you how much you want to talk about it, but I was I, I was talking to Ashley Phillips this weekend, Robbie Renard's fiance. Baby, they're not married. Uh, well, I don't think they're married. No, haven't they been engaged for like years? I don't know, bro. Pull I, the trigger, Robbie. Dude, I don't know. I don't All know. Right. The Get social... your facts straight, Mathis. I don't want. I don't. You run a radio show. I don't know the marriage status of the people in the industry. Okay, I'm sorry. Whatever. All right. You're a gossip king, dude. Uh, let's talk about the 90s and that marriage status, Ping. Okay. Like every, everybody in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no. Uh, so, she, I don't know if you're aware, but Robbie Renard had a few shoulder issues in his day. Yes. And uh, she was telling us that Robbie and Mitch have reached out a little bit about your shoulder problem, and the doctor kind of – Robbie, it took Robbie until his fifth surgery, the doctor was like, you have an abnormally grown shoulder socket slash upper shoulder. Oh, wow. You're getting technical right now. Yeah, yeah. And something falls out really easy. So let me add a little piece of bone on there 
to stop it and lock it in. And Robbie said it, Ashley said it took Robbie till Robbie's fifth doctor to say, yeah, you're just born with this. Let me fix it. And it's been great ever since. That's something what you went through, right, Adam? Well, well, slightly. I mean, they're definitely my, uh, you know, my socket joint is kind of, or I, don't, I honestly, I don't know the technical term for it, but it's pretty, you know, if you look at x-rays, actually, is what you look at to see it. The bone is, is definitely, you know, it looks like it would come out pretty easy, you know. And so instead of using the bone, what we what he did was basically put all, what they call anchors all around the where it, where it's the weakest and where it wants to come out the most and basically took tissue that had kind of gone down into my uh, to my arm a little bit, pushed it back up there, basically imagine a, basically a supercross bull berm holding my socket in place now. And so basically as soon as that, you know, 10 weeks, 14 weeks, as soon as that hardens up, you know, I believe 100% I'm good to go. Um, you know, he obviously he explained everything to me, and we, we sat and talked about talked about it after the surgery for a couple of hours. So, um, yeah, a little bit different than, than the bone thing there. Okay. Uh, is there any chance of you to make any outdoors? I, I'm not sure at this point. Okay. Like I said, right. it's it, it, the shoulder is more of a, you know, it's going to feel good, I guarantee you. And, you know, a month, I'm going to feel like I'm, right. uh, you know, able to ride the motorcycle. But at the same point, at the same time, I am 17, and I don't want to have an ongoing problem with the shoulder, so I'd rather it, and, and I truly believe if I let it, you know, if I, yeah. I'd let it heal the, the right way and, um, you know, listen to the doctors, everything, and I don't, I don't think I'll have problems with it at all. So I'd rather, um, you know, play it on the safe side, but, uh, you know, you never know. 702-586-7857, you have a question for the wonder kid, Adam Cincerello. Oh, my gosh. The spoiled. Spoiled brat. Spoiled brat, Adam. Spoiled brat. I wonder how they got that. I don't. Out of that video. You know what though? Like seriously, some people don't like me out there. I know it's hard to believe, but um, I I honestly, I honestly think like it's kind of a sign that you're doing something good or whatever. Like, so are you complimenting yourself? Yes. Steve, Steve, just wanted to make that clear. Steve's super good at like giving himself a kind of, you know, backhanded rationalizing. Yeah. Yeah. It's called rationalizing, so I can sleep at night. So the guy who called called me an egotistical Tony Alessi today on RacerX comments, I can sleep at night now. He's jealous. <laughs> this guy's jealous. He's of jealous. Him. He's jealous of That's my. That's unbelievable. He's jealous of my typing skills, um, and my ninja skills. Hey, so um, yeah, because you know what, um, I applaud your move on this because one thing Renard never did was, and he told me this, he never let it heal. He always felt he had to go racing and. God, that guy could have been one of the greats, and he had a great career anyways, but shoulder injury, shoulders, and one of his things he said was, I never let it heal. I always wanted to get back racing. So I thought that this was a great idea by, by your team, by yourself, your parents, everybody. Just shut it down, get fixed, come back, and, and pass David Pingree in career supercars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm still being, after Toronto, I was four points down in the championship, and yeah. Um, Obviously, I had I had a ton, or have a ton of confidence that I am able to win, and um, you know, basically, it just came. Like during Toronto, I thought, like during the race, I was I was in second, and um, you know, Bogle, you know, he was going to win the race in my in my eyes, and I was perfectly content right in that position. Like I wasn't, right. you know, I still have my heart rate data. My heart rate was like yeah. my my max was like one fifty five, and I can tell you that that's very low for for the normal uh mm-hmm. you know the normal day in claremont but 
yeah, no, I was perfectly, you know, like I didn't think it was going to come out. And, and, you know, once it did, I, you know, I pretty much knew that I was going to have to have surgery, you know, yeah. Um, obviously I'd like to tough it out, but you know, especially how St. Louis turned out, how the track was, I would have made it about two laps. Like you texted me during practice. Why? What did I say? I don't remember. You told me that the track was gnarly. You wouldn't have made it. <laughs> did I? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you said. What a jokester I am. <laughs> yeah. It's really shocking. Some people good. don't like you. <laughs> I can't figure it out. Here I am texting an injured uh, rider. Yeah. Good thing you didn't even show up today. Hey, you got a surgery yet? Hey, you didn't never made it this weekend, dummy. <laughs> Track's so tough. Yeah. He's unbelievable. That guy will just turn your back. Oh, <laughs> I'm on Team Davalos. I've always been there. Yeah. I've always been oh, on Team Davalos. I swear on my life, I am a bigger Davalos fan than most people out there, probably anybody. Yeah. Even at Atlanta, even when he was in front of me, I, I, I almost wanted him to win a little bit. <laughs> Come on. Well, why I, why, why is that? Give us a peek behind serious. the curtain, Adam, because like, like, I, I don't know him that well, and I feel like uh, he's he good. probably is a good dude. Oh, just, he's a good you dude. Know, he's, not, he's kind of off the radar a little bit. You know I, I mean? seriously, I feel like, I mean, he's like one of the nicest guys I've met. I feel like he's a good guy. He would probably take a bullet for a stranger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, like when I when I I remember coming through the you know that silly dragons back section. I don't know if you guys remember at Atlanta before the before the finish line. I'm like I'm going through. It. I'm like, man, Davos is going to win it. <laughs> you know, like I wanted to see his victory celebration over the finish line. I was pumped. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Michael's got some advice for you. Let's see what this oh, is. Oh, no. <laughs> Mike, All right. Yeah. Mike, Michael, what's, what's up? up? Hello, Michael. Hey, right, what's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard you listen to some Blink-182, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Blink-182 all day long. Angels and Airwaves, Boxcar Racer, any Blink-182-based band. Oh, really? Huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you see oh, any oh, of them? What's that? Do you see? Do you see Josh Hansen coming to your truck? Is he coming to your truck or something? Who is Hansen? Hanny? Do you see Hanny Hansen. much? Hanny. Oh no, I do don't see Hanny too much. I used to see him out at the Cowie track a lot. I used to do these you know, uh, big old uh, quad jumps when I was on eighties. <laughs> he's uh, he's racing for Travis Barker. You know? Did you know that? Oh yeah, yeah. For uh, famous, right? Yeah. Uh, you should yeah, that's talk cool. with Hanny and hook up with something. I mean, that would be cool. You to I see know, maybe Travis I could get something. tickets to a Blink concert. Yeah, no, no, really. I think it would be cool because Hanny's a cool dude. He probably could help you out. I mean, yeah, you like Blink, you like Travis, uh, why not? Yeah, Hanny, Hanny. Good, good, good talk, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Buddy. Don't talk shit on Hanny, dude. I'm not, bro. I'm not talking shit on Hanny. Hanny and I are bros now. That dude has... A huge Swedish boner for Hanny. He does. He does. Second call. <laughs> Second call. Hanny's the man, dude. <laughs> That's so funny. You know what that was? Oh, I don't uh, know that you was. know who that is. Your brother-in-law. Hey, um, <laughs> so, uh, um, yes, yeah, so you don't know about any outdoors yet. We'll see how that goes uh, yes. as, as, it, as it goes on. And um, I'm, I'm guessing um, you're watching the West Coast pretty good. What's your thoughts on Houston? Uh, Dino shoulder problem. He's going to be on on the show in a little bit, but uh, uh, I thought he rode well. And Hill was fast, man, but he went down twice. Yeah, I mean, I think Anderson. Um, I think right now he's the best at having that intensity consistently. He seems like he, um, even when he gets in kind of sketchy moments, it seems like he he kind of saves himself a little bit, 
with how he rides the bike. I feel like that helps him, um, you know, be able to go fast for, for a long time like that. But uh, I think the whole coast is, is pretty fast, to be honest with you. Like, the top, I'm going to say, top six, seven, I mean, right. basically, who, you know, who gets 10th? Like, somebody like, you know, I don't know, like Michael Lee or somebody like that. It, they're all, you know, really good guys, obviously. And mm-hmm. um, I thought the dirt in Houston looked unbelievable. Like, I just wanted to ride so bad. I had to turn it off, actually. It got really slick underneath. Some guys were losing their front ends a little bit, but it, it was pretty soft all day long until late in the race. Yeah, it, it looked good. And right. um, I don't know what they're doing with the whoops, though. Why are they spacing them out so weird? Dude, uh, you and about 40 other well, guys were wondering. Why that. Why is that throwing guys off so bad? Like, I feel yeah, like I, don't everybody... know. I got a, I got a text from I got a text from somebody during the race, and... Um, during Houston, and somebody told me uh, whoever builds these whoops should have to ride through them a few times. They were not happy. Just, yeah, it yeah. just seems like it just seems like they're making. Maybe they want some crashes for television views. I don't know. If Fox Sports One demands the most. <laughs> but isn't their job to make a demanding, like technical track? No. I mean, if it's if it's cookie cutter every single but weekend. King, the whoops were like normal whoops in the beginning, and then they were there's three whoops spaced out and in the middle, yeah. and then. So you're coming across them, and your front Dude, end just we drops used, in. We used to have whoops that were like, oh, would, here we go. That would get here, gradually. Here we go. Talk to anybody <laughs> race back. You guys used to double through them, ping. <laughs> they used to get gradually further and further apart until at the end, it was like a Supercross triple. At the I mean, end, they were singling them. Well. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Dude, I, I think it's, I, I know I'm not racing in them anymore, but like, I love it. I love seeing guys like have to double through, you know, I think I watched Dungey or one lap coming and like he was doubling through the middle i'm like that's awesome I, I don't mind that either but i think the spacing was really weird build them like that build them spaced weird or build them like normal whoops you know hey you know who i think probably loves them huh anderson mm. hey guys that are good in whoops are good technically yeah love that crap stewie went across that's those true. things like a champ so did rv so did i don't know who else did some no. guys were they were getting across them fine though you know who wouldn't like them jason thomas I probably would have hated him. I'd have jumped through him, but <laughs> you just had to make it to that little rut at the end. With uh, with RV spending more and more time in SoCal, and you hurt now. Kenny Roxon has the compound to himself. He does. He's actually in California right now. Oh, is he? Okay. So yeah, he's testing. He's, you know, he's got the outdoor stuff to do. So is where's Alden at? Alden is in California this week, actually, too. So I'm I'm solo in in Florida. But I I actually my house is. A couple hours away from Claremont, anyway, yeah. so I haven't been down there so, to begin with. Even fishing? No fishing yet. I can't even. I'm not supposed to move my shoulder at all. So, uh, are you in one of those? Been mu- there's not been much going on. I am going to MotoGP this weekend, though. Oh, that'll be cool. Are you in yeah, one of those uh, braces that has like the foam block and holds your arm out? Yes, yeah, the same one. I think uh, it's the same one Chad was wearing. What's up, dork? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm going to be walking around MotoGP, dude, in, in the garage. is not happy. Did you uh, did you see that Casey Stoner was at the race this weekend? Oh, yeah. I saw a couple twit pics. Yeah. He tweeted me a few times. I think that's so sick. Like, when, when guys from other race backgrounds, like, get into, uh-huh. you know, whatever the hashtag is and all the Supercross stuff, it's pretty yeah. cool. No. I like seeing the Luch. Hey, Valentino Rossi direct messaged me a couple times, too. I was pumped. Rossi tweeted you know, us, too, bro. He's got the same number, bro. We've got the same number. Oh, well, all of a sudden, th- Adam's turned his back on 92. He's just turned his back. No, on no, no, no. For now. I said for now. 
Geez, you might not have a chance to run that next year. Now you might not get a permanent number. Now, damn it, huh? Oh come on! Well, I mean, it's just I'm just saying. Like I'm, we all know you're gonna pick 92 as soon as you can. Um, That's true. Uh, so yeah, MotoGP this weekend. What? So you got hurt, and you get angry when you get hurt. Then you get sad when you get hurt, and then there's resen- very angry. Then there's a resentment towards everyone else, and then there's contentment about your... What are these, five stages of anger and depression? Well, I'm trying to figure out what stage are we in right now with this. Like, how do you feel? How's your mental state? What's your... What's your... um, uh, What's... uh... You know, there's actually five stages of loss. It's an actual thing. Okay, well, that's what I'm talking about. Denial, anger, bargaining, (laughs) depression, and acceptance. (laughs) Okay, so where are we at? Where are you at on that scale? Right now, I am uh, in the... What was the last one thing? So it's denial... Anger, bargaining, depression, what was the and bar- acceptance. What do you think the bargaining was? Talking to like, all right, I've been, I've, I, it's usually I, bargaining I went with through, God. I went, from, I went from angry, very angry, like fuming angry to, I feel like, to maybe a day or so of sadness. Mm-hmm. Or maybe one day of denial. Maybe one day. Maybe Sunday, like, <laughs> I, like, I didn't understand what just happened. Like, it was like... You know when you get your first race win and somebody said they like it hit a Monday. Yeah, I know all about that. Like it was yep. it was kind of the same thing, but for me it was the day after surgery. Like that was like my that was my like sadness. Like I, I thought about it and it was like three hours of just misery, and then I'm like accepted and haven't thought about it since. Dang, like, it's just gone. You should write a book and teach a class on that. Then I will. I'm I actually I'm halfway done on my book. It's going to be five pages long. <laughs> I will read it. Um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people will. It won't take a lot of time. Nope. Uh, Devin, uh, what uh, what did Derek want? What was his question? Or Adam? He he hung up. But um, he wanted to know what your plan for a Monster Cup was. Monster Cup. Monster. Yeah. I, at this point, I, I do not know riding plans because again, I do not know when I'm going to be back on the bike. So yeah. Hey Adam, what do you got going summer of 2019? Just <laughs> yeah. 2019. That's probably an Olympic. That's probably the Olympic. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, summer Olympic. Um. So yeah, you, you get out of the um, you get out of the going to uh, pro circuit and watching the films and all that and, and, and away from SoCal, which is nice because you like you can get to hang in Claremont. But but that's I do cool. like watching film and stuff though. That's cool. Like even when even on the when the West Coast guys are riding, I would come down for for film night every once in a while and check it out. I oh, like it. team uh, atmosphere, bro. Okay, all right, yeah. I just didn't know you should you should know that from all your years at Yamaha. Or did you guys have separate film rooms? Uh, yeah, we did not watch film. We did get pizza if we won. And thanks to Chad Reed, I ate a lot of pizza, um, which you guys also get. So it, it's actually, it's funny because getting towards, um, you know, obviously the end before Toronto when we were all, uh, pretty close in points, Mm -hmm. it started out from Dallas, you know, everybody watching everybody's film in the rig. And then it's like, you know, I walk in while somebody else's film is playing, and then, uh, you know, we have, they have to go eat or something. So you can watch yours, or oh, I have to eat, yeah, so you can yeah. just watch yours. It, it's pretty funny how that works. I've never experienced well, that before. You know, when Hanny and Tickle were going down for the title, Hanny started changing in other teams' trucks. He was just like, I can't even be with this guy. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he started changing in a Hart truck, a Hart Huntington truck. He was just like, I'm battling this guy for the title. I can't be by him. <laughs> so Pretty yeah. funny, though. It's cool, though. It's like. Yeah, it, it, it's almost like an intensity in the semi, like completely changes. It's cool. You know, who I feel so short of... story. Oh, go ahead. No, that was it. Oh, I was you, know, you, short know, story. Oh, you know who I feel the most uh, sorry for uh, 
I, I, a little bit you, but you have lots of wins and titles coming up in your life and your career. But I feel bad for your mechanic because he. Yeah, old Brett. Brett is now the mechanic slave at PC. He yeah. is just hating it. Uh, he's, he's, wa- he's probably washing practice bikes. Yeah. And... He's yeah. living the dream, though. How long has he been with you? He has been with me since Loretta Lynn's 2009. So look where he's look where he's slid into now. I mean, he's oh yeah, pumped. I mean, yeah, he's. He can't feel I'm that happy to have Brett. It was cool too to like win Dallas with him there, and you know he's been with me for so long. It's cool for him to, you know, and it, that doesn't happen too much. You know, PC, you know, adopting basically a mechanic. No. It doesn't. So it was cool for it to you yeah. know work out. Yeah, while, did, while it did. Did you have to fight uh, fight for him? To keep to bring him, I mean, definitely a little bit, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't very easy by any means. But uh, I felt like I, you know, I needed to have buddies. Obviously, he was with me, and and that's such a for me that's such a part of it on the gate is to be comfortable and to have the guy telling you the right things. And you know, obviously, as as you guys know, it's it's very much mental. So oh, let me it, tell it, you. it kept it it kept it really comfortable. You know, for me, coming from amateurs to a completely new scene, basically, at least I had the same guy in the gate. If I worked for you as your mechanic, you were basically, you went up five spots from wherever you were. That's basically what I had the effect with as a mechanic. Oh, my gosh. That's, basically, I put you up five spots. I, what happened the second model at Bud's Creek, dude? What happened? Well, Chad you didn't, Reed. You didn't keep your guy focused? Chad you did Reed. did not keep your guy focused. Chad Reed cut over on him off the start, took out his front end, so he was dead last. Then he crashed, I think, three more times, and then he finally pulled. But listen, him. but listen, no, Adam, Adam. Here's the way. Who, listen, hey, who? Steve Boniface cut uh, James Stewart off in, in the first moto at that same race, and what happened? Well, Stewart did rip through the pack, and he ended up winning. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if you had given your guy the the right lines, he probably would have won. See, Steve's guys always rode harder when he was their mechanic because they knew at any time their bike could break and they could DNF. So they needed to score as many <laughs> exactly. points as possible. They were told to ride, ride it now. <laughs> Hurry up and, and, uh, and go. Uh, yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's take this call. Moser. Adam, how's it going? What's going on, Mose? Are you ready for Seattle, Moser? I was born ready. It's, uh, yeah, I'm always ready for Seattle. Too bad it only comes once Another a year. Another W. Uh, so my question was, I wanted to compare the Mitch Peyton of uh, new and old. So what's the most upset you've made Mitch, AC? And then what's the most upset you've made him, Pete? Like, what's your best story of upset of, Mitch of, Peyton? Of angry Mitch Peyton, right. I really yeah. don't have too much angry Mitch Peytons. I do have a, um, you know, I've seen disappointed Mitch Peyton before. <laughs> and that was like, uh, uh, let me tell you, between the months of, May and September of last summer. Right. That was every weekend. That's what I saw. Rightfully so. And but uh, honestly, I would tell you if I had any good stories, I really would. I don't think Mitch would get mad at all because I believe he would tell him himself. But I don't. I don't have too many for you, Moser. I'm sorry. And Ping, so is it? Well, one second. Is it worse to disappoint your your parents, or is it worse to disappoint Mitch Payton? I don't know, because that's kind of weird, you know, it's like, you know, you've disappointed your parents a thousand times before, you know, and then you, and then you disappoint Mitch Payton, and that's like disappointing, uh, you know, 
I don't know. Will Ferrell. Just different. Uh, you know, different. Somebody, that, somebody that you look up to. And Ping, what do you so got for, for? Well, Mitch is a completely different guy now than he was in 1995. He was an angry, mean version of himself back then. So, like, where you would have disappointment, and he'd kind of give you that, you know, yeah, that look where you just feel bad, and he'll kind of roll off and do his own thing. He used to pull you into the truck and make you feel like an idiot. <laughs> and I remember after uh, I, the summer of 95, my first year with them, um, I had a pretty good Supercross season, got my first win and stuff, but outdoors, I was, like, blowing it. I was just not focused at home. And oh, you had chick problems, didn't chick you? Chick problems. You had girl problems. Oh, come on, Dave. <clears throat> hey, Adam, all I can tell you is, you know, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I uh, I just sucked. I sucked all summer. And at Unadilla, I battled with, like, uh, and Randy Lawrence still makes fun of me this day because he, I can't even remember the name, some local dude from Stevie New York. Stevie Herman. Stevie Herman. He's from Pennsylvania. Have I told you this before? No, but I just, That's guessed, the guy. I just guessed it. I'm incredible. What can I say? LaRusso and Stevie Herman. I'm battling just right. tooth and nail with these guys for like 16th. And I mean, Randy just like, he just put a big question mark on the pit board and hold it out. Like, yeah, you know, what right. in the hell are you doing? And I, I remember Mitch just, he about benched me. You know, he needed guys out really? of the track. But he was just like, dude, what are you doing? You're yeah. blowing it. Hey, Moser, thanks for calling in. Yeah, well, one second. So, with that being said, do you guys, Ping, I guess, do you think he's a, Mitch is a better team manager now or in 1995? Yeah, I know he definitely is now. You, you can't, I mean, he would scream back then. He would like, <laughs> he would just make the situation worse, trying to make himself feel better. And and he actually will admit that he's he's changed and he, he makes an effort to deal with guys differently. Because back then, Rhino liked to be yelled at. Right. I think Rhino still does. That that's how you had to deal with Rhino. You scream at him and make him mad, and he, yeah. you know, go out and work harder. I think, I think and try RC to worked the same way. RC was the same way. Yeah. Well, but uh, like Ramsey came along when he rode yeah. for him, and they had a big blowout because at one point Nathan was struggling and Mitch was trying to scream at him, and Nathan just said, "Yeah, this isn't going to work." Like the, they literally sat down and had a heart to heart, and he goes, "I I can't ride for you if you're going to keep doing this." Like I I don't. I don't know how, how you did right. with other guys, but, like, I, you can't scream at me. <laughs> Very sensitive. Know? Yeah, right. well, right. just I don't yeah. – not every guy works that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, Yeah, I, I can say I've never seen Mitch scream at somebody before, ever. I've seen a – I've seen, like, a – I don't even know if I've seen a yell. Like, he, he, he normally – he comes at the situation really – he thinks about it. He thinks of a way to fix whatever the problem is, and then he – you know, he doesn't sugarcoat it, but he gets his point across, and it, I just never, it's never been where I'm like, oh, boy, you know. So, I, and obviously I've heard the story, so right. yeah. I believe definitely he's, uh, you know, changed for sure. Thanks, thanks, Moser. All right, hey, good luck with your recovery, Adam. Thanks, Moser. <laughs> thanks, Moser. Uh, Doug, what's up, man? How's it going, guys? Good, what's up? What's your question for Adam? Uh, well, it's not really for Adam. It's one for a good job on the season, Adam. You're doing a great, and hope everything gets well with your shoulder. But uh, Thank you, Doug. This weekend, uh, right before the race, uh, I don't want to call anyone out, but a certain motocross track that's in the Northwest and on the Pro Nationals, they posted on their Facebook the possibility of uh, be the last year of Seattle Supercross or maybe not returning just next year. Hmm. Have you heard anything really? about that? Or? Uh, I haven't heard anything about that. Um, I've heard, I, I have Moser has been texting me about that. Um, 
they'll, they'll release the schedule uh, Vegas on Friday before Vegas Supercross. They'll release the next year's schedule. There is going to be two Atlantas. There'll be one less Anaheim. That's all I know for sure. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about Toronto. I did. I don't know. I did hear earlier in the season that uh, I don't know if it's next year or in the next couple of years that they're. I think going to go to the uh, the Padre Stadium in uh, San Diego. I think. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't know. Oh, I think that's... I think one in San Francisco and one in Oakland too. By the way, I think that's going to happen. All right. They should well, take you one Adam, in Oakland. I know you only have one time there, and uh, how, what did you think of Washougal last year? Uh, well, to be honest with you, I think it was probably my favorite track. Um, you know, obviously, the dirt was was slick, but not as slick as I thought it was. You know, you always hear everybody say, it looks so good, but it's so slick. But I never really thought it was that bad, to be honest with you. Maybe it's because I came in and I was thinking it was going to be so slick, but I always found like there was a there was some type of bank or rut, something to bank off of that didn't make it uh, so slick. But I, I enjoyed it, other than the entire second moto where I was dragging my <laughs> tongue in my chain. Did RV give you any little hometown tips? RV sucks there. He doesn't ever, He's barely yeah. won there. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't need to give me any tips. He, you know what the sad part is? Is I was getting ragged on at the same as he was. He got what do you go two one, and I went yeah. uh, six sixteen. And we were both getting ragged on by this, you know, at the same level by right. Eldon. That was this. That was <laughs> the standard of the summer. Like yeah. I went six fifteen. Well, Ryan doesn't sweep it, and it's the same. And it's the same thing. Hey, Doug, thanks, man. We got to move along. We got a lot of calls for Adam. So thank Sounds you. Sounds good. Have a good season, Adam. Thank you. He, man, appreciate it. Yeah, his season's not, he's not going so well so far. Uh, Brett, <laughs> Brett, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? What's uh, what's going on? A, what's your question for? I got a question for Adam. Um, with him, all the hype and coming in, you know, as a rookie and winning a couple races and stuff. Do some of the guys in the class look at him, you know, with a lot of, uh, you know, look down on him just coming in with so much success? I think uh, I, I well, sorry, I know I'm not Adam, but I think uh, I think last year some guys were a little. A little happy to be passing you at times, Adam. From what I, you know, from what gather, the, um, you know, you were coming in with a sickness. You missed the first four or five or whatever. And uh, I think at times guys were like, "Oh yeah, look at this kid, look at this kid." But I think the tables turned in Supercross a bit. But tell us what you think. Well, I just for sure what you said about the, um, you know, people, you know, enjoy passing me. It means a little bit more, and they see me in front of them. They try a little bit harder. And to be honest with you, and I, you know, I don't mean to sound talkier at all like like normal but um <laughs> you know it's kind of it's been like that for a long time you know it every time i i pass somebody or um you know even coming through amateurs it's always been like they just they go for it like just ever all or nothing you know because the way i always looked at it was most of the time for them it, it didn't matter you know if they won but if i didn't win you know it's the same thing with RC or, you know, anybody, but on a, on a miniature scale, obviously, um, you know, it, it was a big deal if I didn't win. And if they beat me, they feel like they should get, you know, all the support I do, all the sponsors I do. And I kind of felt like coming in, obviously, last summer and, and not doing good, it was like, well, this kid's had all this support, you know, coming up. And, you know, you're going to have the people that say, I got it all handed to me and, and everything like that. And, um, yeah, when they were beating me, I'm sure they were like, you know, I, I should have had that or, um, 
you know, I, so I definitely think people, people try a little bit harder when um, they're around me. Not, not everybody by any right. means, and I don't see as much of that this year. I think I've definitely earned a little bit more respect from, um, you know, from the racing community a little bit at least. We uh, we got an email from somebody who went to a Montana race when Ping was there, and he had, he handled himself. You know, there's races in Montana. <laughs> he he this according to this email, Ping really acted like a superstar, blew him off, wouldn't talk to anybody. Ooh. So you know, Ping can relate a little bit. You just told me a story where someone thought you were a dick. What was that? I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever. But he is a dick. Um, he and, is. I agree. Uh, Just ask Chris Bloss or Martin Davalos. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I deserve that. Uh, Brett, th- Brett, thanks, man. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks, thank Brett. you. Adam rocks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Adam rocks. You bet. Adam rocks. Anything else paying for uh, Adam Cena? Uh, just jealousy makes people yes. ugly. So don't don't oh, let, don't let the hate you were jealous. <laughs> you were jealous. Oh, I, I know, bro. I know. I, I I read my Instagram comments, and about a year ago, I developed a. Uh, a snake-like layer of skin that just can't be <laughs> penetrated. I I made fun of you on your Instagram comments because I thought, hey, we're buddies. Hey, me and Adam are buddies. Oh no, I got AC Army on me, and I was I quickly realized. Why don't you Why don't you go comment on something right now? Go comment something. Um, let's say, let's say, why aren't you racing Supercross? You should say that just right there, and I guarantee you, fifteen comments will literally threaten to. Burn your house down. Hold on, I gotta find you. I gotta find you on here. Uh, what was your last Instagram? Uh, you got some super fans that'll oh, the, take a bullet for you. The F one comment. Oh, for sure. Go. And then there's some people that take it to the next level. I've had to block some people. It's gnarly. Yeah, it's I, like. But it, isn't that fun blocking people? Hey, Adam, I, I, is this, yeah. do me a favor when you go on with your career from here on, wherever it goes. Just be yourself in interviews. I, I swear I, I can't stand some of the interviews we have, and and like it, they don't seem to change. Everybody kind of just does the same thing. I know we talked right. about we talked about Adam changing some me and someone. Did I do a pretty good job? No, you've done a great job. But we talked about how in a couple of years you may change, and we don't like that. Just don't don't get into the same old spiel where you know. You go into how yeah. awesome your Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki is, Dunlop tires. You don't even answer the question. You just like. Hit the list, and then... No, no, yeah, it was awesome, but I'd really like to thank Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki. The way I look at it is, if you're doing good and you're up on the podium, I feel like people know your sponsors. Like I feel like everyone knows who I ride for. They totally do. It's on your shirt right there on TV. You don't have to say it. <laughs> Just talk. <laughs> Answer the questions. All right, I just I, and like you know, show some emotion and be genuine. That's it. Just have a conversation with whoever's talking to you. All right, I just replied on your Instagram on your F one thing. Uh, why aren't you racing Supercross? Your injury is not that bad. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, <laughs> You're done, dude. <laughs> I, I'm going to take a screenshot and okay. then I'm going to post it. Uh, thanks a lot for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, always a great interview. Uh, too bad about the shoulder injury, but I'm sure. Like I said, in a few months, uh, yeah, you know, whatever, longer than that, you'll be back winning and dominating and all that. We appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me on, as always, Steve. And thank you for the kind words, Pink. Yeah, you bet, buddy. We'll right. talk soon. See ya. All right. See ya. All right, we're going to take our first commercial break of the night here on the Pulpomex Show presented by BTOsports.com. Uh, don't forget uh, Black Ops Moto, better starting, better throttle response, more responsive. Been in, making coils for over 25 years. It can improve your four-stroke. BlackOpsMoto.com. Use the code Pulp of Mexico to save yourself money. 
Bolt one on your four-stroke and uh, experience joy and happiness like you never felt before. All right, let's take a commercial break. We'll be back here with Dean Wilson, David Pingree, and much, much more. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserve nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Supporting riders like Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and the Motosport.com Spine Chillers Arena Cross team of Nathan Skaggs, Mike McDade, Willie Browning, and more. Join the Racetech team by applying for rider support at Racetech.com. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new adjust step and endura step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All 
and fab products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they're easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance. We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. Hey, 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 hey. W E Wheels. Now that I got out of your attention, let's talk about Wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W Wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. 
Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Roxon, Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need, cool colors, better strength, they've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? Yeah! 
It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Nothing else matters. But race tech, race tech suspension. Ping, I guarantee you, 90% of our listeners right now probably need suspension work done on their bike. Yeah, you've been pushing that statistic a lot. I've heard that. 95%? It's in the 90s somewhere. It's got to be. Everybody needs suspension Look, work. I'm no doctor, but I'm pretty sure it's 90% of people who need work on their suspension. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. 
Paul Feed has taught more, most of his competition, the ins and outs of suspension. So that's why you want to choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full list of the suspension parts, tools, and information. Racetech also helping me out with suspension on Project 90. Uh. Cannot wait to get that back. 1990 KX250 I'm building up. That ping may or may not be riding for Racer X down the road. I'll probably show up and ride it anyway, even, oh, if, yeah. uh, even if the other guy comes through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, getting the anodized uh, shock body, upper tubes anodized. That factory works gold. Look, if you need springs, you need oil change, you need revalving, you need anything, racetech.com. And with that, let's get to a couple of emails of the week before we come up with uh, Pro Circuits, Dean Wilson. All right, Mark sent this in. Watch the TV coverage from the 450 podium speeches. Barsha is walking away and shown pouring out the alcohol. That's the thing kids see, and good on Barsha. Then you get pissed off Pike, who it seems thinks he's always perfect, cross-jumping and taking Dungy down. Dungy plus, Grant da- Dungy plus Grant down. Shaking my head, Mark. So Mark's pumped that Barsha poured out the cheap champagne and didn't guzzle it. Who drinks it? I don't know. Uh, no one drinks it, Mark. I've seen Peyton have a have a hit or two. Yeah. Team managers, mechanics, but yeah, yeah. A, it's nasty, and B, riders don't drink that crap. They spray it and hand it off. Uh, Corey, Steve, I finally figured out the iPhone and how to get the BTOsports.com podcast to complement my weekly pulp show. And the first one I listened to was the one with Ryan Hughes. Holy shit, what a great interview. Rhino was a hero back in the day, and it was great to hear his perspective on many things. I love to watch, read, or listen to any of the best racers from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Things were just so different back then. Yes, they were. The fun the riders had, what some, what some had to do to just make it to the race and the racing itself. Thanks for the show, and thanks for the many others I'm sure to enjoy. You and your team do a really good job at this media thing. Um, you need to advertise the BTOsports.com show more. Thanks again from Corey. Yeah, Corey, if you just got the, the uh, into the podcast, get the Pulpamex app. $1.99, and uh, sweet Jesus, so there are a lot of podcasts on there. Ping, you just started listening to some of them. Yep. You're getting into the podcast world. You and your uh, political leanings, you probably enjoy some of those podcasts out there, I bet. I mean, the radio yeah. sucks nowadays, man. It's just it's terrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I listen uh, to a lot of sports uh, podcasts. Yeah? Yeah, different sports. Hockey and whatnot. Hockey, yep. Some Toronto uh, radio stations and stuff. Podcast ones, shows. The politics things, just it just pisses me off, though. I can't really get into too much... Like around election time, I'll oh, ramp okay. it back up. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. But if I just sit there and pour over it, I just get angry. So I yeah. just stay on. You didn't, you didn't even answer the other question on this one right here. Okay. What is it? Uh, pissed off Pike, who seems he thinks he's always perfect, cross-jumping and taking Dungy down plus Grant. Yeah. It's an opening straightaway. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not putting that on Pike. I mean, no. it was kind of his fault, but, you know, it's the first turn. It's, shit happens. Right? Well, I mean, I'm putting it a little bit on Pike, but... but When you come out of the first turn and you're jumping through a rhythm lane, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you're trying to predict what everyone in front of you is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you no. can't be worried about, you know, who's behind you and what they're doing. I it's know. just a race situation. Like, I know. That guy's I know. He's putting the blame on the wrong thing. Reagan sent this in. I would, Mathis, I'd be interested to hear yours and Watson's opinion on tickle season. Well, we got Ping over here. It's better than Watson. I know he is hurt now, but that is because he was trying to be a supreme pizza. His average finish in 2013 was 10-something, and this year was 7-something before the injury. So which is better, Pengry? Flashes of brilliance and a 4th in Daytona with a season-ending crash or steady 10th, 11th finishes and never gets dirt on his helmet? I think this year was better, but that's just my opinion about Brock Tickle. 
so is he trying to ask like, is it better to have Supreme Pizza once a month or what cheese I, pizza? What he, he's referring once a week? to, what he's referring to, is that I was calling Brock Tickle in my columns and stuff. I was saying cheese he's pizza. good. He's cheese pizza. I'm not passing cheese pizza up. It's good, but I'm also not choosing to eat cheese pizza. I'm going to Supreme. And I think Brock has stepped it up this year in a deeper field. He was riding very well before his injury. So, I think... Uh, uh, I was going to make a deep dish joke, but it's over. Moment passed. Yeah. Uh, Aaron. Hi, Steve. I've been listening to your theories about putting up nets and building bigger berms. Mm-hmm. I agree with you about making the racing better. However, I was thinking the last time we re- saw really big berms was during the two-stroke era. Do you think building bigger berms will bring up the speed of the tracks with the bigger 450s, resulting in higher risk and shorter laps? Just wondering your thoughts. And could I get some pulp stickers? Uh, this guy's in Manitoba. And do you ship? You don't ship international. We'll ship international for you for pulp stickers, bro. Uh, but yeah, what do you think of building berms bigger? And then you know they're scared of Matt Gurky going into the stands. So what about putting in some nets? I think the nets are cost prohibitive. I mean, they already have enough expense to oh, get. You feel like they're not making much money in Supercross. You feel the well, series. Gonna, is, I mean, well, is, literally hanging nets in every stadium and all the turns. I mean, you may, yeah. it's just not practical. It's just not practical. I disagree. I, and I think you put up a big, gigantic bowl turn. Guys are just going to fly around it. They're not going to be able to make passes anyway. Um, I think a big, gradually sloped berm is good with a, a corner marker that's very inside so they can come in and make block passes. I think we need more of that, 180-degree turns. But you can't have a big bowl where guys can just pin it into it and rail around. Yeah, I disagree. That's been the Race Tech email segment, racetech.com. Supporting some of the best privateers out there. Chris Blos used race tech suspension this weekend to get a 10th. You hate Chris Blos. I don't hate Chris Blos. I don't. I, I, I've given Chris Blos $2,000 or something in his for racing career to help him out. I made a joke about, about how not everybody can win on the gate. And it turned into this massive... You hate him. By the way... Uh, Adam was right. There's some people on Cincerelli, on uh, Instagram that yeah. are not happy with me. No, you've been told to hang yourself. Uh, and oh, two, two more comments about run Adam. into an electric fence. Yeah, somebody asked me, told me to run into an electric fence. They were right about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, go Did run just... into your electric fence. Go hang yourself. Uh, burn in hell. Burn oh. in hell at Pulpamex. Well, I can get on that bandwagon. <laughs> oh, fantastic! All right, coming up. Uh, brought to you. Uh, By our friends at Vortex, Vortex Racing, the leader in making top quality racing components for 15 years and proud supporter of the show this year in 2014. If you need bars or sprockets, the same ones that uh, Tyler Bowers, James Stewart, many other racers, Kyle Chisholm, wear, use, uh, go to vortexracing.com. And uh, their sprockets, uh, a thousand different gear choices to suit your needs in the track conditions. They utilize the same proven Vortex design with color anodizing. They got different colors as well. VortexRacing.com, bars, sprockets, much more, uh, and they're gonna. We're happy to have those guys on the show, and uh, we're coming up with Pro Circuits Dean Wilson. What? What? Dean Wilson? No, 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 Devin. I've tried calling him twice, and he's uh, sent it to voicemail twice. So I'm gonna try one more time. Oh, he's red buttoning you. Yeah, or us. Cool. He's red buttoning us. Ooh. You know, he never did confirm again that he would be uh, on the show. So um, well, let's just keep calling him. Yeah, no, keep trying him. We'll, we'll, we'll get Dean Wilson on here. Maybe you know he does have Monday night pizza video night at uh, down at. Uh, the great pro circuit uh, uh, injuries there, or massive 
conglomerate of pro circuit. So, okay, uh, Pingree, you're a big Cole Seeley fan. There's no doubt. I am. Mopping the floor talk. Lots of that going on with Cole Seeley and you. Oh, that was, it was last no, year. No, I know. But you're a fan. Yeah. 11 points down. Lost his, uh, lost his rear break this weekend. Had to settle for a fourth. First of all, are you surprised that Mookie didn't move over for him? I'm a little surprised. <sighs> I am too. That's not the game with Pro Circuit a lot of times, but that doesn't mean it's not the game with other teams. Yeah, but as a team manager, it's really hard to do that. If that if that was the last race and he needed that spot for the title, that's uh-huh. one thing. Okay. Um, I think with a couple rounds still, you got to let the guys race. I mean, does that's, sa- does that's it- Malcolm's career too. You know, he's, yeah, yeah. he's trying to yeah, still. It does. Does it make you sad that? Cole is eleven points down. You know, it may, yeah, because I don't think he's. I don't think it's. You know, I don't think it's going to happen for him. Okay. Eleven points is a lot of points to make up. Right. Anything can happen. Well, but you know, the, Jason's yeah. riding awesome. He is. That's unfortunate for Cole. One thing so. we've talked about was this guy on the phone being a potential spoiler. Welcome to the show, Dean Wilson. What's going on, man? Hey, how's, how you doing? Good. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for? the great Dean Wilson, who could potentially win the next two races, Pingree, and then just let the other guys fight it out. Yeah, Dean, are you going to win two or what? I would love to. That's my plan. Uh, how's the shoulder? Yeah, the shoulder's okay. Um, obviously, I just I had a bit of a crash in the heat race, and I almost rode it out, but uh, it kind of slammed me into one of the whoops, and I just... Um, Landed on my shoulder, and um, it didn't dislocate or anything, so that was good. But mm-hmm. I knew something was up right when I did it. When I did a few more laps, it was uh, something just didn't feel right. So I went to Asterisk, and um, um, Doc Bodner said it was just a little bit of a uh, shoulder separation. But I didn't know, like, at what level, so I just got a... Um, uh, I can't remember what the shot's called. A cortisone shot, mm-hmm. and then uh, Doc D taped me up, and... And I was actually really worried before the main event because, like, no matter what, I was going to, you know, race. But yeah. I just didn't know how it was going to end up. And, um, yeah, it was, it was kind of a, a race where that I haven't had to do in a while where I had to, like, truly dig really deep to uh, mm-hmm. just to race. So, yeah, I got a decent start and then uh, almost had to win, but not quite. So it was, did, did, it you was get a, did you get a cortisone shot or a Toradol shot? Okay, maybe it was Toradol. Yeah. Cortisone is uh, for scar tissue. That's, an, that's a steroid, like anti-inflammatory steroid. The, Toradol is a... Oh, okay. Toradol is like a painkiller. The one, the one that, they, they poke yeah. in your bum and it hurts. Oh, yeah. Whatever that's called. <laughs> Sounds like that's... one of my night offs in the San Francisco. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Uh, hey. Yikes. <laughs> hey. Okay. Um, that, that went the wrong direction. It did. I, it I, got, just, th- I just threw up a little bit. Things got weird. Yeah. Things got weird. Hey, um, uh, you almost came on at the end, though, uh, which is... Weird because I would think, okay, so your shoulder's banged up. You struggled with that. But then, so I would think at the end of 15, you'd be feeling sore. You'd be, it'd be catching up to you. But you got better as the main went on. Yeah, it was actually like the first four or five laps was just really painful. Like, uh, not, it wasn't like that bad um, rhythm sections and triples. That was easy. But it was just those whoops that was absolutely killing me because it was the jarring and the, the pulling that really hurt, hurt it. So um, as the laps went on and, my my toradol shot was kicking in. I uh, was starting to feel a lot better, and I was kind of getting in the zone. You know, I was beh- I was kind of just pacing myself, and you know, I was kind of planning on making a charge at the end, and I could see Jason the whole time. And then, yeah, the last couple laps I made a charge, but 
I just, if I could rewind it and go back, I would definitely have not took the inside on that option mm-hmm. and stayed behind them. And then over that, the last triple before the finish, try and get them in that corner or the next corner. But yeah, that, uh, that's always oh, a hard decision. It's a hard call to make when you're you're trying to last lap pass on somebody. And, you know, you, you think, okay, this is my chance. i got to take it. And it ends up not working out. You're like, dang it. You I should have stayed it, yeah. close and yeah. done it here. Well, uh, yeah, it's tough. I hate just looking back and thinking what, you know, you just wish you had a, like the movie Click, where you could just rewind back real <laughs> yeah. quick and redo it. The, uh, your, your number one fan, Jason Thomas. Well, maybe number two, because Truman would be one. But your, okay. your number two fan, Jason Thomas, very upset with you going inside on that split lane. Like, he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, well, <laughs> after the race... Um, they actually uh, gave me a ride back to my hotel, and they were both quite um, judgmental. And I, was, I told them, can we stop? I said, can we stop talking about the race, please? I'm over it. Very judgmental. Um, no, hey, uh, it definitely – it was still a good race, I think, for you, no doubt, especially with that crash. I mean, you certainly looked fast. But so I can't figure it out. Like, you won a race. You're not going to win the title. You led a bunch of races. You were the fastest guy – out of everybody, at probably a couple races, including 450s. I mean, I guess you're paid to win the title, so this season isn't that great for you. But on the other hand, you still shown speed, you know? So is that kind of what you hang your hat on? Like, if this and if that, I know I could have won. Like, how are we looking at this year? Are we, are we pissed? Are we, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm pissed, obviously. What pisses me off, <laughs> truthfully, what makes me mad, is I look at the title contenders like Martin and I'm not putting anyone down, but like Martin yeah. and Justin and and Anderson, and I'm just like, oh, I, I can't believe it's contenders. Like right, I've been right. doing this; this is my fifth year, and I, it's like I don't know. I just can't get it done. So pretty much, I've just taken accepted the fact that it's not happening. I've done my best. It wasn't a lack of trying, that's for sure. And right. maybe there's just better things in the future on the 450. So yeah. that's what I've come down to. Yeah, yeah, because certainly there's been so many times where we're like, oh, Dean's got this thing. I mean, just your speed's been great. You know, it's not like it's not like you went backwards in speed. I think, <laughs> if you want me to be honest, I think I would have won so many races if I wasn't struggling with arm pump. Yeah, yeah. Um, because even some races where at the beginning of the race, I wouldn't have that intensity at the beginning, because I'm so worried that I'm just going to explode my arms. Um, right, right. Like, you know, that's yeah, real. So. Your last 450 race, do, you could tell. Your last 450 race, you're like, look, I am not going to go backwards. I'm going to ride at 80% here. Exactly. Because you know? <laughs> exactly. I'm going to ride at 80%, and I'm going to do 20 strong laps and get, finish 7th or 8th or whatever it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, we got a lot of phone calls for you. Let's, let's get to those. Uh, Snowman, you've been on hold for a while. What's up? Hey guys, hey, uh, this is Snowman here, and I got a two-part question for Dean Wilson. First of all, Snowman, are you a trucker? Is that your is that your code name? Is that your CB name? Damn right, I am. I, I'm all over the country, man. Oh, uh, Snow, isn't that wasn't that? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Smoking the Bandit. Smoking the Bandit was Snowman. Yeah, I'm I'm the Snowman. Now. I'm 100 mile an hour everywhere, and like a dirt bike, but like da 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 da. All right, Snowman. <laughs> 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 Snowman did a little eight ball to keep him up all night <laughs> driving cross country. Yeah, we, we got things to help us on that one. Uh, but hey, check it out. Okay. Uh, Dean Wilson, uh, check it out here. Uh, do you feel that your arm pump this season will affect your rides for next year? No, I don't. You think you think that they'll they'll overlook it? 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this year, like like Steve said, I mean, I've showed potential. I've showed that I can run as fast as, you know, most of the most of the riders. And I've showed that I can win heat races. But I, um, you know, don't seem to have that pace in the main, and that's due to arm pump. And I just feel like people are more interested. Well, I actually was talking to Mitch tonight, and Mitch said he looks at riders as in speed, and he can work out the rest. So mm-hmm. I know, you know, I'm just missing something, and there's actually, um, I'm going to go see a, a doctor here shortly as well with my arms. Uh, right on, man. Yeah, right from, on. from the sounds of it, Dean, and I mean, I'm not clued into everything that you're talking to, but there's some factory teams that are going after you, and you sound like you're going to have some really good options for next year if you haven't signed already. Like, it, it, top-notch. Snowman, I have a question for you. Yes, right. Do you feel like your occupational cocaine use will have effects on your heart down the road? <laughs> cocaine ain't got shit on me, bud. <laughs> hey, hey, hold on here, hold on here. Now, now Steve Mathis, there's, here's a good question for you. Do you have a basset, do you have a basset down with you right now? Uh, no. Okay. No, no. All right, what's your question? So, so, Dean, I want you to jump in on this one, too, okay? Okay. Do you think, because I've been listening to the Problem X show since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think Steve Mathis' cockiness because of the success of Problem X has enabled him to ask some really tough questions and kind of get, you know, push some subjects, you know, due to his success? Do you, do you, do you notice a difference there, Dean? No, I think... Uh... Steve can ask the questions he can ask because he kind of knows how to say it in the right manner, and he can kind of twist it in a way where he answer he's looking for to come out. And 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 you can always poke him back, you know, mm, yeah. at different stuff. So yeah. he, he, Steve Steve gets a lot of shit, so he can you know he's he can t- he can uh, ask us questions because we all do give him some some crap. Yeah, no, absolutely. My therapy bill is going through the roof lately. From people not people uh, not liking me, but you know what? Hey, look, uh, that's hey, what... I love you. I love you. Th- I think you're amazing. Thanks, Snowman. All right, I'm out. I'm gonna listen to this. All right, keep on trucking, bro. All right, brother. All right. Uh, next question, uh, Derek. You want a question? You want to ask Dean Wilson about the outdoors? Yeah, I just want to say, uh, I, I believe uh, Dean. I'm a big fan. You're doing really well this year in uh, Supercross. I, I know you wanted the championship, but I know it's tough. But the outdoors, what's just your plan on that? Are you just, what's your expectations? Um, I mean, for my, as my expectations goes, I mean, obviously I want to win it. Um, I mean, I've won it once, so it'd be awesome to try and win it again. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it pretty much. Um, uh, I actually haven't done any outdoor testing at all since I've been doing some 450 races and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I believe, um, if um where where I know I can be, then I I'm capable of, of winning it. And um, but the main thing for outdoors is just being consistent for sure. Thanks, Derek. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Derek. Uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, why not? I mean, I, again, the pressure's on you, but with you being a past champion, uh, second the wins wins what you can go for. I mean, right? There shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, you know. I think it's pretty exciting. We got past champions, me and Blake. We got Purcell. Yeah. You know. Um. And then, you know, all the other fast guys. You think Purcell will be fast, Dino? Okay, let me let me, let me me talk about Purcell. I'm not counting him out. Let me talk about Purcell for a second. I can't get to the bottom of this. So I'm trying to figure out how's he looking, okay? 
the hot mm-hmm. rumor, the hot rumor in the pits last weekend was he was at Glen Helen or some track and was spanking Baggett, like the fastest guy there, way faster than Baggett. Porcel is back. He's going to dominate. Okay, so I'm like, wow, holy shit. So I go over to Bones. I'm like, Bones, what was up with Porcel? Like, how's he looking? Bones is like, I haven't seen him. I'm like, okay, I heard that he passed Blake, and Bones is like, I've been out with Blake two times this week and one time last week. I've never seen Chris Porcel at a track. So I'm like, how do these rumors – where does this rumor come from? Like, you can't – there's no middle ground here. Either it happened or it didn't. Bones is saying he wasn't even at the track. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, he has quite his stealth mode on his Yamaha. I know he's got no numbers and stuff like that. So. But he's got UFO gear. But you've seen him out riding? I mean, he is out in California riding? I haven't seen him because I've been riding outdoor tracks. But from what I heard, he's back in Florida. So I really don't know. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I just wonder how these things get started, right? Like, anyways. Yeah. Um. Hey, uh, riding for Team 2-2, how was that experience? Again, uh, won a heat race in Daytona. Balls out speed. Uh, and then, of course, you went, you faded a bit in some of them from arm pump. But overall, the experience, what'd you think? How, what'd you take? What'd you take away from it? Um, what did I take away from it was uh, just um, for in 450. For one, the schedule was really gnarly. I mean, doing 17 rounds every weekend. Pretty much, what I learned is you got to have consistency, you know, throughout mm-hmm. everything. From obviously your 20 lap main event, you have to be consistent and hitting your marks and you know you can't be doing 47s one lap and then going to 52s so kind of like what I was doing and then also you know you just got to keep such a steady program and during the week and you kind of get in a groove where you're you do the same thing every week and um yeah just a consistent program and you know because it's a long series and you don't want to do anything to burn you out and stuff like that so it's uh, it's definitely pretty gnarly the 450 class. I, I, that's for sure. Hey, you, you know, have you had have, has arm pump been an issue for you in the past? Is that something that's kind of new um, recently? Um, like, do you think? Yeah, was... honestly, like ever since I won my championship, and then I came back that year, or 2012, uh, the same year I was battling with Tomac for the championship uh, in Supercross. Um, it kind of was a bit of a struggle that that year as well, and then I got injured, and then I came back so. It's honestly been kind of a struggle since I won my championship. It's like I've gotten cursed or something like that. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, lots of phone calls here for you. John, John, what's uh, what's your question for Dean Wilson? Uh, hi, Dean. Uh, I'm a big fan. Um, I was at Steel Thank City you. when you clinched the championship, and it was really uh, awesome to, to, to be there to see that. Uh, my question is, I mean, everybody – I mean, why do people even entertain the the thought? And I mean, I guess you probably are considering other options, but I mean, isn't it in all likelihood that you'll be riding for Team Two Two next year? Um, I mean, honestly, I haven't gotten any offers from any team, so um, I know there's definitely a few owners coming through the mail here shortly. But um, from the Two Two team, there's nothing that's been coming through, or I haven't heard anything. But um, I think the thing about the 2-2 team is they got to figure out their um, title sponsor before they can sign any writers. So that's what I think they have to kind of um, figure out. First. I mean, but don't, don't I, you think I, it's I a believe. safe bet that, that Chad's going to, you know, probably pull out all the stops to, to, to make that happen? I mean, obviously there's no guarantees, but, I mean, uh, I mean, wouldn't you say that the percentages of you being there are, are pretty high? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think um, – you know, there's a there's a 
I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one to say, but I think uh, it's definitely a pretty ba- a big battle between me or, or Davey Millsaps um, or, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Millsaps. I think everyone else is kind of set in stone a little bit of where they're going, but I'm, I'm not sure. Millsaps, Brayton, you. Heard, I've heard three guys for the same kind of rides out there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all kind of dicing for rides. Uh, but you know what, uh, uh, John? Chad's got to get a title sponsor, like uh, like Dean said. He has to get uh, work spikes from Cowie uh, secured, like a commitment from Kawasaki that they will. You know, he's certainly not going to pay for them, so you know he needs free work spikes. Um, yeah, there's much, a lot. As there's much a... as he'd love to have Dean on the team, I'm sure they all get along. There's, There's more to it than that. So much he's not going to pull all that money out of his pocket yeah, to guarantee a it. A lot of people just think, like, yeah, throw him on the team and this yeah. and that. Um, I mean, I'm yeah, sure it's not a done deal, but I think that, that, that Chad, you know, with what the speed that Dino has, has showed, that, um, you know, that actually kind of helps um, Chad's cause for being able to go to a title sponsor and, and, and to get works bikes, if, you know, to, to put a deal together that. I think that maybe some of the sponsors have a little more okay. confidence. Hey, John, what about what about? Okay, let's say you're Reed Nordine at Kawasaki, right? And Jake Weimer is going to move on at the end of the year, and you want Dean Wilson to ride for you. And Chad Reed, you're you're in control of what Chad Reed gets for bikes and parts and and money and everything else. Wouldn't you want Dean Wilson on your team rather than have him on uh, Chad Reed's team? Like, there's that going on too behind the scenes. You know what I mean? So. Uh, they all have to figure that out, and you know sometimes maybe Dean Reed Nordine is like, no, I, I want Dean on the factory team. And Monster, of course, Dean's got a good relationship with Monster. Pings and Skittles on the air, but uh, um, you know, John, there's a lot to, more to it. But we got to we got to run lots of lines for Dean. Thanks though, bud. Well, I have, I have one I have one more question. Um, you know, and, and, and Dean, I know you're probably tired of hearing about the arm pump, but since you won the championship, I mean, is it? A coincidence that I mean your reputation with the the ladies is notorious, and and maybe you don't get the same kind of workout as some of the other riders. <laughs> oh, jeez! All right, thanks, I think, John. I think I need a girlfriend. Is my problem. Well, you know? here, here, this call here, Aaron. You, Aaron, Dean, Dean said he needs a girlfriend. Oh my God, Dean, you're my favorite rider ever. <laughs> Just saying. Thank you. Thank you. What about Tim Ferry, Aaron? What about Tim Ferry though? I mean, is he in the running, second favorite? Do you remember him? No, Dean's my favorite. He's my all-time favorite. Okay, well, just think Woo-hoo! about think about Timmy next time, Aaron. I don't think she's ever heard of him. Okay. Okay, I don't think so either. What about David Pingree? Four, mm-hmm. four, mm-hmm. He's a good-looking so man. Four career Supercross wins. Nah. Okay, all right. Ah. Well, Aaron, uh, Dean, do you have anything to ask Dean uh, besides marriage or anything else? He's on the line. <laughs> Um, well, I just wanted to say that you're my favorite writer because you actually take the time out of your busy life to, like, take pictures with your fans and, like, sign autographs and stuff, unlike Ryan Dungey. And um, thank you just so much for taking a picture with me. I really appreciated it. Yeah. Uh, no problem. Thanks a lot. Plus, you take, support. like, super good selfies and stuff. <laughs> Uh, Dean, Dean's got a fu- one of the funnier guys to follow rider wise on Instagram or Twitter for sure, without a doubt. Uh, Dean is. Thanks, Aaron. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, Aaron, really? Yeah. Um, that was a nice. That was a nice. A nice comment. D- d- unlike Ryan Dungey. <laughs> I know Ryan Dungey. I thought he was one of the nicest guys. What happened? She's a little salty. No, but 
It's, that kind of sucks because sometimes people do catch you at the wrong time. Like, right, right. They'll be like, can I have a picture? And you're like, your practice is like two minutes away from going in. And you're like, I'm sorry, but I've got to go to practice. And then all of a sudden you're the bad guy. Yeah. No, and I'm sure guys like you get that all the time. They'll be, yeah. What can you do? You can't make everybody happy. That's It's just impossible. Exactly. Um, yeah. Ping blew some people off in Montana at a race, and the guy wrote an email in, and so we kind of get where that's coming from. So, yeah. uh, um, All right. Hey, Dean, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for taking the phone call. Wait, Dean, fans. you got to help us out with a sound drop. Oh. Listen. Sound drop? Yeah, because for the show, we need this. I, your, okay. your accent, I love the Scottish accent, dude, so I need it as heavy as you can give it to me. Say... I fancy a wee bit of butterscotch. What does that have to do with the sound base? Nothing. We're gonna re- we're gonna record that and then we're gonna hit that. We're gonna hit that all the time. Go. Okay. I fancy a wee bit of butterscotch. <laughs> you just, I love it. You I just, just I love it. You know we're gonna play it like this kind of stuff. Like we have this kind of stuff. MX Sports is done. You know. There's like I don't hear anything. Oh. Of MX oh. He can't hear it? He can't, oh. Yeah, it's probably not oh. loud enough. Tim, t- Tony Alessi drops. We have a lot of them. <sighs> we, we use them all the time. Um, Dean, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Good uh, luck, Dino. Good. Talk to you Bye. soon. Thank you. Pro Circuit, Dean Wilson. We'll get that drop for you. I, li- I just love the Scottish accent. The butterscotch. I wanted him to give me like the butterscotch. He kind of did. He like. Wrote- he rolled it Groundskeeper out. Willie from The Simpsons. All right. Uh, Ryan, did you have a question for Dean? Uh, no, it was actually just a, a statement, and then maybe it was just a question right. for give the, uh, give the us, guys in the studio. Give us a statement, bro. Hit it, hit us. All right. So you guys are talking about uh, Robbie's shoulder injury. I think you're referring to a ladder J procedure. They go in and kind of cut out uh, part of the bone and kind of drill back on on the socket. Is that what you're referring to? Uh, I did stay at a Holiday Inn last night, but I am not a doctor. But sure, yeah, something about extending the shoulder blade to keep the shoulder in. Gotcha. All right. Well, I think that's what it was. But anyways, hey, I got a question. So I travel a lot. I'm sure, obviously, you guys do too. So I've got this funny story from uh, a couple days ago. I got into the Indianapolis airport. Mm -hmm. I'm ordering some breakfast. And uh, this waitress totally falls asleep while I'm asking her a question. Standing up. (laughs) Falls asleep standing up while I'm asking her a question about the menu. (laughs) <laughs> so, I don't know if maybe, my question to you guys was, what's some of the crazy stories you've ever had in, in airports or maybe just on the plane? Oh, God. Um, I mean, cause, I mean, that's pretty wild. I mean, maybe yeah. that's a question when you ask Snowman, but, yes. I mean, I don't know. Snowman's dealers have probably gotten <laughs> just wacky stuff. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Ping, you have anything? I'm always freaked out when I get on the planes and you have the uh, – the Muslims or the Arabs or whatever that are completely covered in towels and all you see is their eyes. I'm freaked out. I'm, I, I, you know, what's going on with those guys? Ever since 9-11, I get a little worried. I know it's racial profiling. I don't care. I get freaked out. You're I don't know the dust. Yeah. Ping? Nothing? I'm not touching that one. Okay, but Come can, on. can you touch something you else? Something. Can you? You really call them Arabs? Is that what you just said? Air- Towels? Arabs? Airheads? You can't even get the racial slur <laughs> down, mean, right? I'm not trying to use the other yeah, racial word for them. Um, but I get, I get freaked out. <laughs> Jesus. Why would you put that in their minds? <laughs> I get freaked Let out. Let alone. You know? I don't trust the Arabs. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, do you have a story? No? I mean, yeah, not really. 
I got lots of stories, but how much time do you have? I met uh, Ryan Villapoto after 07 Phoenix in the airport. He signed my forehead. Signed your forehead? It's about as cool as it gets. Uh, I've, I've, yeah. <laughs> right? I thought you guys had me beat on this one. I thought you did. I mean, uh, Rachel's falling asleep definitely is a, yeah. You know, it's something. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. See, see ya. A lot of the stories I can't tell or shouldn't tell, too. I don't want to, like, get people in trouble or... Came out of a hotel one morning to catch my flight. Saw another rider passed out in the bushes, shirtless. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shirtless in the, yeah. in the bushes. Yeah, yeah. I saw a Supercross like champion. five thirty in the morning. I saw a Supercross champion uh, walk into the wall and fall down, <laughs> like at a club, like right into the wall, like like talking, <laughs> and then just boom and bang, drop down on the ground, just like that. I know a Supercross rider who. At an international race at a nightclub after the race, made out with a transvestite. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I know a Supercross industry person who went to, the, uh, went to that uh, park in uh, Paris. The forest. The what? The forest in Paris. Oh, yeah, yeah. And may or may not have gotten some action from a transvestite. Uh, yeah, sometimes you just can't tell. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, anything else? Talking to me? Yeah. No, I just got a I just got a text from Georgia. No, you didn't. Stop it. What? Stop it. Um all right, let's take a commercial break of the night. A second commercial break of the night. Pingree, your song is coming up. Yes. I like it. I like it too. I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm okay well, with it. It's on my uh Who's on two? What are we doing? Patrick. Yeah. Patrick! What's up, Patrick? Yeah. What's going on? Quickly, quickly. Quickly, quickly. I've been fighting this for a long time. I got seven phones that I've gone through. I'm not really an Apple fan. And I cannot get any of these Androids, Galaxy 3, 4, um, to stream the show live. And I'm wondering, does anybody you know that has an Android that can stream the show live and listen to it? And Patrick, like we, said, we, uh, no. Patrick, we are having an issue with that that we are working on. We thought we'd have it fixed two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Our guy Swizzcore is working on it. He's not a droid guy, so there have been some issues. I promise you, in the next week or two, it will be all fixed, and you will be able to stream from an Android Live. I, it's 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 on oh. us. It's on us. So okay, a follow up with that. The very first Android I got, a Galaxy Two, uh-huh. number one, worked perfect. Yeah, we, and the we, phone died, and uh, it never worked again on any of the other ones. Because we changed some servers and things like that. We had to upgrade. Our server, because all you guys listening, um, so we changed settings on our end, and the Android guys, we've had two Android developers, and they are just missing in action. And so oh. we're working on uh, fixing it in the next couple of weeks, I promise. Sorry, bud. All right. It, I'm holding out, then. I'm not going Apple. I'll, I'll wait for you to get it to work. Yep. I promise it will. Thanks, man. Oh, oh and the app doesn't work either. Yeah, that'll all be fixed on droids. That's all there. Yeah. Okay, all right. Very yeah. good, very good. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, $1.99, everybody. You can buy an app that doesn't work right now on droids. Travis, what's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Nothing. Uh, what's your question? Oh, actually, I've been meaning to call him for a couple of weeks. You've been talking about uh, Matt Lemoyne not getting a chance at a factory ride again. Yep. And uh, I got, I got, uh, I've been yelling at the radio trying to tell you that. Uh, you were actually a mechanic for a guy that got it, got another chance at a factory ride. Who's that? Kelly Smith. 
Well, he, he was a factory KTM guy. Yeah, and then he got. And then he, he lo- got. Then he then he got yep. let go, and then he got uh, another ride the next year. No, he rode for himself basically on the Yamaha. Yamaha truck. Yeah, he rode. He rode uh, KT, factory KTM. Then in 2002, he rode for Moto Triple X, which is still, you know, a decent team. It was all right because I was on the team that year. He rode for YOT at some and point. Then, well, and then he rode for Easy Water in 03, and then he went to YOT. Well, he did, like, his own thing of, like, 3D racing or yeah, something in 03. Yeah, that's Easy Water. Right, yeah. And, then, the, and then he went then to, he got, then he got, then he got picked up by the Yamaha. Yeah, yeah, but, he yeah was, but it was only, uh, it was only you know, like one year off of a decent team. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't like a Dakotas or a LeMoyne or whatever. I see what you're saying, um, but he was kind of in a factory position already. So, I don't know. It, I mean, it, it it could be close to the same. It's a little different. So, let's split the difference and say that you're sort of right <laughs> and I'm sort of right too. You know? Uh, so, he, he also got an offer from Pro Circuit. From- from Pro Circuit to ride for them, too. He did. He got off from Pro Circuit, but uh, the Yamaha had the right to match, I think, or something, so he went to YOT. He should have went to Pro Circuit. Okay. Also, too, Kelly was on a four-stroke 250F uh, against 125s, and I don't think we understood how much of an advantage those things were when they first came out, um, 250Fs. People were like, eh, we're not sure, we don't really know, and then eventually they got to be pretty good. So, Yeah, they were, they were awesome. All right, thanks, man. we got to run. All right, thanks. All right, thanks. We're going to take a commercial break of the night. Come back with Denny Stevenson and the Rick Johnson. Yes. You excited for RJ? I'm pretty. I'm excited about both of them, really. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, and uh, let's. when we come back, you're going to find out how you, too, can rent a Supercross Hero for a weekend. All right, thanks for listening. We'll be right back. The Perfect Next Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at BTOsports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Theed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. 
Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. 
2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulbamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000 square foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. 
All Vortex racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See See you on the track. track. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com. I'm not hating that, Ping. I'm not hating that. You've played some horrible music. No, I have not. You've played some horrible music, but I am okay with this. BTOsports.com. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Fly Racing Race Tech Suspension. He's ruining it. X-Brand Goggles. Atlas Neck Braces Vortex and Fab Jeep Truck Parts Free Gun Underwear Works Connection On Sale <laughs> <laughs> A Cherubis 
FMF Racing. Blame it on my Tech One designs. Eight ten solutions on sale. W wheels. Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, the Moto Company, Optrix, and Guts Racing. All on board with us. Nick Way coming up. Two hip coming up. Rick Johnson. Pretty excited. To that. Jason Thomas still coming up. We got a lot to talk about Jason Thomas. X Brown Goggle Tearoff, PTOSports.com. Gabba Gibbs. NFAB question of the day. Lots of, lots of things going on here. Guts Racing, the official seat foam of uh, Dean Wilson and Adam Cincerillo. Guts Racing, lightweight, stealth seat foam. They were a big uh, Robbie Renard supporter back in the day. You remember that? No, Guts was. Unless it's a different company th- called Guts. Are you thinking about uh, Fox Racing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I do not remember them like uh, Robbie, but I mean, who wasn't a Robbie fan? Are they, where are they based out of, this company, you know? NorCal. Um, thanks to those guys for uh, for coming on board with us. GutsRacing.com. Save yourself big. Uh, go to sponsor deals on PulpamexShow.com and look at all of our discount codes. You can save yourself tons of money uh, by listening to the uh, the show and supporting our sponsors. Our partners make this thing happen. Look, we've spent big money on servers and shit in the last uh, two months. To uh, I'm about three hundred dollars every month in the hole now, more than I was. Because of you idiots listening to this. So, support our sponsors. We're blowing up. Uh, Devin, uh, please, What's tell, going me, on? tell me about Optrix. Man, Optrix, they just came out with one of the coolest chest mounts I think I've ever seen. Uh-uh. Yeah. Steve, are you getting one? Got to wear it when you're riding that 90 at Sandy. Optrix. Optrix chest mount. It's uh, I actually was checking it out. I'm going to get one coming up soon. They, uh, their vest is like, it's a vest, and then it has the Optrix. Why are all your producers just up on Optrix jock hard? Just slanging it. It's incredible. Yeah. It is incredible. You got to get one. I thought you didn't tits. I I sold one today, Optrix. I sold one to an uh, um, uh, industry uh, heavyweight. Hey, I'd be up on it, too, if I got one. I don't have one. You got to get one. Okay. I can't afford one. It's expensive stuff. We got to hook you up right now. Fancy pants. You're telling me that you didn't get one from Tits when he was here? No, I didn't have an iPhone back then. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get you one. All right. All right. Hey, um, Ping. Um, yeah. Let's get let's touch with, base with our next guest. 1990, 125 East, Supercross champion. Yes. Denny Stevenson. Denny. What's happening? What's going on, gentlemen? You bearded bastard. <laughs> How are you, Ping? It's been forever, buddy. I know. I Quick. miss you. You're, Quick. You're putting, out fire, you're putting out fire these days, I hear. Yeah, that's what I that's what I hear. Uh, congrats, hey, congrats! I know you've been working that for a while. When I was picking songs, I almost picked a song. And I thought Denny Stevenson would appreciate this. Oh uh, yeah, what was it? Do you remember the band called uh, Junkyard? You'd know if you heard them. This this was like back in the Emig Backyard Party days, right? <laughs> Burned a lot of brain cells back then. Yeah, you, yeah. You, I know there was a lot. A lot of that was a haze for you, but I was I was young and sober, so a lot of it stuck with me. Right. No, I I can't. I mean, <laughs> that was back when I think I bought CDs just because they looked, the covers were cool. I have to play a song. Think for about you. how much money you two have probably wasted when you were young, up and coming motocrossers. Maybe not paying. Paying you were pretty. Nah, it's pretty, pretty. Pretty well. Prudent. Well, you know, I remember, like I've said before, you know, when I used to go out to California, California or Suzuki would pay me ninety dollars a day per diem, and I'd stay with Chicken the whole time. So. I was making ninety bucks a day, not really doing anything. So we'd go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> how was uh, how was St. Louis for you? That was a good time. Yeah, man. Yeah, we uh, we had a good trip down there, and uh, you know, Brandon and some other buddies, and 
yeah, it was a good weekend, man. It's, uh, it's a good, fun city. I've been down there. You know, I try to go down there like, at least you know, every year at least to get down there because it's the closest one for me. But, yeah, it was fun. We're, uh, we're happy to announce that uh, plans have been made for you to join us in studio again uh, sometime in May. So, let's yeah, I'm pumped. We finally figured out a date. And, uh, yeah, come out, I think, after Vegas, weekend after. So. I think the Pulp fans, our Pulp listeners, they've really embraced you, Denny. Well, they're a bunch of drunks. You can't go wrong with them. <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of a bunch of drunks, uh, have you heard about this ping? So, you know, I've had the motor tour idea, which you've shot down, ping. You've shot this down. Denny has not, but I've, I've spoken with this motor tour. Denny, are you really on board with this thing? Well, you've got, you got to go on the details. You've got to give you, you got to so, it. It's, all it's right. really on, different. I, I, I've changed it and kind of spun it and put it in the blender and come out with this. All so, right. The Moto Tour has changed a little bit. It, it, this is this is born from the Moto Tour idea. Okay, well, the Moto Tour idea included a bus that shuttled people around. A, a small shuttle bus. Yes, Ter- terrible idea. I, yeah. I was not really down with that yeah. at all. Danny, okay. you were too. Don't talk. Don't don't say you weren't. Yes, you were. <laughs> um, so this weekend uh, is the trial run for uh, Rent a Denny, Rent a Supercross Hero. Uh, some friends of Moser have scraped up money to uh, fly Denny out to the Seattle Supercross this weekend. Uh, accommodations. Uh, I don't believe you're making any profit from this as of yet, Denny. But we're going nope, to. Nope. This is just a dry run. We're going to just. Uh, we're going to see how it works out. We're flying into Spokane, road tripping up uh, five hours in together with these guys, and uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. We got all Saturday to hang out, and, uh, and then I fly out Sunday morning out of Seattle. I said I, I'm not going to avoid the road trip home. Right. Uh, okay, so this is Moser. Who, who else is in on this? Moser and his buddies. Just There's five or six right. of them so, or something. So in so. this case, you know who the people are. Yeah. But I, I don't. I've never met any of them. I, I've only met Moser through. But Castillo knows him, and Shorty yeah, has been safe. stopped. I don't, I don't think I'm going to end up yeah. met anywhere. I'm well, that's what, I, sure that's what I'm that. concerned about. He sounds about. like a good time. You know, he's, uh, he's embarrassed himself quite a few times, so that sounds like a good time. But if this moves forward and some guy decides to rent a, rent a guy for rent a, know, Supercross hero. a race down the road. He could scrape up enough for a flight. Flight, accommodation, Yeah, food, say, oh, I got booze. you covered, pick you up, cut you into pieces, stick you in his freezer. I don't think our pulp fi- listeners would cut him to pieces. You know, I just don't think that's going to happen. You know, I, I'm going to have Wear to Wear your you know, skin like I, a hat. I, I, I've, got, I've got really nothing to lose at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that's where Denny's at. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. I could die, but you know, whatever. I'm willing um, to take that chance. Uh, well, we have Denny. I could make a fabulous beanie out of your beard. We uh, right. That's, that's, Cut that's your face off and make a hat out of it. Up, though. The, weather, the weather's starting to turn. It's getting a little warmer back here. Look, everybody, I've got Danny on my head right now. Uh, no, you know Put what? The lotion on. Put the lotion on. We have some it people. Puts in, the lotion on. We skin. have people interested in Denny for Lakewood. We have a Bud's Creek purchaser. You know, this thing could really. really I go to New up. York. If anyone wants to rent a ping for New York. I'm in. For New York Supercross? Yeah. It's like in two weeks. I know. Okay. It's expensive. All right, people. If someone wants to rent a ping, he will come out yeah. and he'll tell you stories. And you cannot cut me to pieces and put me in your freezer. We'll put that in the email. It's off the table. We'll put that in the email. Yeah, kind of, I kind of figured it's something, you know, like they bring in Paris Hilton or Lindy Lohan to, to, to yeah. guess at a club. <laughs> I'm going to guess at Supercross. And it's funny. I talked to Ralph Shaheen about it and was jokingly telling him about it. And he just went straight face. I'm like, that is a great idea. He goes, that, they do stuff like that at NASCAR. That, you, you might be on to something. So, Hold on. No, it's, it's kind of my idea, though. It definitely, it definitely spun from your idea that uh, both Ping and Thomas shot down. <laughs> but it actually got a pretty good response, uh, you know, online and Twitter and stuff. There were and plenty then, of people willing to do the Moto Tour. Plenty of people. Yeah, there 
they were pretty interested in that, and I, I was just like, I don't even know how I can make that possibly work. Uh, but then nope. Mo- Moser brought this up, and I'm like, right. wait, we might be onto something here. So we can uh, – The we- logistics on the bus are just – they're not good. They're just stupid. Don't worry Who's about Who's going to stand there with the little microphone and, you know – Yeah, there's you just most of the places we hung out are all – I think they're all burned down yeah. by now anyway, so. Well, this is where Carlsbad used to be. Now it's a business complex. Right, exactly. Well, whatever. Then you tell us the Carlsbad story. People still dig it. Um, this is where Chicken and Ruby got in a fight. That's pretty well, much every place in Tobacco. No, no one wants to, you know, <laughs> wants to drive around for three hours in Southern California, really, let's be honest. It's every place, every place where they got in a yeah. fight. Here's, the, here's where... Uh, he gets stuck in traffic. Uh, you see off to the right here, Chicken and his girlfriend had the police called on him once. <laughs> oh, terrible. Uh, here's where... Uh, here's oh, where, a terrible idea. I'll never forget that. When, he, when we met them in Japan and... Uh, and he's like, man, I'm never, that chick sort of a lot of fun, but she was just a handful. And like two weeks later, I call him, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like putting together cribs. I'm all, what? He yells, yeah, Ruby moved in. Uh, <laughs> terrible idea. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, basically, uh, uh, rent a Supercross hero, come out, tell some stories, share some drinks, ping your clientele a little different from Denny's clientele. I mean, because you're not a big, you know, drinker guy. <laughs> But, He's a married man. He yeah, can't do so much. Yeah, so. you're married. Denny is, you know, free to uh, do a lot of things. So Galavant should be fun. Nothing. No, I don't think much is off the table with Denny. That's what I'm saying. Not much. Yeah. yeah. And I no. think, but I think Ping would be quite popular with it. I mean, the guy can spin the yarn. He's oh good yeah. Sales. No, he does for sure. Maybe. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's fantastic. For more on this deal, let's uh, let's get to Moser here. Moser, uh, how do you feel about this coming weekend with Denny? I think it'll be a nice, casual, relaxing um, yeah, weekend. It should be good. <laughs> I, ordered, I ordered some white and red wines. I think will be really splendid. Oh, yeah, we can work on our swirls. That sounds perfect. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, Ooh, look at the legs on this cup. <laughs> so, Moser... Ping, no. Ping, you would require, like, how many ice cream stops would be required on the Ping? At least a couple, mandatory. Skittles. Skittles. Don't chop them up to pieces. Give them some Skittles. And ice cream. And maybe a Grey Goose and 7-Up with a little twist of lime. I, I really feel like you guys, we could, we're on to something here. We could rent Supercross Heroes out. We could, we could have a bunch of you guys and just who, who, what kind do you want? How tall? How many titles? How many race wins? What do you want? <laughs> it's similar, really similar to what you know, Thomas has got going with that BTO thing, really. But, right. Right. The BTOsports.com VIP program. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is what's it worth to people because well, right Denny's in for a good time. I just want to go to New York because it's first time at that place yeah. in a long time. But let's say Jeff Ward, you know, somebody wants to rent. Oh, take Jeff him Ward's to, a lot of money. To Indy. He's more money than Denny. You think he's going to Indy just to hang out with some people he doesn't know to watch uh, another damn Supercross race? Jeff Ward would be more money he's than gonna Denny. He's going to take some cheddar. Yeah. You better. You're going to have you're gonna have to keep it to the strictly regional champion. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I feel like you get Jonesy for maybe half a ticket. <laughs> All like right, who wants Jeff Willow? Jeff Willow's up this like weekend. First connecting flight, Jonesy's, Jonesy's in. Like, just give me <laughs> Chicago, I'll, I'll see to the rest out. Who, uh, All right, Rusty Holland, listen, we have a Greyhound bus pass. <laughs> You're going to be going to Detroit. Right, right. Who who, who wants Parolio? Half he, he, price. Like, Rusty, Rusty's down with that. Yeah, Rusty's down with that. <laughs> Look, Denny, Denny, can you just – I'm not Denny, sorry, Moser. Can you just yeah, yeah. not kill the Supercross hero? Just that's the, that's pretty much the goal is just not to kill anybody in this trip. That's that's actually the goal every time. Right. Every uh, every Woody ride, or you know, to these man trips with these Seattle Supercrosses or right. or shoe well, The goal up? is what not to kill somebody. In? What's that? What are we driving up in? That's what. 
we're riding my Woody. Have you not seen a picture of this thing, Debo? No, I, I kept hearing about this, and I'm assuming it's like an old, you know, uh, you know, a vacation Griswold station wagon, <laughs> family truckster. Yeah, it's a 1991 Buick Roadmaster estate wagon with wood paneling, and I also splurged and had a buddy hook me up with the shuttle cock for the top that holds the luggage. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, all I all I ask for you is to catch your flight. I know it's early on Friday. Yeah, but, no, uh, we, we could we could you could really break Buell's heart if you miss your miss your Moser, flight. Mo- Mo- money. Moser, I'm not going to lie. Getting Danny out to California and getting him to the show, I'm also a little worried. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, no, I, I'm down. I'm excited for that. I'm going to hang out with Cody, you know, Gilmore for a couple of days in Southern California. Might even call Ping and, and ask him to come out for a, a vodka twist with a lemon. Oh, you and, better. Uh, and um, then I'm going, then I'm driving. We mean, Cody, you're driving to Vegas on Monday, going to do the show, and then uh, hang out in Vegas Monday night and fly home Tuesday. So I, that's a, that's like my a big vacation. I'm pretty excited about okay, that. Okay, let's. I, uh, I might miss the flight to Seattle, but I will not miss that flight. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, well, you're flying to Spokane, so don't worry about getting to Seattle. Get you there. It's in several pieces. Things are already several going sideways. Things are already going sideways. Um, hey, let's get Nash. Uh, what's up? Gentlemen! Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Hey, Ping, we've got to talk about rent and factory. <laughs> how, how much for factory? Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> so, can you imagine? Can you imagine pulling it all together? Debo, factory, Budman. I'll even rent Ping. What the hell? Buy you guys in New York City. Let's do it, do it. That's a lot of money, Nash. Yeah, you just you just committed to a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, so what, what, which factory fills drink? What, what am I buying factory? Would factory participate in this program? Oh, yeah. He'd be in. Oh, he would be? Like a dirty <laughs> shirt. No problem. Yeah. Yes! I love it! <laughs> Nash. Nash, That's so funny. you may actually not be, this could get creepy with you in Factory. I mean, you call, okay. you call no Factory way. sweeping just to talk to Phil. <laughs> Listen, you, Steve, you love that story. I, and I, I might even have to call Phil again sometime soon. You never know. If, if the mood strikes me. Because Factory, here's the cool part about Factory. Dude, he was talking to me for like 15 minutes. I was like, Phil, Listen. I don't want to bother you. He's like, no, man, this is cool. You a lot of fans don't call me up. This is cool. So, hey, you know what? That's Factory. Just calling Factory, Factory to talk. Factory's a good man. Yeah. Sure. Debo, you got to love that yep. story. That's one of my classics. Uh, thanks. That's, that's, that's awesome. Uh-uh. You just called him out of the blue. That's good shit. Thanks, Nash. That's better, that's better than what Pingry did. He called Rick Johnson and hung up on him, apparently. Yeah, we're gonna, we got RJ on next, Danny. Yeah. We're going to talk to I'm going to have to, you know, bring that one out of the closet, Danny. Tell yeah. tell RJ that uh, I was a stalker. Hey, thanks, Nash. All right. you want, Ricky's coming on tonight. You're talking to him. Yeah, yeah, he's coming on next after you. I thought we were saving him for my show. What the hell? You're no. you're playing before the Beatles, dummy. Never do oh. that. <laughs> you know, I, know, I thought he was. Yeah. No, well, he's, we're we're he gonna get. We're gonna. With him for a bit. It's That's another. A it's a month and a half away. We can get RJ again. No worries. Yes. Um, I have, well, I, I have I have plenty of RJ stories. Uh, Dave, Dave, you want to rent privateers? No, here's a good question. Okay, you know JT, how he, they do the um, the fly racing thing when people go to Supercross, they show them the whole walk the track yep. type thing? Yep. Okay, here's a privateer. Like Chris Bros was talking about, he had to rent a mechanic, blah, 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 this and that. Here's what a privateer can do, get somebody like that that pays for his ticket back and forth to the plane, I mean, uh, from where he's at, and then... You know, the guy gets a uh, pass through the pits and stays with the rider. You know, gets the whole experience. 
you know, that would help the, the privateer playing for the paying ticket, you know, cut down on their uh, their cost. Uh, I don't know how many people. Rent a privateer. That's not a I bad bet. idea. Yeah. Not I a, bet the seven deuce deuce would be more idea. than down. Yeah, you could rent the seven deuce deuce, no problem. Or you can give them a place to stay, you know, during the weekend or whatever. You know, some people right. may not want to go to their houses or whatever, but, you know. All right. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I don't mind it. Um, Dusty. Yes. You got to talk to Danny about something? Well, I was just going to say, if you guys ever watch that TV show Top, I think it's Top Gear, where they test all those cars, the Woody was the one that they decided they should bring back to save GM. So he should be totally safe outside of Mosier. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> and I, I, I just pictured Mosier would uh, be that, on kind of like car Oscar Mayer Wayne Mobile. Moser you know. is uh, he's a little creepy. There's no, there's yeah. no doubt, Dusty. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Oh, see ya. Uh, am, I, am I still on here? Have I been hung up on? I don't even know anymore. Yeah, you're still on. Hey, okay. um, hey so the, you, I'm the creepy guy that stayed at your house, what, three times now? Twice, I think, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, the oh, uh, Friday the night. The craziest part is, is Matt, Steve's wife, Pookie, is coming to Omaha this weekend for a bachelorette party. I don't even get to go party with her. i got to go to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, right? It's crazy. planning, for sure. Yeah, yeah, this doesn't work out. Are we still doing the Rock Bottom Brewery on uh, Friday night, Moser? Don't tell everybody. Last year we had uh, we had fans showing up and stuff. We did. Yeah, there's a couple of people. Oh, I don't remember that. And by that I mean by a lot of fans I mean like there was two. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, Standing room only. Well, uh, good luck with this this weekend. I'm looking forward to this dry run. Um, yeah, I'm excited. It's enough with the time. you. You really you got to back down on this we thing because I mean, there's guys that look and say they look up at the sky and say we should put a man on the moon, and then there's someone like me that actually makes it happen. <laughs> Because short of saying this is a good idea, me and me and Dennis here on the phone, we made this thing happen. This so. is from my moto tour. This is where the idea came from. It was an idea. That's great. Would people come up with ideas every day? Moser, what what it cost you? Um, What's this all going to set you back? Are you put? Are you one buying? Gentleman, one, yeah, one gentleman named Buell. In all in all fairness, he was the one that copped up all the cash for this. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so the flight, I think, uh, all in was like less than three fifty. What about food? Where's he staying? Yeah, yeah we got that. We, uh, that's all, it's all in my, uh, what's that called? Rock stars have that thing, what's it called? Uh, a rider? A rider. A rider, yeah. I'm only getting brown M&M's. Um, I'm only drinking uh, the, the most expensive vodka. Yeah. Uh, top sweet. Um, and I get to drive bitch shotgun the whole time. <sighs> I did I did contact Danny and see what his list of demands were. They were, they were pretty short, so. Pretty easy to meet those. The best part is he never once asked about the sleeping conditions, and I never once told him where he was sleeping. So. <laughs> yeah, Denny, is, is, is there any small part of you that feels like you're selling out, like, indecent proposal style? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's totally indecent proposal. Well, That's actually, I think, what I'm going to call my article. The indecent, the, the indecent Denny, proposal. no, didn't remember, Pink, two minutes ago or five minutes ago, Denny said, I'm pretty much just whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Denny's an easy sell. We're going three ticket. Hell, I'm there. Oh, this would be great. Fantastic. Danny, and you guys are both going to chronicle these stories for Pulp Mex. Am I correct? On yeah. This, right? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, think, I think we're going to come together with an article. If I can get Denny to write something down, I'll, I'll definitely put it in print. Denny did yeah, a good... I, I, I told him I was going to document this thing. That, that's half the adventure. You know, like, if you're up for anything, you might as well document it. So, I'm, it'll be, I'm mostly it'll worried be about version. How, yeah, how, many, or how many pictures we're going to need to delete. That's going to be my biggest issue. It should be good. I'm excited. 
something different. I, I can't wait. It'll be an adventure. Just make the flight, Denny. Just make the flight. <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. I, you know, I'm already off work that day. I might just stay home. I, I can't promise. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. If, if you don't make the flight, that'll be probably the funniest car ride ever because we will. You will be out three hundred and fifty dollars, and we're laughing in the entire drive over. Awesome! It'll, well, be, the, it'll be the shortest story ever written. All right. Yeah, uh, exactly. Pookie, somebody named Pookie wants to know if she can rent Adam Scene Cirillo. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, I not, believe legally you can't yet. do that quite yet. Right. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Moser. Thank you. Right. See you. See you Friday, Danny. Looking forward to yeah, feeling your touch. Good rest. Uh, yeah, have a good rest of the week. Oh man, Danny. This, this could turn out to be like the the Northwest's. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas. This story. Rent the Supercross hail. This is great, Danny. I, I I think this is going to work out really good. I'll rent pain. I don't. I really don't see how it could go wrong. You know, <laughs> no, I mean? me neither. No, me neither. Not at all. Oh God. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like he's flying me into Vegas or something. Or you might lose me for two days. But I, I was le- on a- I was legitimately worried that you were perhaps uh, lost in Vegas in, in, in the, the desert somewhere. Yeah, I I, it's it's not too unconceivable thought. But I could. Uh, I think Seattle will be all right. Oh, man. All right. Well, hey, we're going to probably have you on next week to talk about it. We'll read about it on pulpamex.com. Looking forward to it. Danny, uh, have fun in Seattle. We'll see you this weekend. Perfect, guys. Thanks a lot. Good talking to you, Ping. Yeah, you too, uh, Thanks again. See you. All right. All right, guys. Late. All right. From uh, the 1990 125 Supercross champion to seven-time AMA National National and Supercross champion, the bad boy himself, Rick Johnson. What's happening, gentlemen? Welcome to the Pulpamex show. Thank you for coming on. It is always a pleasure. Hey, Peng, how you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you, Rick? Good. Hey, I owe you an apology. I uh, I was going through some old emails, and I was supposed to answer you back about six months ago. On something. <laughs> <laughs> so it, was one of the, it was one of those, I'm like, yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll set that to the side, and I'll get to it when I have an answer for it. Uh, yeah. Still don't have an answer for it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. We, do you remember what it was for, Ping? Well, I was trying to do that story with oh, Ian Wardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, um. Hey, if you got a question for uh, the Rick Johnson, 702-586-7857. We've already got a couple people on hold waiting to talk to RJ. But, uh, yeah, thanks for doing this. We really appreciate it. We're, uh, you know, stoked to have you. But, uh, Ping, you want to come out with your with your story first to, about RJ? <laughs> Just throw it out there. Just throw it, you, you, well, well, you told this story a long time ago yeah. on this show. So. Yeah, so uh, this, is, this is a little awkward, but uh... – <laughs> I can't. I can't wait. For this. <laughs> uh, a long time ago, when I was a little kid, um, you, you and Jeff, Jeff Ward were like, you know, yeah, who I idolized and looked up to as a kid growing up. That was kind of my era when I was getting into the sport. And at the time, I was kind of. Uh, you'd come out. Do you remember going out to Canyon Raceway over in Arizona? Yeah. Yeah, you guys yep, had come I went out there my, on my 500. Yeah, yeah, you guys had come and did some race. There was actually a, a Supercross in Scottsdale that you guys came and did. So I mean, I got to see you race a couple of times at my local tracks and stuff. And anyway, was a big fan. Well, I was dating Sean Kalos's sister Shayna. I don't know if you remember her at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, and you, I do remember you and and Sean. You know, rode a little bit together or whatever. And he yep. had he had your phone number. And somehow I'm talking to her, and she said. Yeah, my brother talks to Rick Johnson all the time, or you know, whatever. And I'm like, "You're shitting me!" Like, really? <laughs> I said, "Let me let me have his phone number." So I got your phone number. <laughs> this is like, wait, you gotta understand. This is pre-cell phone, guys. I mean, this is oh, yeah. home phone. This number. is your home phone number. So yeah, I'm calling. This has got to be like late '80s. Yeah, I was gonna say, what year was it? Yeah, late, late '80s. 80s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's like eight. This is like '89, '88, '89 ish. Yeah. So uh, anyway, 
at the time when I was calling and hanging up on your phone. <laughs> you would just call the Heroes answering machine, Yeah, because right? you would have your answering machine back then. You used to always change the message. And I remember yeah. very distinctly this one time was obviously in around November, and you were at the Bercy Supercross. And your outgoing message was, Bonjour, this is Rick. And you're talking in this French accent. And, uh, you know, you had the whole message. but So a lot of hang-ups in the late I just 80s. call it hang-up just so yeah. I like, hear you hear your messages and stuff. <laughs> Hey, well, I, you know, I really want to thank you because I think my girlfriend at the time thought it was just some random chick calling me and hanging <laughs> oh, out. Right. She, didn't want, she didn't want to get me in trouble. So thanks, Pink. I appreciate that. Oh, well. <laughs> See if you could find her, call her up and be like, it was David Pingree. It was Pingree. It, was Pingree. it wasn't I what you thought. Was. <laughs> oh, super creepy story, Ping. Well. Yeah, that's okay, though. What are you going to do? Right. Hey, okay. uh, RJ, uh, Legends and Heroes brought you out to St. Louis. Uh Yes. To be uh, properly honored out there for all you've done uh, in the sport. What would you think? How was the experience? How was the race and, and, uh, and all that? I, honestly, it was awesome. I mean, it's, it was so awesome to see that many people there. And, and it's to me, when you go, go to St. Louis, it's like Americana. You know what I mean? It's not Texas. It's not, it's not California. Because, you know, King, I mean, California, going to Supercross in California is such a pain in the ass because <laughs> everybody you've ever known or in the industry is asking for tickets. And you know what? Let me put it out there to people, all right? <laughs> if you know somebody that's in the sport, it, it, like vaguely, like in the sport, and you ask for a ticket, ask for a ticket, not 10, because <laughs> you have to understand that we're using favors that is so, you know, I, I, I retired, what? You know, it's almost 30 years ago. And they're like, hey, can you get me 20 tickets? I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you, yeah. you kissed my ass. So anyways, back, back, to, back to St. Louis is it was awesome to see. It was awesome to see so many people there. And the pits were just yeah. mobbed. And it was great because there's a lot of enthusiasts. Just like, it's like, kind of like to, it reminded me of what the races were like in the 80s. You know, a lot of people wearing their jerseys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, like now in California, it's very fashionable, very vogue. You know, you there's, you know, lots of young girls and all this stuff so that's very popular. But back there, it seems like it's more enthusiast and that. And so I had, I had an unbelievable experience. If you guys are into, if you're into any kind of moto, motorcycle, road race, anything, you've got to go to a place called Hotel Ignacio. Steve Smith owns it. They put me up there. It's got a moto museum. And it's just like this cool, they converted this place to the, like the badass old school hotel. It felt like I was in Europe. And with all the old motorcycles that he's got, it was just a great, great deal. And, and uh, Alex and everybody from Legends and Heroes always make you feel special. So, you know, it, uh, it couldn't have been better. Yeah, it sounded pretty cool. You know, it's funny. They so they they do a bunch of these Legends and Heroes guys. Like they, they're pretty cool. They've got this deal. Like they did Lachine in San Diego, which I get, maybe RJ you weren't around, but um, they did. Uh, uh, well, Dogger deserves it in San Diego, man. He, yeah, he stomped everybody's ass there as a you know as a rookie on a production bike. Good point. They did Rollerball <laughs> in Toronto, which was awesome for me, my hero Rollerball. Yeah. Um, and then so they brought you to St. Louis, and I was thinking to myself, so okay, so RJ never raced St. Louis Supercross. It wasn't there until like. Uh, 96, but I believe you did dislocate your hip in St. Louis. Yeah, oh, no, I did that. Like, so, hey, what right. do you think about St. Louis? I'm like, I spent the worst right. week of my life here. I mean, like, what? You hate St. Louis? I'm like, no, I just, I, there's a small piece of dirt that I hate really bad because I hit it hard. Yeah, I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, bring him out to the place where people said his career might be over. Or it's dis exactly. Dislocated your head. Yeah, that, that was back. That was back when before the Gateway Raceway. You know, it's a NASCAR track and all the stuff. And we're in uh, the Torque Series. Going to be racing. My son's going to be racing a truck there um, in May. 
So it, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, I got to go back there at a later date and, and race an ASA car and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah. it's just, it's cool to see it going. But St. Louis has changed so much, and it's, 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 it's like a, I hate to say it, but it's kind of like a cool little secret because it's not Chicago, it's not New York, it's not mm-hmm. California. But, uh, very, very cool vibe at the race. Yeah, no doubt about it. Hey, um, so what else is, what's happening with Rick Johnsonese? What's going on with you? Uh, uh, follow you on Twitter and, and Instagram and stuff. Looks like the truck stuff is going okay. Yeah, truck stuff is going good. If you get a chance and you go online or anything like that, just, just look up a thing called Red Bull Frozen Rush, and it was the coolest thing that I've gotten to do in a truck, and I don't, no pun intended. Um, we raced, uh, raced our, our Pro 4 trucks in Vermont. Um, actually, it was in Maine, but same area, uh, up a snow hill. And so we had uh, uh-huh. bracket racing because the roost was so bad we couldn't see the snow dust and all that. So we, we would split the laps and then go do laps, laps, and, and there's a bracket deal. Then we ended up going head-to-head with the guy who beat me for the championship this year, Johnny Grease. So it's kind of cool, monster driver against, you know, I'm a Red Bull guy. Yep. And uh, and I ended up walking away with the first Frozen Rush trophy. So that was very cool. And still racing with Menzies Motorsports and, and, and Rebel. So uh, I'll be running the Lucas Off-Road Series out in the West Coast this year. So I'll be in Utah, Glen Helen, Elsinore, um, running all over the place. Hey, hey, Rick, I watched that Frozen Rush uh, event on TV, and I, I, where I was watching, I didn't have any volume, but um, what was that like? I mean, it looked, it looked insane, you guys bombing down the hill. You know, you guys would hit those jumps and just float forever, it seemed like. Uh, but then as the well, track kind of got softened up, it was really changing the way you guys had to go around those turns, like that one at the bottom, that left. What was that like? In the snow. It, well, it, okay, for, for you, you'll you'll grasp this very quick. You know when you get to Southwick and you go out in the first practice and you're like just pinning it. You're just flicking, you're throwing it sideways like a half mile guy yeah. and just grabbing big handfuls of gas. And then by the by the end of the first moto, you're like, I'm going inside. I'm going outside. <laughs> I'm trying to find ways around because it just gets so chewed up and rutted. Well, these things had um, half inch uh, spikes on them. And they would chew the snow up so bad that it would get really, really bad soft fluff firms on the outside. And so if you got out there, you would just spin and spin and spin. But whenever we hit the ice, it was uh, it was unbelievable traction, like better than asphalt, better than dirt and everything. Um, but the problem was is trying to stop because as long as as long as you're grabbing new spikes, you you had great traction. You could even go through powder and stuff like that. But as soon as you go to stall, the spikes would fill up with snow, uh, and you were going along for a ride. So you'd have to. It's now, like a now snowmobile track, snowboarding. Kinda. Well, yeah, but like snow, like snowboarding, you had to go from edge to edge. So you have to throw the truck sideways and then hit a little gas to get new spikes going, then flick it the other direction, and get you know, then you know, bop, 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 you know, kind of old school Johnny O'Mara, <laughs> you know, little whiskey throttle there. Um, but honestly, it was so bitching because it was so quiet. The trees muffled the sound. Um, you know, obviously it was cold. It was like we're right about zero. Um, but other than that, it was awesome. And was the original idea for you guys to go kind of head-to-head? And then I know when one guy would go, there was so much powder, you know, dust flying up. You couldn't see anything. And then right. You, did you guys have to change the format of how it was going to go, or did you know it would be, be that way? No, we changed it. We, you know, it was cool because we had a lot of great guys, you know, I'm trying to go down the whole list, but you know Johnny Grease, Scott Douglas, Carl Reynolds, Eddie Robin Bryce Menzie, Greg Eller, Todd Maduke, and myself. So there is the whole the whole list. We had eight, and then we kept qualifying down. But we went out, and I went and did a test run because I was the only one to drive on spikes before. So they wanted me to sort of check the track out. So I went and did a preliminary run in Scott Douglas's truck, and we saw the roost, and it was like throwing it was throwing roost so bad. 
And so they were saying, if you jump the start, you're going to get a five-second penalty. And all of us admitted that we were going to jump the start, take the five-second penalty, <laughs> just, to, just to roost the guys. So we said, okay, so that's not going to work. Right. And then it was actually – so I, so I came up with the idea, why don't we do a 20-second gap? And then Johnny Greaves says, well, that the lap times are right at 50 seconds. Why don't we go 25? And then hopefully we can do that over and under crossover and try to match that up. And I think it worked out once or twice amongst all the brackets. but. Um, it was. It actually added a little drama to it, you know, because we're doing the times and it. We have penalties for running over gates and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, let's get the let, phone lines are packed. Let's take some calls from some uh, two hip fans here. Ruben, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? Good. Thanks for calling the show. Hey, I just wanted to call. Um, you know, I met Rick a while back, and I um, I met him actually in Vegas. And uh, when I first met the guy, I was kind of starstruck because I, you know, I'm a fan of the sport. But I'll tell you, Rick was probably one of the nicest guys. Bench raced with me all night. Rick, do you remember me? <laughs> Ruben, is, is this from the SEMA show? Yeah. Yes, Ruben, what's up, brother? You so know, so short story, you? RJ and I, we meet, and uh, I end up getting escorted out. And, uh, oh, Ruben. <laughs> and uh, uh, Rick, Rick had me in a headlock, and it was the coolest thing because I got a headlock by Rick Johnson. So uh, the next year, I go, and I hadn't talked to or seen Rick in about a year. And we're standing in line. We're watching the uh, the freestyle demo outside of the Hard Rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy looks over at me and he goes, "Hey, how's it going? You, what do you want to drink?" And I look at him and it's <laughs> RJ. And I'm like, uh. "You remember me?" And he goes, "Yeah, I remember you." And I'm thinking, "Shit, I was hoping you weren't going to remember me because <laughs> I made such an ass of myself." But cool dude, very approachable. I mean, I know a lot of people listen to this and. You always talk about how people are out in the pits and how a lot of these guys get walked by and everything else. But I'm telling you, like, a lot of these guys, you know, including, like, Rick, um, are just approachable. And they're just regular guys, and you, you can shoot the shit with them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, RJ, I haven't talked to you in a while, but, uh, you know, I still follow all your stuff, and I hope everything's well. Thanks, Ruben. You still on, you still on SoCal, brother? What's that? You still in Southern California in the truck? Yeah, I'm in Anaheim Hills. All right. Well, hey, I think I still got your number. I'll call you after the show. All right, man. I appreciate it. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, Have Ruben. a good show. Yeah, RJ, the, the, the podcast we did for Racer X, I still get comments about it. People dug it, man. There was no <laughs> doubt. People people really loved it, loved hearing the story, and, and, you know, the honesty you had in the thing, too, was pretty good. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, let's go to uh, Eric. Eric, what's up, man? You got a question for RJ? Hey, Rick. How you doing, man? Good yourself? Awesome, man. I'm a old old guy racer back in the 80s, watched your race, big, big fan, um, loved it back. My, my biggest question is uh, two strokes versus four strokes. Back when I raced, you know, two strokes took a little more, I don't know, finesse to ride around the track, and nowadays it seems it's more little throttle control and everybody's got unlimited power. How do you feel, you know, like a James Stewart's would do if they still rode two strokes and Villapoto's would match up? You know, now with the four strokes, how do you feel the difference is, I guess. What do you think, RJ? James has told us. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. I, I watched I watched Ryan Villapoto grow up here in Southern California riding 80s two strokes. And the kid was a, a – he flew. I mean, he was a bullet. And I watched James Stewart on was the, you know, was the lone survivor on a 125 when I was the coach for Suzuki. And he was unbelievable. So it doesn't matter if those guys were on – CZs uh, back in the day, or um, Triumphs, or whatever. Those those guys are awesome, and they figure it out. And uh, right now, the bikes, yes, the bikes are 
the power's electric, but trying to hang on to a piece of dynamite, those things are so fast, and they hit so hard. But just hard think they're a little more finesse, back in riding the two-stroke days where you had to be on the pipe and hit your time right and be, you know, yeah, have yeah, the rev yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, you did, and, and but that's just what you had to do. Everybody had to do it, so it wasn't... I mean, if you if a guy came out just like Doug Henry did with a four stroke, and all of a sudden it's more rideable, it's more it's all these different things. Because when I was racing for Honda, we would show up to test, and they would have five pipes and a couple cylinders and do all these different things. And so you go, do you want top end? And then that's how Mitch Payton and I got involved, is because I worked with Mitch at the end of my Yamaha career. And I said, Mitch, I want it to roll on. I don't want so much hard hit at the end because you'd be coming around the corners, and that was back when they had a lot of slick supercrosses, and you'd have to roll on the gas, and then you're trying but to that's more your style, though, right? Your ride and style, more you, you, you tuned it to your ride and style, as Pope, Mr. Pope Mex himself would say. You know, you tune the bike to the rider style, and nowadays it seems like it's more just everybody has a pretty much unlimited amount of power to use, and they just got to throw it down and do the quads or whatever drink now. Yeah, but it's still the same. It's still the same. Like when I went and tested the Kawasaki with the three different uh, ignition boxes, you know, the, the mild power, which I went for the mild power. <laughs> and, and that, but because I, I'm with my wrist, I can only twist the throttle so far, so I like to stay in a higher gear and just use the first 10 to 15 percent, and then when I get down the straightaway, then I roll my fingers back to get, you know, to touch the, the wide open for half a second, and then I go back to the brakes. But, um, <laughs> But but the, it's still the same. It, it's still the same. It's just it's just a slightly different game. But um, in no way, shape, or form am I going to say that we had more finesse and stuff because I watched, especially what James Stewart did in St. Louis. I mean, that kid put on a clinic and style and finesse. That I mean, that is going to be one of the all-time I think greatest rides ever ridden. Yeah, that was a great ride. But you're you're a great rider, man. I, I love all of you guys. Thanks. Keep it up. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. Thanks, right. guys. Thank you. I I, I always. I'm a big believer that the two strokes created a lot more mistakes. There wasn't the power that would pull you exactly. out of little little bobbles in the turn and this and that. But um, it's like you said, Rick, talent it, it doesn't change the game completely. It's it's just an alteration, and you still have corner speed. You still have to deal with that power. You still got to be fit for the whole race. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the the 450 four stroke. I think they're just too fast. I mean, yeah. I'll watch I'll watch guys on the parade lap just like idling, and yeah. they'll come up to a triple and. Brup, and yeah. they can clear anything. Not that I want to see guys casing it. Don't not not that at all. But I would love, and I've been pushing this. And I, if I keep saying it, maybe it'll happen. I said to Carmichael, make the monster monster cross or monster whatever it's called yeah, challenge cross. at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Make it all 250s. So you put the best 450 guys back on 250s, and then you got the best 250 guys. And I'll bet the race would be the most unbelievable because. Ping, you know, these things stop a little easier. They're easier to rotate in the middle of the corner, and then they don't explode so hard coming off. So I think we see better dicing going on. And right now, the horsepower and the, the rideability of the 250F, I think, is, is all we need. Uh, let's get to this call. You guys have been on hold for a long time. Dave, what's going on, man? What up, you guys? Thanks for calling. What's your question for uh, Two Hip? Uh, well, um, it's kind of a, a two-part question. Um, the first part is I, I also met uh, Rick Johnson um, at um, Day in the Dirt, and it was, uh, it was a long time ago. It was the year that the, um, the, the, the girls, uh, what, now they had the guys and girls, like uh, movie stars or whatever the hell they are. Uh, yeah, the, it, stone, it, the, stone, the, stone, the stone, uh V10, the big party. 
Yeah, yeah, and then the girls thing got trashed. It was pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, we... yeah. <laughs> but anyway, hey, my second part is more about your son. Um, really, uh, like, you know, obviously having your son being in, in pro motorsport, do you feel that uh, the industry he is in now that he can be successful or more successful than you ever were? Uh, as far as popularity, yeah. if, if he was racing motorcycles, yes. I mean, uh, I mean, back when I was racing, people waited for videos. You know, I talked, you know, I was talking to Grant Langston yesterday, um, at, at the truck race in, um, in, at Prim Nevada. And he was talking about, he would wait for a video to come back of the Bercy Supercross or this or that. And then there was cycle news was the, was the bloodline, you know, and, uh, Mathis, she could probably tell us what was like thirty thousand subscription, maybe. Yeah, I don't even know. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. So something, so something like that. And you have yeah. motocross action and all the different stuff. So it was more of an enthusiast deal. And now you got guys on commercials and Toyota commercials mm. and, and Brayton and, and uh, Grant and stuff like that. So if if someone can make it, yes. But it's still the same, man. There's there's a few haves and there's a whole lot of have-nots and a whole lot of people that want in this sport. And honestly. Um, I'm happy that my son didn't pursue motocross, and I think I kind of encouraged him away from it because he just started going kind of fast. He was, you know, he got intermediate level. He was 14 on a 125, and he had a bad accident on a mountain bike, and ironically broke and dislocated his his right wrist, not as bad as mine. Mm-hmm. Broke his left wrist, his shoulder, and tore himself up pretty bad. So from there, that we, he's been pursuing a car career, and uh, I'm, I'm encouraging him there. But also, I have a daughter that's. Uh, in, in art school, and another son is, is playing lacrosse in, in Colorado. So um, I want them to have their own life. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, that, thank you. Awesome, man. Thank you. All right, thanks. Thank you. Uh, besides calling RJ's entry machine and hanging it up, Ping, what's your favorite Rick Johnson memory? What do you got? Well, I, like I said, I think I already mentioned it before. When he came to my local track, you know, he had a bad boy on the back of his pants. Or two hip, you know, <laughs> something. I was like, this. It was just something like that. It was surreal, you know what I mean? Like yeah. seeing this guy you watch your local track because it's like he's Why saying, were you, you know, there, RJ. Why would you go to this local track? Well, let me let me back up. I did the nine. I did the qualifiers. It wasn't Ponca City back then. Back when the NMA was the big thing. When I was uh, when I was twelve years old, I went to Canyon Raceway and then I had to race out there. And it was uh, so. So I'd go back there, and I just remember when I was a little kid. Doing that, you know, that tabletop thing where you jump way down the hill. Yeah, it's called and suicide. It Big hill. Suicide. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, and I thought, man, I can't. So I go, I'm gonna take my 500. And I went there. I'm like, damn, this seems small. First gear, bro. But I mean, it's a little different when I was on YZ80C. Yes. You know what I mean? Someone must have just but, had uh, a massive suitcase of money for you to go out to this Canyon Raceway in '88. No, 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 no. They didn't. Honestly, I loved racing. I, I would go do local races. I did like Commotion by the Ocean. Yeah, that's um, true, we had right. some time off, and so I didn't. You know, you didn't get to race the 500s a lot. So I think what I think the reason I went there is, is that you go test a lot. But when you go out, and it doesn't matter if it's a local race or if it's a national, you push that much harder. So every time we get a, ra- a race set up from the test track, I would go there and we'd have to stiffen it up 10, 20 percent just because mm-hmm. you just ride harder and you jump harder and you do different right. things. And I just wanted I wanted to go back to my childhood memory of jumping suicide, and now I had to hit the brakes so I didn't land at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> they, you know, it's funny. I thought the same thing because I grew up there riding from peewees all the way through 80s. and. <clears throat> When I went back, you know, years later and wrote it again, I thought this 
man, this hill used to be massive, and now, yeah, you got to, like, check up to not jump all the way to the bottom. Oh, yeah. I, remember, but, I, I remember coming up to that when, when I was a little kid, and you jump because the lights were so bad. That was one of those hotter than hell that when we did the qualifier this, we ran at night. Yeah. But you go off there, and the light would be shining right in your face. You couldn't see the landing. And, you know, I could have swore that I jumped 200 feet, but it was probably <laughs> 45. Yeah. Well, I have a mental picture in my head I'll never forget. Are you flying off that thing on your 500? We're looking yep. at that, what I think it was two hip on the back of your pants. I was like, "Yeah, that is awesome." <laughs> I uh, my favorite my favorite RJ memory. Obviously, growing up in Canada, never saw him. Only you know read the results, and we'd get we'd get the USGP, and we'd get that's about it for the year. That that was all we ever. So it never never seen you before. And then in '89, went down to Florida to go ride. I was 15 or 14, and we caught the Miami slash Atlanta Supercross in '89, week before awesome. week, week before the Gainesville race. But you were on a tear in 89. You won the first five. Uh, Miami, uh, Tishner led. You caught him past some stadium, went nuts. Then in 89, you lost. You washed out uh, on the last lap or maybe a lap to go with Stanton won. And yep. it was like, oh, my God, RJ lost. But so, okay, smash cut to after the race. He's lost. He won five in a row, lost to Stanton. Uh, we go to the pits. Who's the last guy signing everything? RJ. <laughs> signing everything. I remember watching you sign like a cigarette pack from a fan, and I'm like, really, guy? Like, really, fan? You're really going to give RJ a cigarette pack? Like, I was just blown away as a kid. I'm like, look at him. He's out here. He's talking to fans. He's autographing anything and everything. And the guy, look, you fell with a lap and a half to go. Like, you had to have been pissed. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. yeah but that's the thing. Like, that, like, I went back and forth with it, you know, because you, you – you wanna you wanna be you wanna be liked. I mean, everyone wants to be liked. So so, but there's a fine line between having that shit get in your way when you want to race. So what I would always tell people: people go, hey, sign this, and you're walking to the starting line, and you you're like in your mindset. And I would tell them, come after the race. You know, I'll stay here all night, and I I did a lot of times. You know, I mean that night. What was funny is that one of the. Uh, a gentleman <laughs> comes up and says, hey, man, you want to buy a ring? And so we started it, $1,000 for the snake diamond ring. I ended up getting it for 20 bucks, and it was like painted gold with these bad pieces of glass and stuff. But I wore that thing like a pimp ring down in Daytona. <laughs> a thousand bucks down to, down to that. He's like, he says, I just, I just came across this. It's, it's really, you know, it's kind of hot, so don't show it, don't flash it around, don't yeah, flash yeah. it around. <laughs> right, right. Oh man, that's awesome. No, that's, uh, that's what I remember as a kid. I remember you lost. It was a shock because you lost, and then you stood and signed everything. And I was a, a big uh, rollerball fan back then, and, and he was long gone, and a lot of riders were gone, and you were still out there in the dark. Now you didn't, you didn't, you didn't go to the Molson Cup when I ran up there that one time. No, no, I, I never. That, I did that in '84, '85, I think it was. Yeah, never went to those. I was in, uh, I was like in the middle of Canada, so we never got them on TV either. But yeah, you went up and did a couple of those. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was pretty cool to see. You had the kangaroo seat cover too. That blew my wig back. The uh, yeah, well, yeah, I went. I remember the first year I went over the Han, and I'm like, I saw the Dakar bike, and I'm like, what is that? You know, and it was weird because at first I'm like, that's kind of gay. It's like velour or something right, you know? right, and i'm right. like and so but but you put your put your hand on it and you slide it one way and it was kind of smooth and then you, like when you went against the grain it was really tacky yeah, yeah. And i'm like they're like they like this because they can sit and then they don't have to hold on so tight i'm like i want one and they're like they're ten thousand dollars i'm like i want two <laughs> <laughs> i'm rick johnson damn it no i just wanted it to say that my seat was 10 grand i mean right, like, right. for ten thousand dollars i'm like well 
but I really, really, really want one now. And so I ended up getting it, and I loved it. And that was kind of the that was kind of the beginning. You know, not that I was the inventor of it, but kind of the beginning of the traction seat. Yeah. Uh, before we let you go, RJ, we're gonna our, our next guest is on the line, uh, number twenty-seven, Nick Way. Welcome to the show, Nick. What's happening, guys? Give us give us your favorite Rick Johnson memory. Standing oh, at Starbucks dude. in St. Louis. Standing at Starbucks <laughs> in St. Louis. Uh, that's the most recent hang hang with yeah. our. <laughs> I got pictures uh, when I, I went. I raced a fifty class in. Uh, at Loretta's in 1988, and my parents have pictures of me because I like I did well in the first the first moto. I think I won. Or, actually, I got second. Clint Boyer beat me. It was in the 50 Damn class, it. and then right after that, uh, RJ was doing like the hot lap thing with the new Hondas or whatever. And mm-hmm. I got a pic. I got a picture by him. Oh. Cause I was also, I was listening to you guys talk about how <clears throat> RJ was always so good with the fans, and shoot, I think like from then on, I always had the RJ replica gear. So I was getting free stuff. Hey Rick, I, I uh, we were talking a little bit with uh, Adam Cincerillo earlier about <clears throat> just interviews and and writers working with the media, and I've said this before in in stuff I've written. I, I I don't think we've had anyone that's been as good in front of a camera or in an interview or with people as you were. And I, and I don't mean to blow a whole bunch of sunshine up your ass, but yeah, there's a uh, I could use a little. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a there's an interview. I don't know if you're ever doing it, over in Japan some TV show over there and they got you break dancing and like, you were just like cutting jokes with these guys. Do you remember that? They yeah. Were... Well, well, so, so they get this. And so they, they started out, they go, it was like a good morning Tokyo type of thing. So the first time I did it, I had to go to the, the, the like Suzuka stadium or something like that. And I went down in the first turn cause it was five in the morning and it was a patch of ice and I busted my ass, man. I came down there and never saw the ice and all of a sudden, I, down goes Frazier, man. I'm, I'm sliding. So then the next year, they go, oh, we want to do something different. So they took me out. That was actually for a GP. And so they go, okay, here's what's going to happen is that we want you to dance. And I'm like, I mean, I dance when I'm, if I had two beers and I'm in a club, <laughs> but not on cue. It's like, you know, it's like my sense of humor. I'm not that funny when you say, be funny right now. I'm like, no, not that funny. And so I'm like, they're like, no, you're going to dance for a while. And then we're going to kind of come in. We're going to do this. I'm like, that's a lot of dancing. And I don't have that many moves. So <laughs> we, I said, and, I'm, and, I'm getting, and you know, your face is getting hot because you're so embarrassed. You're like, oh, God, I don't want to do this. And like, oh, you have to. You have to. So I'm like, okay, we'll make something like I'm, I'm, I'll, you give me some money and I'll do a couple steps and then I'll stop. And, and then we did that. And then next thing you know, we, we had this other guy out there, this little dude on a, like an XR 100. Yeah. I just kept, and then I just roost him and just brutalized him. I'm like, really? I'm like, it's going to hurt him because he's got an open face helmet, no goggles, <laughs> cold. You know, it's at the Suzuka GP track and I'm just mowing this guy down. You know, but, but you know, CR 500 was, with CR 500 with the scoop rear tire. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Ready, ready, ready for ready to lay something down. But, but, but let's talk about Nick Way for a while, man. This guy, longevity, still out there, still kicking it, and he's. And I have to say, I think you're in the definitely in the top three, if not the best looking motocross racer that's ever thrown a leg over a bike. Whoa! Dude, you need a you need a model. I'm not saying that. This is you know I might have a man crush, or whatever. Don't want to. <laughs> but but he is a good looking man, and he photographs so well, and he's got that blue steel thing going all day long, man. My my wife agrees for sure. Oh, my dude. wife, yeah, no, she's on that program. 
and also too, Nick Way, great with the fans. Signing, still all sweaty after St. Louis, putting a kid on his bike. He's a triple threat guy. This guy, panty dropper. Yeah. Good on the track. <laughs> good with the fans. Yeah. yeah. And and just, and just, uh, and just you gotta leave good. you gotta leave me speechless. You gotta leave me speechless. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but but I will say this: getting back to getting back to RJ, though, I think like uh, all of us racers are appreciative of how much effort and how I guess marketable RJ was in his time because I think it's trickled down. I mean, obviously the sport has gotten a lot bigger over time, but RJ had a lot to do with that. And then I think obviously MC from there was like the next guy who kind of took us to another level and he obviously emulated a lot of what rj was doing and i think yeah, uh what, what a, yeah what our sport needs now is a little bit more of the guys you know taking a little bit more serious as the you know the image side of it and whatever yeah uh, adam seems to really doing a great job of that i really feel like i hope the kid doesn't change you know yeah and rick like my my whole point was i just feel like we don't have people don't get on the get in front of the camera or interview and just be themselves and let their personality come out they kind of recite their sponsors they do like a, a robotic speech that they've kind of got memorized, and they they do the same thing. And uh, yeah. I just I just really appreciate the way you you were always just genuine. You know, you'd you'd laugh if you were pissed. You'd say you were pissed. You'd grab the microphone and get out on the LA Coliseum floor and tell all fans to riot. I mean, <laughs> you were just genuine. You know, I I really appreciate that now more than ever. Well, it's it, so, it kind of where it came from was my dad. My dad would push me, you know, and he's like, you have to be the best at everything, you know. If, you know, like he had the attitude, if you're going to fight somebody, try to kill them. If you're going to do, you, you go 100%. And he says, if you're the best when, when it comes to speaking and you're the win, win all the races, always everything first was about winning, you know. Damn Mark Barnett and that five gallons of gas every day. <laughs> he, about killed me, he about killed me with that one. But, but, but he, would, he, would, he would push me to say, you know what, you, you kind of sounded stupid there, you know, or you, you need to come across this way or that way. And then I just started watching what I said and what I did, you know, the kind of joke with Ricky Bobby, but I don't want to do it with my hands and stuff. Just watch yourself. And, and, and I used to have weird things. Like I'd have cue cards on my, on my dash when I would drive and I would, because I didn't have phones back then, I would kind of practice speeches because I would listen to what I would, man, when I first started, I sounded like, a, I sounded like an idiot, man. I was like, and, uh, well, uh, I, uh, kinda, uh, you know, and it's like, wait a minute, you can pause, you can stop right. you can change your direction and do, do what you need to be. But the biggest thing is share the emotion, man. Yeah. That, 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 that 15 second all the way down to, some guy who gave him, you know, grip tape for his skateboard is killing me. It's like I don't want to hear that. I want to. I want to see the emotion. You know, like what? I mean, Seth Rollins dislocating his shoulder, popping it back in, and then going, and then you see all that stuff. I mean, this is what people want, and and you guys, I and mean, Nick, I'm putting you right, you know, and and paying everybody. You guys are the heroes, man. You you put your balls on the line, and people want people want to know what that's like. So. Take the time and just tell your experience. And you know what? You got a you got a jersey on. You got all the stuff, and you know people. That's what people will remember. And your picture is going to be. And you just won. Your picture is going to be all over the place, so they yeah. can see they paid for the sticker. You don't yeah. have to say it every time. That's my opinion. Yeah, Damn it, people! Right. Listen to Rick Johnson. That's okay. all I'm saying. The only, <laughs> the only bad thing about being an RJ fan was growing up in Canada. I went and spent. I was 15, 14 years old. Those Life's a Beat shorts were seventy five dollars a pair. $75 a pair. I, <laughs> I pump gas part-time, and I bought two pairs of those, the Jetsons and then the ones with the bombs on them. They w- and I wouldn't buy them in a big enough size, RJ, to fit over my pants. I tried to put them over my riding pants like you did. 
Yeah. And I <laughs> what spent... size of the Mathis were they like twenty eight? I don't know. I mean, I was definitely skinnier <laughs> back then. Um, and I remember buying them and then running home and trying to fit them over my pants, my riding pants, and being like, oh, "RJ got me again." <laughs> Damn you, RJ. Yeah. You're I, making, you're, it, it, but I'll just let everybody know, I never made a cent from Life's a Beat. That was all a friendship deal. Come on. You had those stores. You were doing it for a while. You weren't, you weren't I making... didn't. I, I, I did not have the stores. My friend Stevie Wright, who was a three-wheeler racer and then a quad racer for Honda, I got him involved because in, in, at first they, they didn't want to sponsor him because, like, no way, three-wheeler guys are goons, man. I'm like, no, he's a good guy. He's, like, national champ. Yeah. He's winning Baja. So Stevie had the foresight to um, – Open a store right down in El Cajon. So I would oh. go do a grand opening. Then yeah. One Christmas, I lost a bet because I didn't. I, I lost. I didn't win. I didn't sweep the championship in '88. I had to. It was supposed to be a Santa Claus outfit, but they ran out of them. So I had to stand out in front in, in of the store and hand out uh, gift certificates um, in an elf suit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at the height of my career. Oh, I, I had to work so hard for seventy-five dollars shorts. My mom freaked out on me all the time, but I'm like, I gotta wear them, and then I gotta wear them over my riding pants, like RJ. So what is that about? These are beach pants, and you're like, you did. You, you don't understand, Mom. Yeah, you don't get it, Mom. <laughs> RJ did it, and it looked bitching. Um, He's too hip, Mom. Do you even get that, Nick? How, yeah. uh, Nick? How ballsy would you would you do an MSR ad with just boots on? Uh, I remember my mom being all amped up on that one. When I was little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one one last call for RJ, and then we'll get to Nick Way here. Steve, what's up? What's your RJ story? Oh, am I on? You are. You're on. Holy shit. Steve, you've done a great job. I've uh, been listening for a long time. Thank you. Steve Perry. I'm not a singer. Okay, what uh, What do you got to say to RJ? Well, i got to say, RJ, I remember him probably around 89, right after he got his research. He uh, pulled up in his uh, Acura. They had a big booth set up for him, and... Uh, my brother and myself, my nephew were walking out to the car, and uh, anyway, RJ and his, and his wife now, Stephanie, pulled up, and uh, they're like, hey, you got a big bunch of people out there. There had to have been at least like 5,000 people sitting there waiting for him. He had no clue. Oh, yeah? Okay. Where was this at? It was kind of interesting, you know, back Where in the day. Was where was now it? you look at all everything that's going on with the legends and heroes and all that stuff. Where was this, Steve? And, uh, Steve, where was this signing? Or whatever he was doing. That was at, at the L.A. Coliseum, I believe, in 89, 88. All right. Yeah. Oh. It was at the Coliseum. All right. All right. For sure. Uh, cool. So, Thanks for calling, Steve. Well, wait a second. Oh, I'm okay. not done. Okay. Sorry. All right. <laughs> so, anyway, I met him at the Legends and Heroes and uh, basically talked to him. On, I'm, I'm friends with him on Facebook. I'm just, you know, a, a fan. I was more of a Lachine fan, but. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Smoked a little reefer in your day, did you, buddy? Love, love, love Dogger. What's that? Well, you were coming out of the bathroom with, with a couple other, you know, top guys at the Legends and Heroes deal at, at uh, A2, the mm-hmm. night before. Yep, yep. And I had, for a, an autograph, I had an, didn't have anything to autograph because I just didn't feel like, I don't know, I just, I traveled three and a half hours to drive down there, and I was like, okay, I'm going to eat all those and heroes, which I did, and it was awesome. You could have signed your boobs. Dude, I didn't have anything to sign. You had the pen right there. Oh, okay. All right. Um, you owned it. Well, I need uh, to come see you. Yeah, that's RJ for you. He's a people's champion. 
Thanks, Steve. You, you, hey, he, he's, a, he's a master. Always out of posters. Uh, so I got to say. Thank, always out of posters. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening, Steve. I appreciate it. Don't stop believing, man. <laughs> Thanks, brother. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Thank you. All right, RJ. We're going to let you go. Thank you for taking some time with us tonight, though. Pre- greatly appreciate it, for sure. No, always my pleasure, Ping. Um, I want to commend you on uh, hanging out there. I was talking to, to Bonner about, you know, because I've been in some situations where I was a riding coach. You know, when you're down there and and the riders get, as you you have and I have both, but, you know, get knocked dingy and, and when you're hurt pretty bad and, and, and you want to see a familiar face and, and, and it's great what Ashes is doing in that, but I think it's really cool that you went to the extent that you can go down and work with the riders when they're hurt and, and that. And uh, so I commend you on that, brother. That, that's a that's a very cool deal because I've, I've been there like when Ernie got hurt and this and that, and, and they're looking for somebody that they can trust, even though they trust the doc now. Now they know the doctors, but you know, in some some cases they don't know who's who's talking to them. Yeah. Uh, good job. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, well, are you are you doing other stuff? Sorry, man, I told me to take over the show. But are you do what else are you doing with that? I think people need to know. Uh, fire department is kind of what I've what I've gone. You know, the, all uh, fire departments now are are a full EMS service, so they've got paramedics on every engine. So um, I've gotten all my firefighter training, and, and I'm uh, working for the fire department now. Do you get to do you get to push the siren? No, I, well. One day, if I promote Damn the engineer, <laughs> yeah, then I'll. Uh, if I come along, if I come for a ride along, can I turn on the siren? I'm sure we can talk him into that. Uh, Seven-time right. AMA Supercross national champion, <laughs> he can push the siren. That's right. Thanks again, right, guys, RJ. Hey, thank you for thank you for having me. Always a pleasure, Mathis. Keep up the good work, Nick. Keep fighting. Keep it strong, brother. And uh, tell your beautiful wife and tell your mom I said hi and wink, wink. All right, RJ. Thanks, RJ. See you guys. See ya. Uh, Nick Way, See, Mafia dude, Moto Crew. Who, who, who do you know that's got like just wit like that right away? Yeah. Me, give your mom a little he... squeeze on the butt for me. Wait, wait. I mean, come on, this guy. Mama V will be very excited. Um, yeah. Mafia Moto Crew's Nick Way, Mafia Moto Crew's. Uh, check him out online. Pulp Crew saves you twenty percent off uh, some of the finest apparel out there on the track. Nick, uh, good St. Louis, uh, good Houston race for you, right? Happy. It's eleventh place. Ah. Uh. Well, I mean, I would like to have done better, obviously, but I've, I'm, I've been I've been riding better. I just I I had a pretty decent crash in practice, which like I got off pretty much unscathed. But then like it was bad. later in the night, yeah, yeah, later in the night, I kind of got like to where I couldn't really hold my head up super good. Like my neck was so sore. <laughs> so I was uh, struggling with that a little did, bit. Did you see his crash ping on Instagram? I didn't. Oh, go search Nick Quinn on Instagram uh, and, and check out his practice crash. That could have been way worse. Oh it, yeah, it yeah. was like it was like this, this little little like two footers and then a triple, but it was like maybe three feet further than normal. Mm-hmm. So I hit it like a normal, like a rhythm lane triple, but they were super sharp, and I frame cased it. But you were going pretty fast because yeah. it was like out of the out of the first corner. Yeah, so, that's like, right. Where Brayton stacked it, it up, isn't it? Yeah, Brayton stacked <laughs> it up. Yeah, I did it like two laps before he did the same thing. And then yep. you back got run but, down by somebody. <laughs> Who's that? Um, but I, but I got out, I got out of it pretty easy because I because I said I'm out of here before I front flipped. <laughs> you downsided too. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice. You downsided. Which I thought I was totally fine, but then like my neck felt like later 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 than that I was struggling with holding my head up. Um, I like the fact. Uh, look, obviously, uh, I'm a fan. I'm on the team two seven, and uh, Chris Bloss wrote a fantastic race in. Uh, um, in St. Louis also, or in Houston also. But I like the fact that at the end of the race, man, you were really going for it. A lot of guys were riding around. 
I like the effort. I like the uh, the effort you showed there. Strong. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like to be inside the top ten is where I need to be, and then obviously push to get more than that. So, kind of at this point, it's like make or break if I should even go if I'm not inside the top ten. So, right. <laughs> I, I was pretty much going for the uh, going for it. Yeah, no, it's good. Impressive. I like to see it. MafiaMotorCrew.com, Nick Way, on the show right now. What about motocross season? Do we know what's going on with that? Do we do we have a plan of action? Are you doing some of them, all of them, none of them? What's happening? Well, I mean, I would like to do them. And obviously, I've, I felt like I'm getting a lot stronger lately and would like to do the Nationals. But at this point, it doesn't make a lot of sense, like, sponsor-wise. So, mm-hmm. kind of kind of planning on just hanging unless something, something rad comes up. Right, right. And so would you do a couple or no? Just Red Bud? Uh, I mean, anything? Or no? No, I mean, I've, I've tried that approach, and it's just... Right, hurt. right. I uh, <clears throat> I remember talking to LaRocco when he did Red Bud only, maybe his last year, and he yeah. was like, this was a bad idea. The, <laughs> the only way to do that is, like, if you were going to crank out Glen Helen and Hangtown, because then you're at least on an even yeah. level with everybody. Yeah, yeah. You try to jump in six rounds in, everyone's all dialed, and you're sucking wind. That's no good. Yeah, pretty yeah. pretty ugly. I, I agree with that, but I just don't like – I don't necessarily have the – the infrastructure either to be like having suspension built, you know, in the wild during the supercross season and whatnot. I mean, I could make it work, but if I was, it's just it's different if you were going to do all of them or just, you know, yeah. the first couple. Yeah, it's it's definitely pretty tough, uh, no doubt about it. But uh, yeah, getting getting near the end of the supercross season this week in Seattle, I saw forty percent chance of rain, and uh, so really, yeah, that's what I saw a couple huh. days ago. So, I mean, obviously things can change, but do you yeah. like? Seattle ruts and well, I mean, I think like the last time I raced there, it was kind of like they added a, they had a bunch of sand in it, so it's it's kind of like it's ruddy, but it's not like Indy was ruddy where right. you just wherever the rut is, you're gonna go. Right. So yeah, I mean, typically I enjoy a little bit more of a technical track. So I think regardless if it rains or not, which sounds like it may, it's gonna be probably pretty technical. No, yeah, your X brand goggles should work fine. We got a new zip off system, works fantastic. Clear vision X brand. Dot com. Yeah, how's that going to work? Like, are you going to be able to put the rolls together? I mean, I've stood behind the, the comment in which even Mathis can't mess them up, but even yeah, yet to see, we've yet to see a, a roll-off. No, man, no, roll-offs are solid. The only problem I ever had with roll-offs, Michael Lessie was pissed at Southwick one year. He's like, my roll-off system stopped working. And I'm like, oh, shit. I walked over, and his string was just all hanging there. And I'm like, oh, God, what happened? Oh my! And he just ran out of film. He pulled the uh-huh. whole roll. And then he was upset at me. And I'm like, dude, there's nothing I can do. You pulled the whole roll. I can't make a magical more roll. You pulled it all. So that's all. That was the only uh, problem we had uh, with x brand and Zip-Off system. So you pull the whole roll, and they go away. Um, uh, Being a Canadian, I'm surprised you haven't, like, you know, for Toronto, maybe you should have given me roll-offs, you know, because that was kind of probably pretty hip in the day. I'm just assuming most Canadians ran roll-offs in the stadium. I have a photo of Larry Ward in 1992 racing Supercross with roll-offs. Normal Supercross. Like, <laughs> nothing nothing going on. Roll-offs. In the kingdom, like, full covered. Yeah, yeah, I, I may, don't understand. Not even ha- may or may not have even had, the like, the roll-off film on. He was just doing it for the fans. I don't understand what happened back in the day. Ping, did you ever run rollies, like, for no reason? Not for no reason. I, I hated those things, man. Your okay. helmet would get so heavy. Like your visor's down, you're having to hold your head up to see out of them. Okay, all right. They're a nightmare. All right, uh, let's welcome to the show also, uh, presented by Fly Racing. Fly Racing, the official gear 
of uh, Andrew Short and the BTO Sports KTM team, Jimmy Albertson, uh, Adam Antonap, and many more. Uh, the Jason Thomas, JT, what's up? What's the word? What's up, JT? Uh, you know, just uh, waiting around on you guys. You guys are holding up the show. We're running okay. behind. Where are, you, where are you road biking at? I've seen you riding your bicycle today, bro. Yeah. Back on the program. Just putting in the miles. Putting in the miles. Your guys' cadence, your guys cadence was pretty high on that video. No, we were we weren't. You know, we had uh, multiple kind of skill levels with us, so it wasn't anything crazy. You're like looking around, checking out the water beside you. Pretty casual. Well, dude. yeah, obviously for the video, I was checking it out, and we had just uh, that was like right after a climb up to that kind of where that lake was, so. We were, we were stuck and wearing a little bit. At least I was, anyway. Well, yeah, it's uh, one of those, one of those, uh, one of those days getting in shape for uh, Seattle. JT, I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's never too late. Got a couple days here. Yeah, yeah, no, well. no, 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 no. Get I like together. It. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Jake wants a question about the track. Jake, what's up, man? What's going on, Steve? What's happening? What's your question? Uh, I'm just wondering, I've heard you guys complain about the tracks a lot, and I'm just wondering who you're placing blame on. Is it failed or dirt works? I'm placing the blame on the guy in the seat. I'm, I'm placing the blame on the guys in the seat practice who just want to roll the whoops and hit up on every one. <laughs> I was in A practice doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I don't know. You yeah, know what, Mathis, Jake? Yeah, Mathis, who, who are you talking smack about? Uh, no, I mean, who exactly? Who exactly were you talking smack about? Um, well, it can't be felled, right? I mean, what do they have to do with how the track is designed, or unless they tell well, them to go the whoops down? Or I think that's what he was playing at. Oh, it's the dirt. It's the dirt. It's the designs. We need. We need an overhaul. We need rider designed tracks. We need better dirt. They need to work on it more. They need to not worry about monster trucks. And the shitty ass hard pack that they leave for base, we've we've swung from tracks that got ruddy and, and a little challenging to now trying to do a hard pack track and, and it's dusty and shitty and silty and I don't know what's going on these days. But Houston was good. St. Louis was good. The operators, dirt works themselves, or is that the most expensive thing about putting on a supercross, Jake, is the cost of dirt. So, hence. They try to get by with as little dirt as they can. And I understand that, but they should buy more dirt, in my opinion. Or buy more dirt more often or something. JT, didn't they, like, at, at the old Houston one, that didn't the track always be, like, pretty big because they had tons of dirt or something? Yeah, it's from the road. Like before, yeah, I, I think they it was would, before I raced there. But. Yeah, they would, they would leave the dirt in from the rodeo, and then they would, you know, obviously they had ton, tons and tons, apparently, um, from that. So, yeah, that's why they built all the, all the huge obstacles there. It seemed like they had quite a bit this weekend. I, I saw it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think they're pretty conscious of, like, I mean, because usually that Houston floor, I don't know, it doesn't seem like it's small, but the last time was always pretty short there. Yeah. It's, so I, I think, think they're I think they're pretty conscious of that and, like, at making it a little bit more busy. Absolutely. Hey, Jake, thanks, man. All right, thanks. All right, thank you. Um, all right, Nick, thanks, man. I just wanted to, t- want to touch base with you real quickly, like, for the show. Yeah, bros. So, MafiaMotorCrew.com. Support the, support the crew. Rep your crew. Save Pulp. Uh, pulp Crew saves 20%. So. No, but hey, no we're going to see you at the races. What's that? You going to Vegas, Ping? I'll be there. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah. I'll see you then. 
I may go to New York if somebody rents me. Somebody said they would on Instagram. Oh crap! Yeah, Are you serious? Have, yeah, somebody's check your Instagram, bro. They they have a they have a spot for you for New York. Oh, we're renting out. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna rent you. We're yeah. renting out Supercross heroes on the show. <laughs> uh, Moser and his buddies have rented Denny Stevenson for this weekend, and we, we think we have Denny for a Lakewood and a Bud's Creek appearance also. That's pretty rad. So you pay for the flight expenses, uh, some some booze. And uh, you can get yourself a Supercross hero. Denny's not making anything on the maiden voyage, but he will be charging a fee from here on out. And Ping said he'd go to New York. <laughs> so we were going to ask RJ, but then I think I chickened out of asking RJ. I think I think, <laughs> I think that's probably a good idea at this point. Let's get a let's get a couple under our belt. Right, right. Let's <laughs> make sure people aren't. Uh... Ping's, uh, Ping said he would do it, but his rider would be he wants Red Bull Skittles and to not chop him up in a yeah, little piece. Yeah, you can't. If we can't chop you up in the pieces, but can we skin your head and make a little ping hat for ping clubs? And for, for oh. ping is you gotta you gotta bring his wife also, and then they, you gotta just leave him alone for two days before the event, and that and there's gonna be a hotel in Times Square. <laughs> That's the fee. That's the fee. Sorry, folks. Right, it's got little... more expensive. JT, what what about your fees to rent you out? Is it uh, is it high or where do you feel you would you would? Dude, oh, look man. at this. I'm, I'm, two year, I'm two years deep into getting rented. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Look yeah. at this creeper that says he's taking me to Jersey with a okay. freaking porno stash. I think I'm out on that, dude. Where's his porno stash? What are you talking about? Look at about? the picture of him. Oh, his porn stash. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, he's got a super creepy porn stash. Oh, yeah. A little van with a bubble window, oh, look, and I'm I think set. he's got a daughter. Yeah, look, he's got a daughter, I think. I don't know if that makes it better. Let me see that. Yeah, you got a bit of text on there. <sighs> All right. Uh, thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Good times. All right. Later, guys. See ya. See you, Nick. Everybody. The Nick Way Mafia Motor Crew on there. All right, let's roll right into our another segment. God, we're behind the night. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I've only been waiting like two hours. I know, I know, dude. I know. Yeah, look at he's got a nice he's got a wife and kids and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's uh, all right at a pool. BTO Sports. Maybe they're related to him. Dot com, Gabba Gibbs. BTO Sports dot com. Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs. Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs, Gabba Gibbs. All right, Gabba Gibbs. What's going on? Uh, these are the vo- these are questions submitted for David Pingree, JT, and myself. Yes. Thousands of responses. BTOsports.com. Thousands. Use yeah. the code PulpMX to uh, save yourself big money uh, and get yourself a discount. All right, let's go. Let's uh, let's cut some of these questions so we can. Yeah, not a problem. All right, uh, Gib Gavin wants to know who has had a better uh, or who is going to have a better rookie outdoor season, Roxon or Tomac. I'm going to go with Tomac. I know really? it's not a popular opinion, but I'm going to go with Tomac. Tomac huh. Outdoors is a bad dude. He's going to hit reset on his season. Everything's going to come together for him. Kenny admitted that the season's catching up to him. The long Supercross season, he's got 12 Outdoors coming up. I'm going with Tomac. What do you think, Ping? I don't know. I missed the question. I was too busy looking at this. What, what was the question? Never mind. JT, what do you got? I don't know. Um, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think that I think Ross is going to start strong. I think he's going to he's going to get to reset for a couple weeks after Vegas, and I expect him to come out swinging the first few events. We'll see how it how the summer wears on him though. Rocks and that's, that's, that's all I'm yeah. worried about. Your uh, are you using your headset thing that we talked about I, earlier? I am. It's really inconsistent. It's like super loud, and then it sounds really good right now, and then it gets weird. Maybe unplug okay. it. Can you unplug it? Ping, who's going to have the better outdoor season, Roxon or Tomac? Roxon will. Mm. What about uh, Tomac, bro? 
I, he's not getting along with that bike. I don't see it getting a lot better. Okay. All right. Uh, Tanner Hall. Steve, do you know Hanny's plan to come back to racing, or will it happen ever? Hanny and I are bros now. A lot Obviously. of Hanny talk tonight. A lot yeah. of Hanny talk. Let's get that one caller back. Hanny wants to race again. <laughs> Hanny wants to race again. Hmm. I'm heard he's, uh, I heard he's on the short list for a certain team. He's on a short list for a certain team. Mm. Yep. I, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I, he's not doing nationals. He's not coming up to Southwick in, in June. But, uh, but I think he'll do Supercross again, yes. Hmm. All right. Um, Luke McCall, uh, JT and Ping, which teammate did you dislike the most? Oh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Matt Bonnie. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, you can say Matt Bonnie. Yep. There you go. Um, I'm going to say Steve Mathis. <laughs> what? <laughs> At KTM or Eric Matt Honda? Eh, you don't Either remember. One? He doesn't remember. The- <laughs> sure. I don't remember you enough. You don't. You know, you're such a jackass. Um, I, I liked most of my teammates. Like, I, I can't even think of one that. You didn't like There's- Casey Johnson. Ah, he was annoying, but he, he's a, he was a sweet kid. Okay. Just a bit of a jackass at the time. All right. Uh, Rhino was different. <laughs> I'll just. Right. That's okay. that. All right. All right. Not a problem. Uh, we actually got a lot of tweets. Um, Ping needs to tell a poop story. A poop story? Yes. Many, many, <laughs> many poop stories. I got one from this Saturday. Awesome. Great. All yes, right. Please tell it. It's. It's not really related to me. This, I was teaching a school for these guys at Honda, and I'm not going to say this guy's name, but this was like something. If you have kids, you'll appreciate this. I see this dad. We're all kind of in this pit area at this private track. You know, nice. It's this guy's front yard, essentially, we're parked in. And the dad says to the kid, oh, hey, uh, oh, yeah, right now you got to go? You know, like you tell the kid saying he's got to go to the bathroom. And he goes, oh, really? Right here? Okay. And he just pulls the kid's pants down. The kid was about to crap his pants. Wasn't going to make it to the toilet. Leans the kid back. He's holding his butt cheeks, and the kid just poops right there in the, in the parking lot in front of us. What? Yeah, it was awesome. Can you do that? It happened. It happened right in front of me. I wow. kind of looked away awkwardly, nervously. I didn't want to watch. <laughs> he's like, hey, at least he's not a nervous pooper, you know? I mean, he had to go. He went. And I thought, right. you got to be a dad to, like, just handle that and appreciate that. Did he use a pooper scooper? Really don't care. He scooped it up with a paper towel and just went about his business. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. Next question. These two over here, they're like, we're never doing that for our kids. Oh, it'll happen. <laughs> right. Hey, you, not you, going to happen. New parents over here, like the first few diapers you do, you're really careful about, you know, use a thousand wipes. After a while, it's just like smear it on your pants, like whatever. Wow. Okay. All right. Next question. Yeah. All right. Uh, Steve Greenier, I think. Uh, how much damage did Wilson do to his 450 contract chances by admitting uh, a shoulder injury? Is this a uh, a bad idea? Zero. Okay. It's an AC separations. Yeah. It's like nothing. Like we talked about earlier with Dean on the show. Uh, yeah. It, uh... There's a big difference between rotator cuff damage and AC separation or, you know, dislocation, that type of thing. AC separation is just cosmetic mostly once the initial swelling and pain goes away. All right. I, I think he uh, – with what he did on that 450 show and the speed he did, like he said, he's probably got a lot of people knocking on his door. Mm. No, don't tell Mathis that. Mathis is not on board. You're not on board with that? You think he's struggling for a ride? No, I don't think he's – no, JT, I posed the question like 
Mathis doesn't think that, that those rides helped his value at all. They oh, think it hurt his value. Oh, I don't he think thinks that. it hurt his value. Look, it's just like what Mitch said. You get you give me speed, uh, we'll we'll fix the rest. Uh, uh. I think a lot of teams look at that. Okay. All right. Next question. All right, um, Ryan. But, oh, good. Go ahead. Well, I was to say, JT, we we did go look over that crash today though with uh, Pike. Yep. I I don't think what Barsha. I think it was racing. I don't uh, think the, it was dirty. The St. Louis thing. I know you're. Oh, I, yeah. I know I, you're I, not whatever. feeling I it. I really don't care. Yes, so. you do. Yes, no, you do care. No. We uh, we almost broke up in our friendship over this. <laughs> I don't think so. I listened to the argument. You you were he, uh, you're he, trying to say you don't care, but I feel like you do a little. He's, it's really, I definitely don't care now. They're all. I, I promise you, I don't care now. They're all qualifying. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Two corners to corners to go. Yeah, I thought it was a little unnecessary, but whatever. I don't, I really mm. honestly, I I could. Honestly, care less. I care more about what commercial is going to come on next on the TV that I want, have, I'm watching on silent right now than I do about that at this point. What about Pike to RCH? Uh, going to happen real soon. Is probably not going to stay in fly gear, though, from what we hear. That's the rumor. Uh, yeah, yeah. From from what I've heard, yes. That's, nah, that's, that's, a, that's got to be a bummer for you guys down there. But on the other hand, it's an awesome opportunity. So. Well, I mean, legally, we didn't have to do it, so right, right. Yeah, is it a bummer? But, sure, but I mean, I mean, we you, want what's best for Weston. Yeah, so. you as a former rider, you've never been in this situation, but you could certainly, un- like, I mean, you could understand if you're a rider how great this could be for him. So, yeah, I mean, I've been offered money to get out of deals without a doubt. I got, you know, that's not something I'm unfamiliar with. Um, so yeah, it, it came down to what's best for Weston. We want him to you know, financially be as successful as possible because we kind of understand the situation of the sport. So kind of have to be unselfish at times like this and, and mm-hmm. uh, try to try to look at what's obviously the best move for him. And at this point, it's kind of, you know, they wear a different product than we have. But, hey, if, if that's what's going to be best for him in the long run, then great. You know, one day, hopefully next year, we'll be able to re-sign him and, and then, you know, just be uh, yeah. a short spin away from us. Yeah, no, absolutely, and uh, look for uh, Ivan Tedesco too for the outdoors on uh, to fill in for Brock Tickle until he comes back over there. So it should be interesting to see. Um, but no, I agree that's a classy thing for you to do. Uh, Damon Huffman couldn't get a factory Honda ride because his Axo contract back in the day. Jim Hale held him to it. Yeah, I mean it's it's a tough situation. Obviously, Weston's grown into one of our best guys. You know, it's just the facts. So yep. you know we have money invested in him, and and we've been with him for a long time. So it's Obviously, um, it's tough to see him. It's it's going to be hard to watch him not in our gear. I can assure <laughs> you of that, and nobody wants that at our company for sure. A little a little tear rolls down your cheek. Well, you know, it's just we we consider him part of our fly family. So um, you just have to look at it as is this good for him or bad for him? And obviously, it's a really really great opportunity for him, and we definitely don't want to hold him back. Classy move by the folks at Fly Racing. All right, next question. All right, uh, Ryan Phillips would like to know uh, all three of your guys' uh, opinion on who's going to finish top five in the outdoors in 450. Rapid fire. Uh, rapid fire off the top of my head. Uh, Villo, Dunge, Barsha, Stu, Kennard. Right. Stu misses some races. All right, Ping. I'd say Villo, Dunge, Stu, Kennard, Barsha. JT? Villo, 
Dunge, Roxon, mm. Marsha, Tomac. Mm. Okay. No, you guys forgot about Roxon. I kind of forgot about Roxon. Yeah, I, I saw, saw I didn't. face. I didn't. All right, whatever. All right, next question. All right. Uh, it's hard for me not to put Trey in there, though. I just, man, I really want to. I don't know. I, I can really put Trey in anywhere in the three, four, five as well, but I don't know. It's kind of dick move for me not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, at Chandler341, uh, Ping, would you ever be able to get JT to do a Racer X bike shootout, and uh, is JT ever? I've really tried. Good? He freaking rock stars me all the time. It's definitely not that, I promise Yeah, you. come on, Ping. He's not a I ordered I ordered graphics with his number on it for a KTM. JT, you dick. Uh, not oh, the, come he, on. I, would, was I ever given a hard no, date no, I actually no. could come? No. no, I just said, you got to hit me up when you come out. I want to, you know. You I, I mean, yeah, it's just hard for me. Honestly, if it's in the, uh, if it's in the, like, after the Nationals, I'll make it happen. You just got to tell me when. Yeah, right. Great, great marketing thing. Obviously, he would be wearing fly racing gear in the, uh, in the shootout. No, it's not like right. I don't want to do it. Yeah. There, we have a good time, dude. Uh, and our shootouts are in the fall, so there shouldn't be yeah, an I'm excuse in. this I'm year. In. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get you in. Right. And that has been last, last year. Actually, when they did it, I know I had to be. I had a trip scheduled to Boston that I couldn't change. So yeah, the BTOSports.com, Gabby Gibbs, Gabby Gibbs, Gabby Gibbs segment. We need a who gives a shit outro. Yeah, we should. We should make one. He's down for it. Um, all right, let's roll right into. We still have uh, question of the day. And five question of the day. Still have some voicemails coming up. We have uh, Adam Antonap coming up. Ooh. Are we ready for the Adam Antonap experience? I've never met him. You're going to want to. So it's going to be interesting. You're missing out. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Okay, um, let's get into the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. X-Brand Goggle's official goggle of choice. Vince Freeze, Jimmy Albertson, Michael Lieb, Nick Way, Kyle Chisholm, Jessica Patterson. AJ Cantanzaro, you name it, they wear X-Brand. If you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. X-Brand.com, EKS-Brand.com. Pulp Show saves you 30%. The best goggles out there, period. Period, Ping. <laughs> period. Okay. All right, Steve. Rapid fire questions. These questions are submitted by A. Corey Moser. A. Corey Moser, and they are to be answered in rapid fire. Uh, rapid fire. Rapid fire time. Ready, Ping? This segment's dumb. No well, one, no one rapid fires it. It's like it's true. It's very. true. I rapid fire it. All right, go. Okay, Let's see. Steve. If Millsap had came into the year healthy, where would he be in the standings right now? Fourth. One point two. That was pretty rapid. Is Millsap's coming back for outdoors for Glen Helen? Does anybody know? He said. I watched his interview at the race this uh-huh. past weekend, yeah. and he said definitely outdoors. Possibly the last couple, two, the last two supercrosses. But I really don't expect that. I don't feel like I'm getting the whole story out of that team, out of Davy, out of his, out of Davy's crew about what is going on. Right? We just, we just... Uh, I just think his ACL, his rehab took longer than they anticipated. He had that. He had that. Uh, Microfracture. Deal. Yeah, microfracture. So... I think. Yeah. Hey, what? Microfracture. It's called. Well, he had he had that uh, that surgery in Australia, that uh, like artificial ACL. Oh yeah, ACL. yeah, right. We talked about this Synthetic. on the show. Somebody uh, and somebody corrected us or told us what it was. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next next question. All right, Ping. 
It's obvious that you made AC into what he is today with his amazing technique by helping him initially. Now watching him in his Supercross season, his open, his rookie season, what do you notice he can work on for next season? Stay healthy. That's it. 2.3. Are you kidding me? I answered it right away. How can that be 2.3? Clock doesn't lie, bro. Well, that's all he's got to work on. Okay. Okay. Like, right. like when you race. I agree. The clock doesn't lie. All right. JT, what sponsor took the best care of you? Fire racing. 1.1. See, we can do this in rapid fire. Good, good job, everybody. Good job. F you, dude. All we right. can do it. Steve, right. who is the favorite to win the 250 outdoor title? Who is this to? Steve. Uh, Damn, that is fab. That's more than 15. 11.2, and it is. Uh, I gotta. Uh, I gotta go. Baggett and Wilson are tied. Baggett and Wilson are tied. I don't know who's better or who would be more favored. Both past national champions. Baggett's been so so this year. Dean's got this shoulder thing. Cooper Webb. I don't know. Sean in the studio here says Cooper Webb. He's been drinking though. All right. He's gonna be the. Ti- he's a favorite to win the title. That's what he said. He's from Canada. Come on, Sean. All right, that was over 15 seconds, so, Sean, you got to whip Steve with a bamboo stick now. When you say Cooper Webb could be a favorite. Moto. Now he says Motos. Dude, you're okay. sweating water wow. so hard right now. Sean, thanks for donating to the Bassett Rescue. <laughs> thanks for coming in. All right, let's go. Okay, Ping, who was the most frustrating rider you've worked with? Frustrating rider, Borky. Because... He is so talented, and we just couldn't get him to, like, make it happen at the races. No one smiled more than that kid, though. Oh, great guy. That that was what was so frustrating. You wanted him to do good so badly, and it just yeah. – the talent he had never came right. through. It's past 15 seconds. Yeah. I'm just, no, he I, answered I'm just it. elaborating on yeah. my answer. Right. Get right. off him. Next question. All right. JT, besides Burner, who would be a good fill-in rider for BTO Sports? Chad Reed. Uh, be a good villain yeah all right next question all right steve um ping is the highest paid co-host he is the highest paid co-host for the record (laughs) but highest paid but kiefer takes no money nothing but he He drives out here on his own dime and and he does it yes and he refuses to take even gas money yeah he's happy to be here for free but I'm gonna have to talk to him. He's really, he's really cutting down the average here. <laughs> but we love to have Ping here. We love paying him. He's he, he is the guy that if we ever tried to put, if they ever tried to put a union together for racers, he would be the guy that's like, no, let's do this. I'm here. <laughs> let's race I'm now. Win this shit. Let's race now. I'm running it. Right. All right. But what is he underpaid or overpaid? He is properly compensated. Yes. <laughs> He's great. Ping's great. We're gonna we're gonna try to have him on more than we've had him on. He had a lot of work commitments. Uh, we're gonna try to have him on more than what more than every fifteen shows, which is where, where we're at now. So we love Ping, is my, Ping was my vote for the best co-host, by the way. Oh, thanks, JT. Yeah, buddy. All right. You're my favorite guy that we call every show. <laughs> Talk to you. <laughs> JT will be in studio after New York. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. He will be in after New York, so maybe we'll get you back up for that or something. If I'm still alive. Yeah, after the rent in New York. Oh, my gosh. What, did did I, what have guy? I done? Did you email that guy? Work. Uh, yeah. I'm... I met shoes in the Hudson River. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, rent-a-ping, okay. uh, how much would it cost? We've already talked about it, but Moser wants to know, how much would it cost to rent you for a week motor tour weekend? 
Me? Who, who are you talking to? Who? You, you ping. It put a dollar amount. Oh, like on what it. I what? <laughs> I'm going to tell you what's going to cost. Okay, eleven point three seconds. You want ping at your race, and Denny is the trial run. You fought all expenses, a flight, a hotel, food, some booze. Not too much booze, but a little bit of booze, uh, coke or anything else he needs, heroin, uh, and a thousand bucks. A thousand bucks? Yep. I'm in for a thousand. There's no question about that. <laughs> okay, six hundred. A thousand bucks uh, to take home. All right. So, Sean, Sean is the first bidder. Damn it! I thought I was the first. All right, JT. Yes. If you got a job outside of the industry, what would you do? Slide down some poles like paying for or something else? Jiggle. What? A jiggle? Jiggle. Oh. Jig- oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, I really put too much thought into it. Um, I, w- I always knew I wanted to work in the industry. So. Guy in the chat room says he's in for 1000 He's going to contact me. Are you serious? Yeah. Should we get a background check on these two? <laughs> yeah, I may yeah. need to. They have a website, right? You can do that. I think they do. I don't do. know. They, they check to, a criminal they record They promise not to chop you up. That's about it. I mean, right? I mean, <laughs> all right. I promise I won't kill them. Okay. Until right. everyone leaves. You're going to do like a pinky swear? Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. That has been. X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs. X-Brand, EKS-Brand.com. No, what you do, save 30%. Best goggles out there by far. Now we have grips with soft titium. Mm. What you do, you land. You take a selfie with the guy. You send it to your wife. You say, this is the guy. Here's his phone number. Hold his ID up next to his face yep. and me. Selfie. Yep. Boom. And then say, if I'm not. Don't even try it, right. bastard. If I don't come back, this is the dude you go and get. Yeah. Yep. There you go. <sighs> Foolproof, bro. It's JT, not- what do you think of this whole deal? I mean, if the guy's going to drop a dime for you to come hang out, I think you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm in. I'll go too. I'll go too for a thousand. I'll do a thousand. I'll you should do out. select rounds though. Like if it, it's got to be like somewhere not too far. Well, I already like, said New want, York. You don't want to go to Unadilla, you know? Like not not that there's anything wrong with Unadilla, but that's <laughs> yeah. I'm not going. That's to a long right, trip for right. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, worst hotel I've ever stayed in. Unadilla. It might, no, it's not Unadilla. It just reminded me of it. Unadilla is a close second. Some place in Binghamton it smelled like a crotch. There's a there's a pink hotel in I uh, Wald, Waldorf. What's the town by Red, uh, Bud's You're Creek? You're saying a, a pink hotel smelled like crotch. No, no, no. no, no, no. What's wrong with this pink? The, the crotch hotel is in Binghamton. This is in uh, what, what's the town? Waldorf by Bud's Creek. Yep. What's the town? Okay. There's a pink hotel. It's the only little area place in town that'll let you keep pets in the room. And for whatever reason. Some year, I think it was KTM. I want to say it was 2001 at KTM. Maybe I'm wrong. But they put us in this place. And I, I, you'd lay down in bed and get up. You had dog hair all over you. Like it was just in the sheets. That's my house. That was my house. <laughs> it's like washing clothes at Master's house. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. Um, well, yeah. Hey, uh, who's on one? Hey, welcome to the show. Who is this? This is Alex from Fontana. Oh, hey, Alex. I'm sorry. You've been on hold for a long time. My producer did not tell me you were on the line. What's up? Oh, no worries. Um, I had a chance to meet Jason uh, over at one of the motorcycle shops when he was in town. And I have a question for him and Ping, uh, touching on the 
subject of life after motocross. Um, I'm also working the fire police field, and I'm a question the thing is, how many riders that have retired have approached him with like, hey, what does it take to get into this field? Once they realized, such as myself, was never going to make it, but you know, what's the payoff versus going to work at a construction company in an oil field? Who has the education type of thing? How many people have approached King with that? Um, a handful. You know, I think a lot of people, if they don't know anything about the fire service, it doesn't really even occur to them, you know, to think about it. Um, it's funny, I had Billy Leninovich just talking to me about it a week ago or two, so um, occasionally guys do. And um, I think some of them are discouraged by how much how long it takes to get hired. It is a long, long road, and the EMS portion of it that's required. Um, really, in California, to get hired, you almost have to be a medic. So, um, but, you know, there's definitely guys that that asked me about it, and it's a cool job. No, that's a, again, same thing here. I mean, I've got a chance to meet Damon Huffman coming out to the races and stuff now that he's with LAPD. You know, it's just kind of one of those things. It's like, obviously, you've got a good retirement. You get to meet people such as Jason and Steve, yourself at races still, and you still get actively be involved in it. It's just obviously a different, in a different sense, so to speak. But I, I know, I'm just curious I know. how many people, you know, because of the education, I know a lot of people are homeschooled, you know, what it takes sometimes to get in through the background. But just curious, you know, how many people actually would want to pursue something like that. Yeah, it, it, like I said, it's some, but it's. Uh, I think like I think a lot of people don't really know much about it because if you don't know somebody in the in the fire service or you know have a family or friend or neighbor or someone who kind of shares it with you, you, you don't even consider it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, thanks, Alex. Well, appreciate it. Talk to you guys. See you Thank you. Thank you for yep, listening. Have a good night. Appreciate it. WUSA.com. Let's talk a little bit about wheels. WUSA base in Orange. Orange, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for MX, Supercross, and all forms of off-road ridings. They carry Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo brakes. WUSA.com. The same wheels. Ken Roxon, Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Pike, Albertson, Chisholm. They all use WWheels.com. And, of course, uh, I use them for my Project 90. Uh, happy to have those guys. You know who else uses uh, W Wheels? Who? You. The Seven Deuce 90. Deuce, Adam Entenap. What's up? You know Seven Deuce Deuce in the house once again. Wow, it's late where you are. We apologize for getting you on, but David Pingree's on. JT's on the line. Uh, everybody's favorite privateer. Dude, you know, except for this last weekend when I spotted out and somebody locked up my rear wheel on the LCQ start, that wasn't very awesome. What, what? Other than that. What happened? Other than that, yeah, what happened? Dude, I don't even know, bro. I'm like coming into the first corner, and Ronnie Stewart like cuts me off, which he should. You know what I mean? It's the start of the LCQ. Well, we had a pretty decent start. Well, I'm slamming on the brakes, and I'm like, hell yeah, I got the inside right here. So I'm going to, you know what I mean? We're going to squeeze right next to these hay bales. We're going to get shit done. We're going to pop out and be good. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know what happened. But somebody just decided to completely rear-end the hell out of me, and my rear wheel just locked up, and I'm just stopped from the freaking start. You got asshole, buddy. Dude, so pissed. I, I was like, I, I didn't even know what was happening. I was just holding it wide open and clutching it, 
and hoping whatever was in there just got let loose and it didn't. Uh, ask JT those LCQs. You got to get the hell out of there. You got to get when that yeah, gate no, drops. That, <laughs> I, I thought I was kind of like I thought I was kind of like out front a little bit ish, but I just didn't think anybody was gonna just pin it into my rear end. JT, any, the, JT. I, I don't know. Shit happens when you party naked. You know what I mean? Anything can happen, JT, in those LCQs, right? Yeah, it's pretty much like a grenade with a pin pulled. You just gotta get. You just gotta go. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no waiting on anything. I should have yeah, made it out everybody, of semi. That's what I should have done. Yep. Yeah, LCQ. If anybody gets a shot at doing anything crazy, they're doing it. Like, there's no hesitation. Yeah, for anything. <laughs> they are going to do it. Yeah, your semi was good. Missed it by one. Uh, so that's yep. not so, not so bad. Where are you right now? Um, I'm in the middle of Texas in like a tornado rainstorm that's going on right now. Mm, Just okay. kind of chilling at Ted's house. We're going to wake up in the morning and start our way to Seattle. Damn, dude. Antonap travels with the Teddy Parks crew, uh, Ping, so he'll be driving to Seattle, and then after Seattle, he'll be driving to New York. Mm. And then after New York, yep. driving to Los Angeles. Drive, Vegas. drive, drive, dude. I'll be working on more subway wraps. And How do you kill time? Like what's, you to make you guys laugh. What's the hot way to kill time on the road these days? <sighs> Freestyle wrapping and uh, drinking lots of water and then, like, uh, peeing in bottles, that helps. And then um, other than that, just listening to a lot of music, mm-hmm. and um, that's about it. <laughs> and watching the gas gauge go from F to E. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, you're working on a new rap? You're, you're gonna, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm working on it right now. I'm trying, but, dude, it's harder than it looks, but... I'm killing it right now. I got some sick lyrics. It's not even funny, dude. You're uh, you're you're blowing up right now. Popularity. The Pulp MX Show army. Dude, I know. How sick is that? It's pretty cool. My boy Mathis cool. just like comes on the radio and he's like, "Dude, Seven Deuce Deuce, do you want to be like on this radio show?" And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Dude, Mathis, hell yeah!" And then I get on this radio show, and then people just love me. I mean, how sick is that? What we do is we make stars. We make stars on this Straight show. Up. We we made uh, we made a star to Kiefer. And uh, he doesn't even charge us anything. You're like so. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Uh, yeah, so JT. Sick. Should I? I mean, should I talk about that analogy a little bit? I mean, is, yeah, yeah. I think it's super creepy, and people will love it. <laughs> is this the uh, molding out of clay thing? Because <laughs> yes, thinking yes. of you just like saddling I'm, up behind me. I'm and behind I, you. I, King. I can't do this. I'm behind you, and I'm molding. you. I will leave. <laughs> Oh my get up gosh. and leave your house right now. That's that's definitely part of the rental deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, what oh else? My goodness. Hey, Antonap, how sketchy were those whoops this weekend? Dude, I don't even know what you're talking about. Sketchy is not the word. Perfect was about the word for those whoops. Yeah, I'm like perfect, dude. I'm walking in the pits and I'm like looking next to these little dudes and I'm like, dude, I got these whoops. I got these whoops handled. <laughs> and all these guys are like walking on trout walk and you're like watching them and they're like. You know when the guys are, like, standing in the wolf section for, like, 10 minutes, and they, like, look behind you, and then, like, look back, and then they look behind you, and then they look back, and you're like, oh, I got that, dude. I JT, that, dude. that was you and me, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, no, yeah, I just walked right through them. Dude, no, I don't even walk through them, bro. I just, like, I'm like, oh, whoops, okay, cool, walk around those. Because the more you look at them, the worse it gets. And I'm, like, I'm pretty tall, so when I hit the whoops, I can just kind of, like, move my legs and... I make shit work, you know what I mean? Um, hey, Antonap, we were doing the, our post-race podcast, and, and JT brought this up. And, and actually, to JT's credit, this is something that uh, Tomac told me also. The quad in that rhythm, uh, not too many guys were doing it, 
But it wasn't that bad, no. was it? Like, did you think about pulling the trigger on it at all? Uh, truthfully, like, um, I didn't even really think about pulling the trigger on that thing. I mean, it wasn't, like, it wasn't that gnarly. Like, it was, like, a pretty solid quad, I mean, of all quads. It didn't, like, if you just skipped off, you had to shift up around the corner and hit the, uh, hit the dragon's back nice and fast. And if you downsided that thing, I felt like I could have got it. You just had to hold it wide open and seat bounce it. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. Like, it wasn't, like... There's some quads where, like, you have to get up over the top of a landing and get right in the G-out and just, like, nail the G-out perfect to where you get the momentum for it. Mm-hmm. But that one was really just, like, you just skip off the dragon's back nice and then pin seat bounce, and you made it perfect. Right, right. But I was just working that left side because I liked that dragon's back on-off triple. Yeah. I just felt like it, it, that would have been more consistent for me, so that's where I was running. One main event on the year, so close to so many others. Seven deuce deuce. Dude, I know. I don't know what the deal with this is, bro. I'm pissed. <laughs> like, God. I'm right. like going out there and I'm like, dude, I thought I had it this weekend. Like the last two weekends, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm in the main for sure. Like yeah. I felt like I had the speed. Like, you know when those nights are you're like oh, on yeah, the track, yep. feeling good. It's like, Oh yeah, this is the night. I got this handled and then like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I mess up on that dragon's back that I didn't mess up on the whole time, and I killed the thing all night and just did some little stupid little maneuver on it. And then this last weekend, some dude walks up my rear wheel. Like, I don't even, I, you know what I mean? I don't know. Hashtag, then, hashtag SCQ problem. Well, I was thinking about it, and it's kind of like, if I would have made it out of semi, I'd have been fine. So yeah. it's almost coming down to I need to stop putting it in the LCQ. Which is, I mean, it's just, I'm just being stupid. I need to just make it out of the semi. You got to go out of the make semi, dude. The, what so about I transfer straight to that main event? What about when the semis are grossly unfair, as we've had in a few races? And it oh, just happens, okay. Well, yeah. let me let me hold on. Let's explain this to all the fans out there listening to the Pulp MX show. And if AMA is listening, I really hope we figure something out. Yeah. Because. The semis are organized like this, okay? The odds go to semi two, and the evens go to semi one. Okay, so when you take top four out of your heat race, and then fifth and fifth go to semi two, those are the two fastest guys that didn't make the heat race, and there's only five spots. So you already got the two fastest guys in that semi taking out the two top spots. That's why semi two is always faster. That's a good point. I never, JT, did you ever do this math? No, I honestly didn't. Uh, I never really looked into how they I knew they mixed hey, them up, but hey, I just... Go back, go back and look at this film, Mathis and JT, for reals. I, I mean, I've noticed the really un- unbalanced semis, no, but I didn't know why. Yeah. So, right, so... They, I, they, I noticed this. Check this out. Nick Schmidt, me and Nick have been talking about this, and we've been trying to get in these freaking even numbers all year. <laughs> right. Even number of the heat race. Well, Nick Schmidt... If you can check it out, Nate Schmidt let me go by at the finish line. He rolled the whoop section so I would get by and get seventh, and he would get eighth. Fat motherfucker. Um, Dude. Yeah, because. And, and the worst part is I knew it, and I was just praying to God that, you know what I mean, that, oh, well, maybe this one will be different. Maybe somebody went down and they got, you know what I mean, somebody um, else got fit. So, Ping, I don't know if you're but, aware of this. So, so after the heat races, they instead of having the exact same race again with the same guys, they thought they would switch it up, right? Which I agree with. I think it's pretty good. So evens from the fin- from the heats go in one semi, and odds go in the other, right? So si- the number six is even. 
Are you, what, are you, yes. what are you doing? I'm Ring? trying to make it see how this goes. So okay, so six, six, six place in both of the heats. I'm sorry, in both of the, uh, in the. Yeah, you had it. No, sixth place in both of the heat races. No, no, no. Go to semi one. No, fifth yeah. place. Fifth Six. place. Fifth place goes in semi one. Fifth and fifth. No, odds go in semi two. This is where you're getting confused. Odds go in semi two. Yeah. Evens go in semi one. That's why when Nick Schmidt lined up and he was in the first semi, you always see the slower guys in the first semi. Okay. Semi two is always packing heat. But wait a minute. If the fifth place guys from the heat are in one semi, and the and the sixth-place guys from the Heat are in the other semi, shouldn't they both have, like, shouldn't Heat, heat shouldn't the uh, uh, odds be faster? Because it's fifth place. The odds are faster. Odds are say, always heat faster. Two, heat 2 uh, is always semi faster. Semi 2 is always the fast one. Uh, I was never good at math into nap in Canada. We didn't do a lot of math. But, okay, so, oh, yeah. it's all good. Don't so, trip, I got you. So, yeah, the, fi- the two fifth-place guys, the guys that missed the main by one spot, are in the same semi. Yeah, and we're not talking like, hold up, we're not talking like one through four, like slow guys. So you're talking like fifth, you get like, and then, oh, check this out too, and Villapoto crashes, guess what place you get? 15th. (laughs) Fool couldn't get 16th, Fool couldn't get 14th, Fool got 15th, okay? Right. So not only do you have the guy that missed it by one spot, but you also got Villapoto crashing got 15th. So Schmidt is playing the game, he's playing you like a fool. Seven deuce deuce. Dude, no, I mean, he's not playing me like that, a fool because I knew that. And the problem with this heat race was that I had Dakotas right on my butt because I had passed Dakotas and Thompson. And then, so Dakotas is right on my tail. Schmidt's right in front of me. Schmidt, Schmidt checked up in the whoops. Well, if I check up at all, then Dakotas is going to get by me and then Schmidt's going to go in front of me because I'm not going to catch up to Schmidt. So then I'm... I'm effed again. So now I'm just one more position back in an odd place. What is it, Ping? That sounds like a bunch of uh, bullshit. <laughs> you need to change your number to eight, dude. You get that even. <laughs> oh God! Oh, it's it's not, I mean, it's not really. It's not really like anybody's playing anybody, dude. That's just the way it works. And I think AMA should probably look at. Well, that. yeah, somebody I mean, should bring that know. up. That's. I like the idea. I think it's cool because you see different racers. But I. Well, no, right. I understand, but it's got a pretty clear flaw. Yeah. No, it's like gay. Like, dude, check it out next weekend. You'll really see it. You'll be like, damn. Who knew? And who knew Nick Schmidt was clever behind that hair, that long, glorious hair? Okay, check this out. Schmidt learned that from me. I seen that at the first round and said, Schmidt, check this shit out, dude. Five and five are going to the second semi. You always want to get an even number. Yeah. Don't get the odd number. So, the Napster seven deuce deuce. Yeah, he came up with that theory. Thank JT, you, this is much. this is mind blowing right now. I'm gonna verify. I happen to know someone in the uh, in the the AMA uh, scoring department technical <laughs> side of things. I'm gonna get back to you, dude. No. Check it out. It happens every weekend, dude. The semi two is always packing heat. I'm. Telling I think you. I'm gonna get to the bottom of it. I have a strong feeling, Adam. <laughs> dude, it's it. What are you gonna do though? What are you gonna do? You're gonna have that would be the most random. You'd have to like nobody would know what semi they were gonna be in after that. You know what I mean? You'd have to like everybody would have to go up yeah, there and why don't they, be like, why oh, don't, you're in semi one and semi. It, it's, it's gonna work out. One of them's gonna be more loaded than the other. Why don't they have clothespins? Random weekend to weekend. Why don't they have clothespins down there? Why? Because <laughs> we're not doing clothespins anymore. Knows? 
I vote clothespins. Uh, I vote clothes. Uh, Chris, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Greg? Hello? Greg? Yeah. Hello? Hey, Greg. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, this, I, I was, uh, I sent a message and I found something that uh, I think Nick Way would be interested in. I don't want to blast it all over the, uh, all over the radio, but, uh, if you check your contact, um, something to do with the Michigan Mafia. A pair of Alan King's old dirty gloves? <laughs> Not so much, but it's pretty badass. Okay, I'll check it out, man. I'll pass it on. He was telling me about it. I don't appreciate it. And, uh, Thanks, yeah, maybe his, maybe his mom knew who, knew who wore it. Okay, I'll check it out. Thanks. <laughs> All right, later. All right. Yeah, some eBay finds for Nick Way. All right, um, Seattle 7 do- Hey, what's going on outdoors with you, bro? Dude, I don't know. Teddy Parks just pulled out, bro. Oh, that's bummed. Dude, bummed. I thought he was going to do it. He told me a couple weeks ago he was going to do it. Yeah, he he, he was going to do it, and then some sponsor things came up, and I don't. I think he. I'm, like ninety nine percent sure he's pulling out. Oh, oh, bummer, dude. Which is a bummer because it's only like a couple months away, and now I have to like find a full on ride and like. Hey, oh, Ping, why don't you rent yourself out and give the money to Adam for the outdoors? We're working on that. I got a thousand bucks to go get man raped by some dude in New Jersey. So. Dude, hey, David. Yo, Pingree. Yes, sir. I just want to let you know, dude. You're sick. <laughs> Like you ripped on a dirt bike. You did. Dude, you oh, I appreciate bad. it. I I was alright. I was alright for a little like, bit. You were like the real deal. Four one twenty five <laughs> supercross wins. You know, you know the damn shame is I, I, I could have done alright if I'd have ever stayed healthy. I just couldn't. Busted my ass almost every year. Once I won four Manitoba titles. I mean, titles. that's a lot of guys' stories. but Yeah, it is. Uh, me too. Once I won the fourth Manitoba title, I couldn't stay healthy. No? Just couldn't do it? No. Nah, couldn't do it. Now look at me. Damn it. Yeah. Um, that's a bummer, Seven Deuce Deuce. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a shame. Hey. So uh, what will you do if you don't, uh, if yeah. something doesn't come together? Do you have to get a job? Dude, you know what the Seven Deuce Deuce is going to do if nothing <laughs> comes together? No. He's going to make shit happen, bro. What did you say, Jamie? He's going to make it happen. Any way humanly, physically possible, the 722 will be at the outdoors. What did you say, JT? Uh, I said he should get on the Warp Tour. Oh, yeah, rapping. <laughs> oh, I'll work on that, too. If I got to, like, if I become, like, a full-on rap star and then, like, the seven double-deuce race team is, like, off the hook, don't, yeah. be, don't be surprised. I'd like to be team manager if that happens. Okay, done. Thank you, thank you. Yep, you're welcome. Um, hey, where can people uh, where can people get some Seven Deuce Deuce t-shirts? You gave me a couple this weekend. Thank you very much, by the way. Um, Dude, yeah, for sure. I appreciate everything you do for me, Mathis. You're work, sick. Work. I like how you ask me. Hey, Internet, go uh, text me and goes. Hey, this guy wants to do an interview. Do, can I do it? Or can I go on this show? Or I'm like, dude, <laughs> you can do anything. Do do it all. He is pimp. Well, what? dude, you're you're my dude, Mathis. Like, but, bro, if it wasn't for you, the seven dudes dudes wouldn't even be alive. Would you say it would just it would still be that guy rapping in the background, just like fiddling his fingers, hitting on chicks. Would you say I molded you a little bit? Yes. For oh, thank, sure, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank like, you. The the clay seven dudes dudes mold. <laughs> ah, yes. Made. Suck it, JT. My Mathis. Uh, um, no, so. Uh, where can people get shirts to help help support your cause? Um, if you can go on Facebook and you can contact me, 
under Adam Enchiknap or uh, a lady, Wanda Reese, that helps me out a bunch. And then also you can email me at support AE. 722 at AOL.com. If you guys could do that, I'd be so sick. I'd be pumped. Support the support the seven deuce deuce. Love it. Support the seven deuce deuce if you can. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? No, nah, we can. We can. Um, all right, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. It's late. It's past midnight where you're at. We appreciate the effort. <sighs> dude, I appreciate coming on the show. I freaking love you guys. It's so sick. Well, dude, I won't be uh, at Seattle this weekend, so good luck. But it sounds like I might see you in New Jersey. And if not, <laughs> and if he's still alive, maybe Vegas. Maybe Vegas. Dude, uh, I hope so. You can make it swing by and say what's up for real. I totally will, man. Yeah, uh, dude, you're like one of my heroes, and you ain't even know it. Yeah, well, you know, I tell you what, I didn't. Uh, I I don't mean to be a dick, but I hadn't even heard of your name till about two weeks ago. Now it's like all I hear: seven deuce deuce. No, dude, Subway rap. That's what I'm saying. It's so sick. Mathis hooked it up, and I, I don't. I don't blame you at all. I don't feel ashamed, dude. The well, no, I mean, she was like completely off the map, and then all of a sudden, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Seven twenty-two, blah, on the map, <laughs> molding away. Where are you, Where are you from? Uh, this little little town called Lompoc, California. Oh, I know Lompoc. Right, like you. You know where? Um, Kings. You probably know where it's at because uh, Castillo Ranch is yeah. like probably fifteen twenty minutes away. Yep. Hey, are you? Yep. Did you ever go to uh, Neverland when you were a kid? Go to the gates or anything? Don't even get me started, dude. No, just, just don't tell us you stayed the weekend there. <laughs> no, for for real though. Did you go check it out as a kid ever? Like, um, I I never got the chance to check it out. It got like shut down. I don't uh, know if my parents didn't know about it, but yeah, like a bunch of people around me have been there. I heard yeah. it's like like freaking kids' paradise, bro. It's that, like got like merry-go-rounds, I mean. roller coasters, like gnarly sick. And the zoo, yeah. we had a zoo on property and stuff. It's like, fantastic yeah, until you get diddled. Had a sweet wet bar in every room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You I'm guys just, are ridiculous. No, I'm, I'm being for reals. Like, did some kids or whatever go check it out? That's all. And you said yes. I'm not. For sure. Right. No, it's. I heard it was an awesome place. Like, go-karts, like, full nine. And I guess, I guess, like, when you went there, too, it was like he wasn't, like, setting rules. He just let the kids terrorize. Like, you could break golf carts and, like, jump them, and you would just fix them and be like, dude, run it. <laughs> run it, literally. Uh, thanks, Deuce Deuce. Oh, Appreciate it, bud. Heck, yeah, I love you guys, and uh, I hope to be back on the show soon. And to all my fans, you guys are sick. Keep it on the real. Seven Deuce Deuce, you're going to sleep. I heard somebody just yelling Seven Deuce Deuce in the pits this weekend. I don't even think you were anywhere to be found. He was just yelling it. Dude, it happened. Seriously, it happened. I just I was walking like in the row that was away from you where you were parked, the next one up towards the front, and just I heard somebody yelling, Seven deuce deuce and I'm like no. That was actually Dude, Adam. Is that not the, <laughs> that that not the <laughs> sickest thing ever though? Maybe it was Adam. I mean like you're you're running around the pits and you just hear people yelling. I mean, isn't that what Supercross is about? Yes, absolutely. It's just, just like getting hyped up. And just ripping on dirt bikes and seeing the sickest track and the sickest bikes and the sickest chicks and the loudest crowd and the most amount of fireworks. I mean, it's just off the hook. And JT was yelling, too, when he raced, but he was usually out of anger. He was, he was just <laughs> screaming and yeah. yelling. But, uh, no, man, awesome. Thank you for coming on. We'll see you in Seattle, bud. 
Heck yeah, sounds good, Mathis. Later, JT. Later, Pingree. Keep it real, boys. Peace. See ya. Right, see ya. Later, man. Adam Entenap, everybody. It's not like we tried to let him go like four times, five times, but. Yeah. Eh, what are you going to do? JT, uh, thanks for coming on tonight. Appreciate it. All right. We're running super late. We're going to take a commercial break, and then we're going to come back with a finish this thing off with the NFAB question of the day and some uh, some more segments. JT, have you been listening the whole time? Or no? No. No. Definitely not. Why? The section with RJ was good. He's a good interview, huh? Yeah, RJ's God, a man. That guy's awesome. Do you ever you have a good RJ story? JT, we, we, we we're sharing our RJ memories. Yeah, we uh we both got incredibly inebriated at Tortelli's wedding in France together. That was a good time. I don't know uh, if that, that, that doesn't count. Do you have, like, a little kid story with RJ? Uh, yeah, well, when he, went, he was my favorite rider, so that whole uh, me standing on the track at Atlanta when he went to the lead was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, YouTube, um, YouTube that. It's about 14 minutes in or 17 minutes in. There's a young JT. Yeah. I didn't really get too much uh, interaction with him. I mean, I was at the races all the time, but I don't know. Right. Why were you on he the was track? my favorite guy, though. Cindy and Frank, AMA officials. So you can see RJ passes for the lead, I think, or whatever, on yep. Atlanta 89. And in the background, 90. you can 90, see JT. You see a little guy in a blue camel cigarettes jacket. Wrangler jacket. <laughs> oh, I thought it was camel. Wrangler. Wrangler. You see him doing jumping jacks. I'll show you. It's, in, it's for awesome. For real? And it's oh, JT. He, this kid is freaking out. <laughs> oh, it was a good pass. <laughs> I'll bring it up after the show. you got to see funny. it. I've, I've tweeted about it before. I've Little JT, he's just going yep. bonkers. So, oh yeah, I was fired up. Uh, all right, buddy, thank you. See you, JT. All right, see you guys. All right, thanks. Uh, last commercial break of the night. We're maybe gonna have our longest show ever. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we got more to come on the show. Pop Make Show presented by BTOSports.com. Myself, David Pingree, Devin Gibbs, in studio guests here, hanging out, killing it. Uh, please come back. Join us, please, please. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserve nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. 
undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, There's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes, including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Theed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. 
1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Hey, 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 W-Wheels. Now that I got all your attention, let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo brakes. All the W-Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Internet, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the moto company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the moto company. Motocompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. 
All Vortex racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Presented by BTOSports.com. Nah, 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 nah. So, is it kind of like hockey? I mean, if you're Canadian, you used to like Tragically Hip? Because that sounds like incredibly average music to me. No, no. For real? No. They're solid. They yeah. are? For sure, yeah. No, it's. You go see them in concert, it's life changing, bro. Hooky? Everything's it better in concert. It changed my life, but we've seen it like <laughs> ten times. It's awesome. It's so good. Right. Everything's better in concert, work. though. It's my music at work. work. No? I know when you sing it, I like them less. 
Uh, welcome back to the show, uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Racetech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection to Cherubies. Yeah, that's right. Also uh, brought to you by FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Cops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, the Moto Company, Optrix, and Guts Racing. Thank you, David Pingree, for reading that off. <laughs> Killing it. Good times here on the show. Hey, uh, before we get too far into this, uh, Indian Dunes Raceway. raceway. You, ever, you ever gone there, or was that before your time? It was time? closed before I okay. got out to California, Indian Dunes uh, uh, ran for years by a guy named uh, Gary Lamb, uh, and uh, recently passed away. He ran the Indian Dunes from 72 to 86. So pretty much probably every factory rider at one time or another rode Indian Dunes. Dan Lamb's dad, father, Gary Lamb, just passed away, and uh, we're sorry to hear that, and uh, we're thinking about you, Dan, and uh, yeah, Indian Dunes, man, you had to be there to, to, uh, to appreciate over the years, so uh, thoughts go out to you, Dan, on uh, passing away of uh, Gary, and uh, with that, let's move into the show. No, um, no cold call uh, Kenny tonight. We were going to do it, but then we just decided, ah, it's too late, we're here, ah. you know. We were doing this cold call. Uh, you don't even probably know. Cold call, Kenny. Yeah, it's been it. 15 episodes since I've been here. So. I know, right? Uh, I, I don't know. We should. Pixie's questions. Let's do the NFAB question of the day. Let's do that. The NFAB question of the day. That was loud. Right? Thank you. <laughs> Swiss core. Fix it up. At the tracker on the trail, the hottest-looking, hardest-working truck accessories are NFAB from tip systems and light mounting solutions to bumpers and Jeep gear. NFAB has your Jeep truck or SUV covered. N-FAB.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, where we were just this weekend. Question of the day for you, Pingree. I have a set of those bars on my Toyota Tundra. And? Uh, they're awesome. They're fantastic? Yeah, they really are. Uh, good to hear. Good to hear. Um, so it's a little bit of silly season stuff. We know Roxon's going to RCH. We know Brayton or Barsha's going to JGR. Like we had Dean Wilson on the earlier. Dean Wilson, Justin Brayton, Davey Millsaps, and Brock Tickle to an extent, but definitely Brayton, Wilson, and uh, Millsaps are up for a couple of rides. I'm here in Factory KTM alongside Dungey. I'm here in Factory Cowie alongside Villa. All right. You used to be a team manager. Who do you pick? Say the price is the same. JT's always like, oh, well, I'll see the prices. <laughs> but, you know, assuming the price is the same, you have five hundred grand or whatever to spend. Who do you pick and why? Yeah, that's Brayton, a tough, that's Wilson, a tough question. Millsaps. I, you got steady, dependable, diesel-like Brayton. You got, yeah. you got uh, accomplished veteran Millsaps. Can't stay that healthy. And you got up and coming Dean Wilson who just won a heat in Daytona on a four fifty, set the fastest time out of anybody. So you really For me, same money. Same money. I go with Dean Wilson all day long. All day long. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because Brayton is a little older. Mm-hmm. Uh and I love Justin Brayton, awesome guy. He's had an awesome season. But um with the speed Dean showed um, he's won a championship, so I know he, you know, he can hold it together for a whole season. Uh, I don't think he's, you know, he jumped on that 450 of Reeds with very little time yep. and went out and rode it really well. 
yeah, he couldn't hang on for 20 laps, but he had two weeks to get we ready We can work for that. with speed is what Mitch said, right. It's, it's just easier. It's easier to take a guy who can go that fast and kind of polish the edges rather than mm-hmm. a guy who's just this speed and, you know, hope that with a little bit better equipment you can get him to here. Mm-hmm. So Millsaps to me is a little bit of a question mark. If he, if he comes back and he's the speed he was last year, um, he, you know, he, then that's a good hire. But right. a knee's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, a couple knee surgeries and stuff, so, yeah. What uh, what do you got, Pookie? What do you got? I'm 1-5 for life. I go Dean. Devin? Also Dean. Really? I I understand where Bing's coming from. Brayton's a great choice. Brayton is awesome. He's shown to be really fast over the last couple of years, but like Bing said, he is 30, 31 almost. Sean, who do you got? Oh, Wilson, because he was Canadian. I got to stand by the Canucks. He was Canadian? Wow, he's a... Scott, a Canadian American. You cannot listen. I'm Canadian. Yeah. You're Canadian. We cannot claim Dean Wilson. Let it go, no. bro. Okay. Let it go. I picked Thompson. He picks Thompson. That's better. <laughs> I like that answer better. I'll pick. I'll pick Brandy from Joe Dirt up here. She's hot. Uh, I'll hire her. I pick Pookie. That? Who is that chick? <sighs> That's. Uh, uh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, no, yeah I, you do. I'm wait for the credits. I don't know. But I just watched this the other day and it was hilarious. Sinjin. What's going on? Brayton, Wilson, Millsaps. Ah, uh, Wilson. All right. Can you get out of that underwater tank you're in and talk you to hear me? Yeah, you that, hear me? that's better. Sorry, my phone's a piece of shit. It's an iPhone, you know. Um, yeah, I pick Wilson. But uh, here's uh, – I just have a quick question. Well, first of all, Ping. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> you should have gone to a Jimmy Super Bowl party. Oh, you know what? He invited me. I, I had something going on. Um can't remember what the maybe I was working or something, but I was, I was bummed. I asked about you because I went and I said, "Is Ping going to come?" And they said, "Nah." Yeah, unfortunately, was, uh, I couldn't make it. It was upsetting. Yeah, but, uh, it was. Really was. I wasn't the same for a couple weeks after that. Yeah, I was hoping I could see uh, you and Jimmy play a uh, firefighter, and you could put some IVs in them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that can't be recreated. <laughs> uh, my question is. Uh, just a real quick question. Uh, Glenn Helen, did they um, say anything about uh, doing um, doing any years past this? Like, is it a couple-year deal, or, or what is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was a multi, it said multi-year deal, I think. So, okay. whatever that means, two, three, whatever. All right. So. Well, that's it. And uh, uh, everyone better be running their top Jimmy shirts at Glenn Helen and Vegas. And everywhere. Just everyone should go buy their top Jimmy shirts. Top Jimmy has a shirt. He does. I yeah. want one. What shirt? I, ins- I, ins- I tweeted it out. I don't follow you. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, so All get right. them and uh, yeah, uh, at Glen Helen, uh, I'll be there. Great. Stuff. Good. We'll see you there. Thanks, Sinjin. Okay. Sounds great. Have a great show. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that has been the NFAB question of the day, by the way. NFAB, N-FAB.com. Proud sponsors of the JGR, uh, Toyota JGR, NFAB team, Josh Grant, Justin Brayton, and Phil Nicoletti. Who Phil will be racing? Is Grant going to be okay? Uh, well, I was asking you the same thing. I hadn't I heard anything, but watching that video of him getting just smashed in that opening lap, just pummeled. Pike lands on him. I can you? I can't imagine just laying here and have, having Weston Pike jump on me. Even just that alone would hurt. <laughs> right. And he came flying off his bike before yeah. that. So yeah, no doubt. No, for sure. And he, the way he crawled, it blew his. Oh. That's right. It blew the visor off his helmet, and yeah. he like crawled off the track quickly like 
I mean, obviously he didn't yeah. want to get mowed down by more bikes, but uh -huh. he, he looked like he was not real happy. Uh, Pookie, uh, how do you feel about this rent the Supercross hero thing? Ping's now got someone who's in, he's in for New York. Yeah, like who else is available to rent? Because I'm, I got some money. Who are you renting? <laughs> who can I get? Uh, I'll I go bet to you, New York with Ping. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you get AC out here. No, I bet I could. What no. else he got to do? No, he, maybe I can rent him for Vegas. He's not racing. He doesn't need the money. You need guys like Denny who need money. <laughs> That's true. Dead Budman, Budman, Dead, I go. Deadbeats. Maybe he just wants the company. Budman would go. Factory Phil yeah, apparently. Factory would do. Phil would go. Oh, Pookie, Factory Phil. You got a you Chad got a Pedersen. Right anybody? Here. Anybody want a Chad Pedersen? I know he'd come out. <laughs> Casey Johnson. Scott Sheik. Scott Sheik could come out for a second. Yeah. Swink. You could get Brian Swink. <laughs> For a sixer, a six-pack of Paps Blue Ribbon, Brian Swink shows up. You could do that for Swinkster. For sure. Almost. You'd never get Big Bird. No, no, Big Bird's got a lot of money. No, You could get a lot of 90s motocrossers. You could get a – take your pick. Open up an MXA. Just take your pick. Oh, uh, be fantastic. Are you going to go? Is it Ping? Are you gonna... uh, well, I, we'll see what, what happens. What did you say to the guy back? I haven't said anything yet. <laughs> he's rethinking it now that he has an offer. He's like, mm. yeah, the, guy, no. the guy had a mustache that scared him. I just need to, <laughs> I need to see the whole. Where, well, where are the, where's the lodging? Where will I be sleeping were at you, night? Were you, shocked at, were you shocked at how quickly Denny seemed to be down with this? A little. A little. Denny doesn't have a lot to really hold him back. <laughs> yeah, Moser is like talking about getting a cot. Can we get a cot in our Priceline room, like for? Yeah, the you can't get family. cots. No, I'm not. I'm not feeling that. No, no. The guy won the 1990-125 Supercross right. Championship. He does not. But he. A cot. I don't think he cares. He's got enough beers on board. He'll sleep on the floor with a, you know, sweatshirt wrapped up for a pillow. Yeah. See, I'm not. I'm at the point like I don't even share rooms. I'm like for. Effort. I'm old. I'm not sharing wait, a room. Wait, wait. You don't share rooms? Nick Wade says no, I mean, otherwise. He asked me to stay in a room. I said, sure, but I don't do it if I, like, it was a, you know, a, a deal, one-off thing. I, I don't share rooms generally. I'm just like, I, I used to sleep in rooms with five dudes. I'm over that. I'm no longer 20 years old. I'm not doing that. What's wrong with being 20? So. This is what happens right here. That's three 20-year-olds over here. You're gonna, I would get afraid I'm going to get stuck in a well. No, when you're 20, <laughs> you can stay in rooms. You can share rooms. You can bang all night with another chick. Next, to, You can do all that. I'm, I'm busy. This is what's going to happen that. to Ping in New York right here. It puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you, Ping, I think you do the, uh, I think you do the uh, driver's license and the photo, and you send it to your wife and say, this. if I go missing, this guy right this here. This is him. Yep. No, I think it's good. I think it's a good idea. Um, all right, uh, btosports.com, Paul Bamek Show. Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, Do we break a record? Rick Johnson, uh, Denny Stevenson, Adam Antonap. We need an Antonap. <laughs> he seems like a cool guy. I <laughs> missed him. Yeah. Uh, Nick Way's all been on tonight, and Dean Wilson, of course. Uh, let's get to some voicemails. Uh, we got these 702-586-7857. You can call anytime and, and uh, get, your vo get the voicemails. Here's the best of the best from the week. Hey, Paul and Max, this is Keith from Boise. Hey, hey great show. I was hoping you guys could talk about on the air how they decide which riders go from Heat 1 and how, how do they decide which ones end up in Semi 1 and Semi 2. 
I always thought it was fifth through twentieth from the first heat would go to the first semi, but that does not appear to be the case. Anyway, I was hoping you could maybe address that. Thanks. We already did. We talked did. about it. We we're covered getting, it. Getting to the bottom of this. All right. We uncovered a scandal. <laughs> so I'm listening to the Pike Varsha debate between Steve and JT. And I completely disagree with JT. I think that that's fucking racist. Uh, for the record, JT severely underplayed his emotions about that incident. You heard the show. <laughs> I was listening to it, yeah. So yeah. you could tell he. This is, is what he, he does. But he's very much a a Pike fan, you can tell. Which is so, fine. Which is fine. I have my favorite riders don't, also. Don't pretend to be not biased when you're clearly biased. And and, and admit that you did ha- this is my thing with JT. He doesn't like he doesn't ever want to be wrong about anything. He can't uh, he can't just be like, "Ah, I missed that one," which I do all the time. Like, "Oh, oops." You know? It just happens. You've been in the game for a while, Ping, you know? Like you're not always right and wrong. It's an opinion and you voice it and so, you know, you coming on and siding with me, you're maybe a little more credibility, former top writer. And he, he just backtracked. He's like, all right, I want nothing to do with Ping saying I'm wrong. He should have fought you. He should have offered to fight you right there. That's what he should have done. I don't think he cared. He didn't care. He did care, though. He did <laughs> care. Nathan, Barsha could have cleaned them out, and that still would have been ranking as part of racing. Uh, yeah, she can't handle it. Like, Pike seems like he can't handle it. Neither can Dungey. Dungey's a little bitch, too. Of course, she thinks Farsha's <laughs> riding like an amateur, so Dungey can't make aggressive passes. But, yeah, Pike can't handle that, because that's what those front runners are going to do. They're going to be fucking aggressive. Then he should quit, because he's going to be bitching a lot. All right, peace. He should quit. Yeah. He should have quit from this. I mean, I, you know, I get Pike being mad. You you get punked like that, you're pissed. But yeah, sure, he's yeah, still qualified. Yeah, yeah he's. Yeah. It's not like he went down and didn't qualify. Like it was a little I, overblown. I, and I like Weston too. He's a great guy. But yeah, he's a. He's... I think the only person that really got punked in that situation was Barsha when he took those five quick steps away from Pike mm-hmm. after Pike was ready to throw down. Yeah, really, right? All right, let's get to it. No, 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 no. Oh, not not the stuff in the tunnel. The, no. the pass. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of on TV. Me. Alright, I got a question for JT. He was saying that he's not a fan of Barsha's style of riding, but he's like gargling Chad Reed's nuts. I was just wondering what he thinks about Chad Reed and how he was riding back in like I think it was like 2000 I don't know. Back when Stu was on Yamaha and Chad Reed was riding all crazy on him, like in Daytona, he was he hit him pretty hard off the track, tried to take him out for the championship. And I just think that back then that was a little bit less of a deal, and now everyone's making a big deal about all these passes. Now, Chad Reed did that stuff to do it all the time, just completely taking him out when he had no chance to. The so, only... The yeah. only- the only time he really took him out was Atlanta. The Atlanta one when Chad was on a Honda. Stu was on a Suzuki, on a Yamaha, and they came out of the finish line turn. That was a really bad takeout. Other than that, it was fine. The guy said Reed takes him out all the time. There was only one where it was, you know. Yeah. Sketchy. Robin's raising. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. Thank you. 
Hey, Paul Bimmick. This is Mike Cohn from Sacramento. I was just listening to uh, last night's talk show, and uh, the question was asked in the X-Brand Tarot session, who is the most improved Supercross rider? And he said Martin Davalos. And I was listening to the uh, St. Louis wrap-up yesterday, and you guys were talking as well. seems like you guys are giving a lot more respect to the East Coast this year than last year. And considering the East Coast and West Coast this year, uh, closer to playing on a closer competition playing field, I don't see it. I mean, do you think Davos on the West Coast would have won a race? I, I think Seeley and Anderson still outclass him. Dean Wilson still outclasses him. He probably is still fighting for podiums, washing out his front tire, getting forced in, in the West Coast. So I don't see him as being improved. Um, also with the Cooper Webb, just having a good season. I think he's having a pretty good season. I mean, he's had a podium. Like I said, the West Coast seems way stronger than the East Coast. Granted, Adam AC was having a great ride, but, I mean, for instance, we just picked him to win the title just because there's nobody really over there that has any good experience. I mean, at least, at least last year on the East Coast, you had Will Hahn, Muskan, Wilson for a while, a healthy Blake Warden. There's some really proven, established guys this year. It's pretty, pretty weak. Anyway, just my thought. Hope you guys have a good one. Bye. Oh, perfect. Got to ask this. Which coast is stronger, Ping? West. It almost always is. Yeah. Do you think AC wins races on the West? Ooh. I think the <sighs> upper end of the West, Seeley, Anderson, Wilson, are better than the upper end of the East. But after that, I think the depth's pretty equal. I don't know. Well, I think it's. I think there's more talent on the West. I think Seeley and Anderson are the cream of the crop, and Wilson occasionally, East and West combined. But I think, uh, I mean, if you look at the results here, look at the points, guys like uh, Malcolm Stewart are still good, Osborne, Webb, um, McElrath. I mean, there, there's there's 10 good guys, Justin Hill, Jesse Nelson. I don't know that you can, you can say that on the East. Okay. Uh, I just. Uh, certainly the three guys on TLD that do not do, you know, the team does not do the. East. East. So, you know, right the way you got a team with three yeah. strong dudes that are on the West. So, you and, know. and I, you know, teams always have tried to load up the West a little because most of them are based out here. It's cheaper yeah. for them. There's more exposure because media yeah. goes nuts the first few races. Yeah. So, okay. I think typically that happens. There might be a one guy or two guys that are really quick they put on the East because they got hurt or just for yeah. whatever reason, but yeah. it's always a little deeper and quicker on the West. All right. Let's do this. Well, I actually had a question. Yep. Um, We've had that question quite a bit. Everyone kind of asked that question. If you put East and West, how would it look? If you took Osborne and moved him to the East Coast, how do you think he would have done this year? Better. Yeah, a bit better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think the the top end of the West is pretty good, though. Yeah, Anderson see, that's Celia that's... and Wilson. Like that, those guys are really good. And Hill, Hill at times, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, I put Hill in Osborne category, though. I mean, he's good, but don't get me wrong. But you know, all right. so. All right. It's raining yellow here, and uh, I was listening to how Barsha said he doesn't go on vital. And I don't know, that makes a lot of sense because there's so much hate on the Internet. It's unreal. Um, I'm not a professional writer. I'm just a uh, your average guy. But just being raining yellow, there's people who absolutely try and rip on me on vital. And I take it in stride because it's not worth my time or energy to get upset by it. So uh, 
I, you know, the fact is they're spending time and energy on me. Uh, like you said, and, and Barsha said, I'm doing something right, but uh, I could I could definitely see from a pro's perspective to not go on there because there's just some sad, bitter, uh, pretty pathetic uh, people trying to bring others down to make themselves feel better. So, Brandon Yellow has a vital issue. Gary plays on vital. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen it. People love me or hate me, and, and I'm just I'm just raining yellow. So, I thought it was Great. Nick. It sounds like Nick. Raining yellow, upset about vital. Lay off, lay off. Raining yellow, vital. Lay yeah. off. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, it, when he started that that voicemail, he was talking about how I don't know how it feels like because I'm not a pro rider. Raining yellow has a lot of haters, and he still calls. So bullshit. All right, All right. whatever. No, I'm saying it's bullshit. He gets hey guys, it's Nate. It's bullshit that he gets rained on. All right, whatever. Hi, this is Nate from Indiana. Hi, Nate. Hey, just got back from the St. Louis Supercross last weekend. Uh, had a great time. Steve, you're more than nice. Me and my family got to meet you and talk to you for a while. It was great. Andrew Short came up talked to us for a while as well. Got to meet and talk to Berluti for a long time. That guy is really cool. Enjoyed talking to him quite a bit. Uh, got to meet Nick Way. He was cool to my boy. Gave him some stickers. Uh, so just the whole uh, you know crew, I guess, that I've come to like from Pulp MX has been great. It was a great race. James did good. Very interesting. Got to meet Guy Cooper. Georgia Lindsay uh, introduced me to Guy Cooper over at uh, Emerson Tent. Tried to talk to Jimmy Alberson. He kind of snubbed us a bit. I think he was busy, so I guess I'll let that one pass, and I'll still be a supporter. But anyway, what love the show. What we... Dick Alberson is, huh? God. Hey, Jimmy, what, he's just an ass. Just, yeah, Unreal. He's well known to be just a Rock starring people. Yes, yes. Man. So what we got to what do you guys do? Steve, again, thanks for being so nice to us at the races. See ya. I, I, uh, you were nice, but Jimmy was a dick. I don't remember this guy. I'll be <laughs> honest. But that's cool. That's nice. I can't believe the amount of people that get photos with me at the races. It's What's nice. your average? Yeah, Sean says I'm famous in Canada. Well, that's Canada. Sean, I have four Manitoba titles. I obviously walk among the best. Being famous in Canada is like being the prettiest Denny's waitress. It's not that great. <laughs> um, Shit's excellence. You know what? I, I don't know. I probably probably three photos a weekend. I don't. Probably That's three. impressive. I mean, I don't know. That's impressive. Ping for a mechanic. I signed an autograph in front of Nick Way in St. Louis. I thought he was going to lose it. I he, was, <laughs> he was freaking out. He was yelling. Everybody, look at this guy He's signing an autograph. Mathis, this guy wants it. That probably made the guy feel like shit. The, the guy who asked. <laughs> it's so. funny because I grabbed a picture with Steve <clears throat> before I was ever on here, and my friends afterwards they're like, "Who the fuck was that?" Right, exactly. <laughs> Dude, it's just some guy from this radio show. Don't don't worry about He's it. He's got four titles. He's let himself go quite a bit <laughs> since then. All right, let's go. Hey, it's Benny from Salt Lake. Hey, Steve. Um. Yeah, I just wanted to call. I was wondering, I know there's a bunch of uh, the online retail companies that sponsor guys, you know, uh, Motorsport, BTO, and I'm just wondering, is it a tax write-off to run those companies or run the teams and, you know, help out privateers like, you know, Jimmy Albertson? So just wasn't sure if it was a tax write-off for the retail online companies or if they're, like, you know, legitimately paying out of pockets to help those guys out. So, yeah, kind of wonder. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I mean, of course it's tax write-off, right? <laughs> like, I, was, I put this in here because I'm like, Benny, 
It's called advertising. It's called marketing. marketing. It's called they're putting their name on these teams to so that you go to these places to buy parts and things, and then they also ta- have a tax write-off. I mean, was Benny serious? Benny was on a. Benny sounds like a bit of a dipshit. <laughs> don't wrong go that far. No, right. don't right. go that far. <laughs> Just kidding, Benny. Don't do that. I'm I'm getting tired. That's all. You are getting tired. I am. I'm slinking in my well, chair a little. you know what? That hey. coffee wife. I had like half a gallon of coffee. Well, look, look. Hey, hey. <laughs> I peaked. I'm look, like, Jackal, You want to skip 15 shows? You're, hey. You're the highest. You're the I'm highest. ready. Let's do it. You're the highest. Are you drink another cup of coffee right now? You're the highest co-host <laughs> payment we have. We are going to get our, our – you're, like show. Show, you're like a show horse. we got an hour left. What are you <laughs> talking about? We are going to just use you. Uh, you're not going to miss 15 shows and not come back and break the record for the longest show. Let's this do is it. how it's going to happen. Let's do it. Hello, guys. I'm, asked, I'm calling to ask a question. Uh, whenever they have the split lanes on the race, uh, are they allowed to jump from one lane over to the other lane? Uh, like if they have a line that might be quicker – I don't know if that's in the rules that they have to stay in the lane to start in, or um, sometimes I feel like it might be faster. Like this weekend, for example, to start on the inside and and go out, or vice versa. That'd be Anyways, sick. Thank you. I I don't know if this. Is, I got asked this question. I don't know if it's the same guy, but there's somebody out there. If this is the guy, he really wants this answer because he tweeted me two or three times, and now he leaves a voicemail. I don't know if it's the same guy. I can't imagine more than one fan having this. Incredible desire to know this answer. So I put this in here so I can answer this guy. You cannot do that. You cannot do it. I, they used to be able to do it, though. I remember Houston 97. They just used ribbon in between the lanes. And at some point in the main, everything got knocked down. And guys were just jumping. Like, nobody did anything. But well, they line it pretty good with tough blocks now, right? Now I mean, it's, do, yeah. It would be tough to cross over. Tough. You'd have to jump up and over something. and Tough to cross a tough Tough blocks. blocks. No, you can't do it. Yeah, it's but you used to be active back in the day when nobody cared. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Um, they really enjoy the show. Thank you. Um, listen to it every week. Thanks. It's great. Me and my roommate kind of listen to it. Awesome. It's pretty kind of. Um, so I'm watching the Supercross race right now. They are in Texas, and I'm just trying to figure out why there's only one quad i'm so confused i'm not gonna lie i've had a little bit to drink tonight but <laughs> shocker um i don't know I don't, i'm so confused by why there's only one person on the quad i feel like i don't know i feel like there'd be more people doing it and to the raining yellow guy how about we get you on the track you jump we in. love him he's hilarious and we think he's funny he can rap too apparently um just want to throw out Deuce, 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 seven, deuce, deuce. <laughs> that's that's our boy. So I just wanted to say hi to him. Remember, I said and, I uh, keep taken. doing what you're doing. You guys are doing a great job. Love the show. Have a great week. I, I can't say that. My, my roommate wants me to say something, but I can't say that. All right, y'all have a great night. Bye. Remember, I said I get photos taken. It's people like that. Guys like that. <laughs> we kind of listen to the show. Yeah. All right. You know what? You, you watched that quad. It didn't look that hard. That's what I was saying. Well, and, and actually to the caller, uh, Tomac did it. James did it. RV did it. Hill did it. Yeah, there was, there was a handful uh, of guys. Did I miss anybody? Pookie. Josh Hill. Yeah, Pookie. But even like uh, – a quad expert. Could have Nap, sleep. I think Nap was saying, oh, you just have to like land and 
hold it wide open and seat bounce. Those guys weren't seat bouncing it. No. Like, they were standing up just, all right. Yeah, it did. Again, I ain't jumping it, but I thought it was a pretty basic jump. But It looked big, though. It looked pretty big. Yeah, no, it's probably. It's, it's probably just scary as hell because you are looking at this lip and the fourth one and then if is you still clip, pretty peaky. And if you peaky. clip that fourth one, you are oh, yeah. going for a ride. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's it? That is the it. Voicemail, 702-586-757. Uh, hey, Sean. Yes. Thanks for coming in tonight. Thanks I appreciate out. it. Thank you Thanks very for much donating. for having us. Thanks for donating a substantial amount to the Bassett <laughs> Rescue Fund. Uh, Pookie, this will help Ginger. Yeah, Ginger. Oh, I'm so excited. We should foster her. No. She needs a foster home. Beat it. She's cute. Uh, I may have to get myself a Bassett home. Oh, yeah? They're, they're pretty awesome. So uh, are you going to go to the Regina uh, CMRC National? I'm actually going to be a medic at the Pro National this year. Oh, okay. I will get to... Uh, Meet the riders and get credentials. Hopefully and you don't get to meet him. Like, that'll be a bad news if you get to meet him. Unless he's going to sweep, stamp it. And he might. No, nah, I don't know if he cries. <laughs> he, I don't uh, know. That's a weekend off for us. I might actually go to that one. It'll be good. I might actually go to that one. I've been to that one before. It's a shitty track, but be whatever. Good. Unless he's going to... Can- <laughs> <laughs> Ping's lost. So it. ready to go? Right. Sorry. Unless he's going to Canada, Ping. What, what, what do you think? That's weird to me. Is he... Uh, I think I think those guys are just so bitter. Yeah, they're they're gonna cut off their nose to spite their face, you know. Izzy's not going now. He had some visa problems. Oh, yeah, not going. Izzy was mm-hmm. supposed to go. Yeah, yeah. Saint, can't get to Canada. Team. Cunningham too. No, Cunningham's not going. Really? Nope. Uh, they're pissed. Does Alessi beat wow. Metcalf? I don't know. I don't think so. No. Medi knows the track. I I just I don't know. I think Medi. Ha- I, I I haven't seen him ride much, but if he's riding like he was last time when he raced here. Mm-hmm. I think Maddie beats him. What did he place when he showed up at Southwick? Fourth. What do you think? Like, uh, there's sand, so he can do it. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that Maddie's going to be the guy to beat up there. I think Alessio will win some races, but like you said, you got four sand tracks or whatever up there in Canada. He knows all the tracks already. He's comfortable with the team, the surroundings. I think Maddie's the guy to beat. Sean, you got you got Alessio though, stamping it, stamping the win. I just think, uh, what was the race where he passed Dungey? Was Shugel? No, he didn't pass him. He just, had, he just slowed him up. I think with all race. the shadows and just being so difficult. And he straight up passed him and beat him. Wasn't it? Was Shugel? No, he didn't pass. He just whole shot him and let Dungey come right, pass him. But I, I don't know. I, just think I don't know if I'm going with that logic as to why. He, he like, ended up second okay. in the, the points that yeah, year. Yeah, did, you know? so, two years ago. I think okay. Something changes when you cross the border, though. Like yeah. Canadian guys... Are like crazy fast, and all of a sudden, people are putting mayonnaise on French fries. I don't know. It just gets weird. <laughs> you up there. Shit does get weird. You're right about that. Well, well, maybe I'll go, Sean. Maybe I'll see you up there. I don't know. It's a weekend off. We'll see what happens. Um, Take me with you, Canada. You want to go? Sure. I've never been. Cross the border. I'm, I'm sure I can make see it. See if you can find Canadian or rent me. I'll come up. Yeah. Why not? Dude, I, I'm done. Well, hey. <laughs> 1500 Start the bit. Thanks for the uh, the donation to the Las Vegas Bassett Rescue. Absolutely. It. We're living dreams. What was it Thank like? You. What was it like sitting in here? How, how was it? Was it better than I expected? Really? I shared Skittles with David Pingree. That's wow. that's bucket list shit. Tor- <laughs> I die a happy man. You Tor- need a bigger bucket. <laughs> Tori seemed like she fell asleep a few times, but that's okay. It's all right. I fell asleep a couple times. Yeah, you always do. That's all right. Hey, uh, thanks everybody for coming in. Thanks to Dean Wilson, my uh, the uh, Adam Cien Cirillo. Rick Johnson, Denny Stevenson, Nick Way, Jason Thomas. What a show. That was a good line. That was a good show. Our own David Pingree. In studio. Hopefully not taking so long to come back next time. 
Nope. Appreciate Soon. it. Uh, we thank everybody for listening. BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connections, Cherbies, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, The Moto Company, Optrix, Guts Racing. Devin, thanks, man. Appreciate Always it. Always a pleasure. Thank you, and, guys. And uh, we will see everybody next week. We're going to go out with the Adam Antonap Subway Wrap just for your enjoyment and yeah. uh, ping you can listen and enjoy. And we will see you guys next week. Getting that shit, making that paper. Not that much paper, though. Let's rap about Subway. Yeah. Here we go. Rolling down the highway, it's in my way. Looking down the street, fuck, thinking real cheap. Don't got that much paper in my pocket. I think I got like six bucks. Rolling down the street, hungry ass, fuck. Seen a fucking sign, looking really, really fine. Subway, eat fresh, hell yeah. I was thinking in the brain, my way. Turkey ham, fucking meatballs, hell yeah, I want it all. Fuck that, I only got six bucks. Good thing it's February, so I can't get a foot long. Hell yeah, rolled up in that bitch, there's a line. Bitch at the cash register could look real fine. Hell yeah, ho, here we fucking go. Looking at that shit, I'm looking at the bread. In the fucking oven looking so fresh What do I want? Wheat flatbread Honey fucking O Damn bullshit Oh yeah Thinking fucking wheat Want a foot long? Want some fucking meat? Yeah Six inch Nah fuck that I got six bucks I'm going for the whole thing Fucking twelve inches of Bread Meat Lettuce Turkey Ham Oh, whatever the fuck I want Cause Subway means it's my way Yeah, I told that bitch I want a foot long On Italian urban cheese She said, what kind of meat? I said, ho, what the fucking kind of thing you want, bitch? I was like, hell yeah I want that black forest ham With the fucking no cheese Hell nah, bitch I ain't trying to get fat Cheese is whack, Put it in the oven, toast that shit up, get that shit right, make it hot. Shit came out, it was steaming. I was like, damn, that shit's gleaming. Sandwich looks good, here we go. Vegetables next, gonna put that shit on, never take a rest. Here we go. Bitch asked me what you fucking want on your sandwich. I was like, hmm. Fucking green peppers, onions, spinach, fucking olives, green pepperoncinis, jalapenos. Then I want fucking mayonnaise. Now wait. Trying to watch my calories make it light. Trying to take flight on my dirt bike ride. Oh yeah, went to the register. Then I was like, fuck yeah, this shit's only five bucks. Got it out with some luck. That bitch was like, you want it for here or to go? I was like, what you think, ho? Oh, yeah, I got this shit for here. Sat down, ate my breakfast and my lunch. 
right there. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. I just wanted you to know that, if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.